Episode 185 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live. I am your host, Mr. Fuck Your Life, King Skype, and still the Toxic Offender, a.k.a. Moods. Yeah. And of course, I have my two 90s millennial mammograms by my side tonight, Double Trout J, a.k.a. JP. And finally, back in the house from 45 minutes outside of Chicago, the live stream host himself, Ellen Degenerate, a.k.a. The Jew, Jeremy. Also in the house for the 21st time tonight, the man with the photographic memory but can't remember to invite any of the hosts from the 22 Shots onto his podcast, the Boston Cream Donut, a.k.a. Doghouse Derek. And finally, we have the man who has been quoted saying, when there is no more room in hell, I will fall asleep on your podcast, <laughs> the Sacktown Snore, Mike, fuck your dub 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 reviews, Merriman. What's going on, guys? You want to know one of the most uh, fucked up things ever? What? That JP has never seen the Blues Brothers before. How fucked up is that? That is the most Isn't random that fuck- That's the most never fucking random thing I've ever heard. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Don't you I guys think that's fucked up? I don't like movies about jazz, dude. Which Blues Brothers? Like the jazz. original one or the remake? It's literally called the Blues Brothers. It's not about... Yeah, so you haven't seen either one? Wait, there's a remake? Yeah. Oh, there's a sequel. Well, I don't know. No, I, 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 it's I've heard of the title, but I have no idea what it is. I don't know who's in it. I don't know anything about it. Wow, really? It's really? Belushi. Yeah, that's like that post in uh, Cut to the Chase the other day that was like, well, "Who's the best actress? Meryl Streep? This person? Nicole? I don't know. I don't even know who these people are. Like, I know them, but I don't know. Them. You own a movie with Meryl Streep in it. I know uh, the Craven film, right? I, I remember yeah. that actually bringing up Meryl Streep's name one time. And you're like, "Who the fuck is Meryl Streep?" I'm like, "Dude, I, she I wins mean, like an Academy Award for are, like." But I don't like. I don't follow people's careers really. But her name, like, like, you don't even have. She's like one of those names where you've probably heard it before, and it's associated with like Hollywood and shit. You know, it's just yeah. like you don't really have to have seen any of her films. You just you know the name Meryl Streep. It's crazy. Hollywood royalty, right? She's just yeah. she's won so many awards. Like her name has been associated with everything royalty. With Hollywood and shit, it's crazy. She's, she's damn near nominated for Best Actress every year. What's every what's fucking the woman year? that that cooks with Snoop Dogg? Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. I just picture her the whole time when I think of Meryl Streep. <laughs> I mean, they're they're, old, they're probably about the same age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had to throw in Jessica Lange. Except for Meryl Streep didn't do time for 
for uh, tax evasion. Tax, tax, was insider it tax, trading. Insider trading. That's what it was. Yeah. Insider trading. <laughs> that is the most white fucking person crime ever. I love that. No, the white most white person crime ever is the one uh, the aunt aunt uh, what the hell was her name from um, Full House? Aunt Jack, not Aunt Jack. Uh, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, that was the most white person thing ever. Bribery, get your kids into fucking schools. <laughs> that's when the, they didn't need it in the first the most white place. Person I don't, well, the thing I didn't understand about that case is that yeah, like they have the money to get them in, but they were lying about what they were capable of doing. Like they were lying about their sports. And yeah, it was that. like they they like hired supposedly... like an agency to fuck, to like bullshit their resume. But I'm like, you have money. I if know. you just become like a booster to the college, you'll probably fucking get them in that way, right? Like they're already the top of the line. You know, you're a celebrity. You got money. Like those are the, the schools are already like basically coming to you. So and she, she wasn't like, a dumb person. I know. I just don't understand why you would make shit up. Like like how do you explain that when you get to school? It's like, well, okay, so these kids are supposed to be you know playing water polo and shit, and these kids are like. <laughs> don't have any athletic ability whatsoever like wh- like <laughs> how do you explain it when they get there i don't understand what the fucking point was very very strange <laughs> fucking aunt becky not that smart come on yeah come on what the hell you were in rad aunt becky she wasn't she wasn't rad yeah man she t- of- she tamed she tamed uncle jesse oh <laughs> man i actually am really excited for that media release finally I mean, I won't be able to yeah. watch the 4K disc, but I'm super excited that it's actually finally getting a release after all these years. I've had a bootleg DVD for years and years. I've watched it so many times, but I'm just super stoked to see what it actually looks like, man. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Holy shit, that's really loud. Um, Moots, shut up your dogs. <laughs> that actually was not me. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> Two of them are sitting right next to me. I, listen, They're both sleeping. I, I'm half tempted to start a fund, a GoFundMe for Moods to upgrade to 4K. Like, I know that it's probably... <laughs> Not the wisest thing to do because you know you can it's afford the, 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 yeah but <laughs> at the same time i really just want him to have 4k so maybe we should do that I don't know. it I don't actually know. is kind of ironic though right like i probably you know i could afford to do it and stuff but i just haven't yet but I'm you like, won't you... because you have the tv still and i get your point for not wanting to yeah, but if somebody bought you one then you'd be forced to upgrade True, I mean, true. But then I, I, but then I'd be a little bit pissed though too. I'm like, well, I got this fucking brand new 4K TV and shit, and I still have this TV where it's gonna replace. It's still good. But like, what am I gonna do with the TV? Because dude, like, I'm in sell, the same they're predicament. Worth nothing, they're worth I have, nothing to anybody. So I have like two TVs uh, that are you know 1080p that are in in a box. Like I yeah. like their original boxes. I have two of them. I don't know what to really do with them because everybody, like everybody I know, has like you know better or is equal quality nobody really needs a tv right now so i mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. have them extra for maybe if i move into a new house or something i need a spare tv <laughs> like i don't even think you can even buy 1080p tvs anymore like last time i was in costco nah, you can still get 720ps i've seen it really? by actually i was yeah. at costco and i just briefly did a walk by in the 4k tvs just kind of glancing at prices and stuff and it, it was all 4k there literally was no other type of tvs i was like that's crazy so not yeah. surprising though it's but, the wave of the future i guess it is but yeah the prices here though are actually quite ridiculous like there was a 65 or maybe it was, yeah i think it was 65 or 68 inch or something and it was like fuck it must have been 2800 bucks or some shit i was like whoa god damn i was like damn 2800 bucks fuck they're cheap as shit. yeah even like the, 50, I, like the 55s seen, and 58s 400 dollars. yeah that's what i'm saying man and i was like this is costco and i was like this is fucking crazy so but yeah, even the discs themselves, like I've mentioned it before, like, you know, to find something under 25 is pretty rare. 
right? They're usually but what edition of Dawn of the Dead are you going to buy? Well, I'm going to get the 4K one because you know eventually I'll probably be forced to upgrade, you know, kind of thing. So I might as well just buy yeah. that. They're pretty much the same price anyways. Plus the thing is yeah. though. You know, it's basically, I, I do have all the movies, like all the cuts, even on high def versions, like the Italian one. So I'm not like starving for it, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, this I'll, I'll pick it up. going to be better I'll, though, I'll pick, man. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know, I'll pick it up for the future. So when eventually I have to buy one, which who knows, it could be fucking two months. My TV Tomorrow. just randomly goes like, and that's the thing about electronics. Like I sit here and talk about, it, I'm like, man, I've had no problems with this TV. It's been great all these years and stuff. And bam, tomorrow it's fucking smoking. So I'm in the same boat as moods. I just don't, I don't have any TVs that need to be replaced. Once one does, then every room's TV will shift down to the next room and all. <laughs> I, at this, at this point, buying 4k is just a formality because when you go to buy a TV, it's like, they're all 4k for the most part. Yeah. Unless you really, really, really want something cheap. But mm-hmm. otherwise it's like, 4k is just the standard in the stores now there's no reason not to get one mm-hmm. yeah I yeah the same i uh, i like my story was that it was black friday and it was just so affordable at that time i didn't need a new tv i the tv i had bought was only i think two years old at the time so it was still fairly new but i was just like at this price it just seems like plus i was getting a new xbox and that has a 4k player in it the xbox one x so i was like well i have a 4k player and you know they're really affordable so i just i just did it and it like i think what did i what did i end up paying for that it was like 400 i don't know you bought it yeah it was like 400 <laughs> it was very cheap and um but again i'm not like jeremy where i think that it's a, the like best the best thing since sliced bread you know what i mean it does impress and it does knock your socks off with some things uh but at the same time like i like we you guys weren't here but last week on the i spit on your grave show or two weeks ago me and moods were talking about how impressive the dvd transfer for the uh i spit on your grave that old anchor bay was so there's still other things that are like, like that was it's like they the fucked same up. Effect. It's like they fucked up with that transfer. Or something it was like it was like completely 1080p on a DVD disc or something. Like it was all. It, it was it looked, the most bizarre thing ever. It really I was, dude. It is so crystal clear. As it, I could, I was just blown away. It absolutely was amazed by it. It's crazy. I wonder who owns the rights to that movie now that Anchor Bay's not around. The director owns them because they re-released them on DVDRs. Oh yeah. Really? E- even wait, really? I spit yeah. on grave. Like DVD, yeah, like yeah. they weren't Blu-ray R's, like BDRs. No, this is a regular DVD-R release of <laughs> it, and, you, and it came out the same time as a uh, Deja Vu did. Why would they even <laughs> do that on DVD? Considering they have Blu-ray Are you transfers, sure that that's he random. Didn't just do that. That is random. I don't know about that. I don't know how. Well, I don't know. He might have the rights. I don't know. It's weird. He did use footage from the original <laughs> in the Deja Vu. <laughs> Did oh now, god! But even even that. like the rec set, like some of those films looked really good, and and those are Blu-rays. Yeah. So to me, it's like I don't think that 4K is big enough of a gap to make it like mandatory upgrade. But I think that it's. Yeah. I, I think what's cool is that these cult films are getting releases. Like I'm sure Zombie is gonna just look phenomenal based on everything I've heard. I actually watched a review last night on it, and dude that was reviewing it said it was just you know. 
amazing. Like he he has like a lot of editions of it and stuff. And he said basically from you know the the 4K transfer that was you know put on the Blu-ray disc was you know was amazing. But he wasn't expecting it to look a whole lot different. But he actually even specified in certain scenes that it actually did. And he said the whole thing is yeah. just it's the best it's ever looked. He said the shark first uh, zombie scene is like out to lunch looking good and stuff. And he's like. He said, honestly, like, if you don't have 4K, he's like, I would totally recommend that you just stick with the three disc. But, you know, if you're into this, like, it is, it definitely is an upgrade kind of thing. It's the it, last thing time I ever buy zombie. That, I'm t- I don't care if they make a virtual reality version. <laughs> I'm never buying zombie again. Imagine this. a virtual reality version with a fucking worm <laughs> placement. You could just touch it. <laughs> I could fix it, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, just move it around, like. I feel like I feel like the 4K the the selection of titles that have been coming to 4K recently have actually been piquing my interest a little bit more. I'm still not like overthinking it and going to go out tomorrow and buy a fucking TV and player and shit like that, but I mean to be honest for the longest time a lot of movies that were coming to 4K are titles that I just I have no interest in buying on 4K like it just doesn't matter to me. But a when, lot when, of them are like studio titles. Well, that, that's a, that's the thing. I feel like if I have those studio Blu-rays and stuff, I'm I'm totally happy with them. Like they don't really have to be any better to myself. But honestly, with with titles like you know Dawn of the Dead, which is my all-time favorite movie, and Maniac and um, Zombie, like these are three movies that are Suspiria. literally and Suspiria. Like these Suspiria. movies are literally all in my top ten kind of Red. thing. Right? So. Tammy and the T Rex. Well, see Tammy and the T Rex. I'm fine with the Blu-ray. That doesn't even matter. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, matter. like fucking. Don't say it till you watch it. So I mean, like I said, you know, with some of these newer titles, and even the fact that like New York Rippers coming to for like this is crazy. So some yeah, of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, and it's piquing my interest a little bit more. I won't lie, but like things like you know when the Evil Dead got released on 4K, I was like, why? Like, does it really look? It that looks much amazing. Better? Does it look that much yes. better than the Blu-ray? Because I've heard yes. other people say that it's not much difference. Like it literally, it looks good. But it's not Wasn't like it it's not iPod millimeter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I've heard from people like titles like that are cool to have on that format, but they're not a big step up. They're just enough that it's noticeable, but it's not. Like, Evil Dead didn't blow me away. What yeah, did blow me I away? The first one that really blew me away was Pet Cemetery. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it just looks so damn good. Mm-hmm. But the Blu-ray looks hella. That new Blu-ray that came with it looked really good too. So yeah, yeah, it's it there. It's it's. I, I think there's some titles that definitely make you like appreciate Saving the Saving Private Ryan. Gotta fucking buy that, dude. I, honestly, dude, I'm not even a big fan of the movie, to be honest. Like, it's a it's a good what? movie, but yeah, I've never really cared. I'm not a big, like, World it's War II. that good. I've just never Wait, been a big what? World War II fan, like, the movies. Like, I if I associate myself, if, if I think about war films, I, I think of, like, Vietnam. Vietnam, Vietnam That's my movies, place. which I think is, like, the stupidest war, but... They, the movies that came from that time period, like that narrative, is is crazy. There's so many good ones. I just, I don't know, World War II, but I've never been a big fan of of Saving Private Ryan. And it's not like visually wise. I mean, the movie looks truly amazing. Like, there's a lot of crazy shit that's going on in that film. But it's honestly, dude, it's the fucking narrative that is super lame in that movie, man. It's honestly, it the, I mean, it's the, super the, Hollywood. The best part of the movie is the opening storming of Normandy. Yeah, like, just, oh yeah. Once they get into what the movie's about, it's some like, great war yeah, scenes for you're sure. You're telling but, me the scene where do, the Jewish dude up in the that and the, when the Jewish dude's up in the clock tower and the and the Nazi that they let go like it fights him with a knife and it's so sad when he actually kills him and that other dude just is standing outside yeah that's come on there's good scenes but i mean overall i mean what is it like three hours like fuck man yeah. no, it's so, like two and a half yeah 
remember. You know what? Last time I watched it, I did fall asleep. I I made Carly watch it, and I I think if I'm going to watch a war movie that's that long, I'm going to you know probably go out on a you know take my too far. I'm going to you know the fully extended cut of like Apocalypse Now. I don't know what it is about that film, but I'm just I get it. I get drawn in right from the beginning to like all four hours or whatever the fuck the movie is. It's crazy. It's stupid long, but it's so intriguing because it just has so many different elements to it. I love it. It's great. It's the loudest movie, I, well, second loudest movie I've ever heard in a theater. Apocalypse Now. I can I, honestly, I can believe that. It's a great movie. It is. Man. Oh yeah, it's really great. Like so many good Vietnam movies. It's crazy. The best is Full Metal Jacket. See Full Metal Jacket coming to 4K man. in September. Is Hamburger Hill on 4K? No, <laughs> I don't. Is I don't even know if it's on Blu-ray. Is it? Yeah, yes, it is. I it, have it. It definitely is on Blu-ray. I've seen I have it, it on VHS. <laughs> I used to see like I think I used to see it in dump bins all the time, and I was like, no, it's a good movie. I saw Mooj, that in dump bins. Mooj, Mooj, you should Blu-ray. grab the Siege of Firebase Gloria from Kino. That's a Vietnam movie you should check out. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that one. Never seen that one. And it has your boy in it, Wings Hauser. Oh fuck yeah, I love me some Wings Hauser, man. And does Arlie Ermy. Does, does he play an asshole or a bad guy in it? No, he's kind of like a shell shock shoulder, and Arlie Ermey's in it too, so it's fucking awesome. <laughs> of course, of course he is. Man. He's got to be in, movie, uh, in those movies, man. Platoon. It only makes sense. Platoon's a classic. Platoon's good too. Yeah. Would you pick Platoon over Full Metal Jacket? Hell no. No, no. I wouldn't <laughs> either. No. Platoon over Hamburger Hill? Yes. Yeah. 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 Have you seen All Quiet on the Western Front? Yeah, the World a, War One movie. That's a, that's a great yeah, movie, man. That's a great. The movie. original one, though, nineteen thirty. What I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really yeah, good. I, I've been meaning to revisit that. I seen that. Casualties like, of War, man. I I told you about that one for Casualties a long time. Casualties of War is really good. I've actually Casualties never seen Casualties great, right? of War. I've always heard of it, never the seen Palma. it though. Yeah, the Palma. Sean yeah. Penn and Michael J. I think that's and I always the thing about that movie I've always heard is like how fucking mean Sean Penn was to Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yep. Apparently he yeah. was such a dick to him so bad that like Michael J. Fox was like breaking down. It was so bad. He kept Did calling he him shaking. He kept calling him like he's like you should. <laughs> he, he kept calling Michael J. Fox down for being like a TV star. He's like you have no fucking business being on this movie set and shit. You TV star and shit. And I was like, it's kind of ironic because like. Well, Michael well, J. Fox that, became like that, the biggest movie star in the world at a time. <laughs> was that because Penn was like method acting where he didn't want to break character or was he just being a dick? I think, just being a dick. I think honestly, Sean Penn has been known for being a dick ever since like Fast Times Original High. He's always been a dick. It's, it's just his personality, man. My card. But like, it's, well, I, don't, I just I think don't it's ironic. Like some actors don't like to break character in between scenes because they want to like stay in the zone. So I yeah, wasn't yeah. sure if... He was if that's what it was all about, or he was being he, an asshole. He probably has he, done method acting before. I, I think method actors are the all time greatest man. That's he's great. Yeah. He's great. Daniel Day Lewis, lawyer guy in uh, Carlito's way. Sean Penn he plays a great scumbag lawyer. Yeah, Coke Daniel Dale, Day Lewis, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. You know, you got all the classic method actors. Yeah, that shit just blows my mind. It's awesome. Yeah, no one beats Oldman though. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude can play anything. Hell yeah. Fucking Fifth Element. <laughs> Fifth Element. Matter. True Romance is Drexel of Pimp. Fucking great. Dracula. Dracula, yeah. And the, prof- the professional as the police chief or whatever. Everyone. Everyone. <clears throat> What's up, Derek? It's been a while, Mike, you know? Fucking a week? Almost. Oh. Oh, fuck, man, we shit. all just, yeah, we all just recorded uh shameless plug here, but uh, the latest No Room in Hell episode, which is heavy metal horror. So, 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 te- so 
So technically, Moods has been on one of my shows. Just saying. Oh yeah, I guess Ooh. technically. <laughs> That's right. I guess technically, yeah. I don't know when I think of Norman. I always think it's Venom and Mike. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's Jason cause... Lloyd thinks that too when he tags it every time. Did he tag you in the latest? I one? think I it's... he didn't even post text. it on Horrorfield. I didn't. He even... always tags me. I think it's because you weren't an original host at the time. I think that's probably why. Even yeah, though I know, even though true. I know you are original host now, or I mean a full time host now. But I just yeah. yeah. But uh, that is true, man. That is true. Um, but yeah, check out that episode. It was fun. It was fun stuff. There's actually Mike. He did some. Uh, we did some dub dub dubs on there. Um, it felt like I was doing 22 shots, but like in a different order. It was very strange. There was dub dub dubs. There was five questions. It was interesting. It was fun. <laughs> my, my question. Did was you guys? Best. We put moods on the hot seat. Should, should, I, should I tell them the question? <laughs> moods. That I told you. <laughs> so I gave moods two scenarios to choose from. In the the first scenarios, he had to eat dinner with every actor he said he hated on 22 shots. Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, you, Jeff you know. You know, J- J- Kim James and all the Owen Wilson. And the, second situ- and the second situation was he had to watch I Swim Your Grave Deja Vu three times in a row. Oh, <laughs> you should have said with Jeremy. <laughs> with Jeremy. You know, at, at the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let me ask you guys this. What did you think of the uh, post that I put out for all our guest hosts? How about that? That was interesting, huh? I'm the king. Yeah. That was a yeah. big 20, 21st post. appearance for you, dude. Yeah, I was actually blown away by how many times some people have been on the show. It's crazy. I didn't even, I actually had already forgot that Venom had been on three shows. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, I, I didn't know. even realize I was about to I, I, I thought I was more like at five or I six. I thought he was only on two also. I was like, what the fuck was the third one? Yeah, man. Just, uh, goes you know by. what I think is it was interesting how many that Kyle had actually been on considering he hadn't been on for so long. Yeah. Like, he was the original. Like he was ahead of Derek for a long time. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? And then Derek had well, that run Derek, of eleven shows. Yeah, eleven in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But you the end you, of the JF one into the JF two era. I mean, if you yeah, actually but this is JF three era now. If you actually add, it's only all gone the, for eight episodes. JP, you'll be happy to know that the uh, stab hype or overhype topic made its way onto uh the show too there was podcast yeah, no, I breaking heard they conceded that's cool podcast breaking fuck that dude, dude, dude mood, mood was totally backing down i know I, I heard he conceded he's like you know what no i rewatched way. it i thought about it and yeah it doesn't make sense that they would be that high no all i he, said he over admitted, and over again he admitted that poll on 22 shots was a farce that no one actually watched it before voting so but but but, but mike also said that he agreed with you only to get easier questions and trivia, which didn't happen, of course. As you know. <laughs> no, those were the easier questions. You got to be pretty retarded if you only get two questions, right? I guess, I guess so. No, I, oh, I I the whole screen conversation, I just said college kids over and over again. That was my argument, just over and over again. So pretty much, yeah. No, I was like, oh, here we go again. I still think I was taken out of context. Just saying. See, that's what I said uh, the whole time. I was like, if Mike's agreeing with me, you know. Yeah, I, I don't even know what's going on here because Mike never agrees with you, and that's that's why I was like, even to this day, I'm still super. I'm almost concerned that he was so much on your side. Like, it's actually affecting me a little bit. Me and Mike actually disagree more than me and you do because me and Mike talk MMA like nonstop and we always disagree. You you know what was happening? Moods was getting flashbacks to the When a Stranger Calls episode. 
Oh, God. I don't even remember what we were fighting about on that one. It was just the fucking ratings. Like, like every time I oh, agreed with you, and he was like, what the fuck, Derek? You're supposed to agree with me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Derek, what Derek fucking set me up. He set me up on yeah. that, man. He was messaging me before. He's like, yeah, man, fucking this and that, this and that. And then he said the polar opposite of everything that he messaged me, motherfucker. I don't know why everybody thinks that I set people up now. Like, when did I? You do set me up. Set me up all the time. Dave says Jerry's that. never been set up on this on the show. He did, Get the fuck out he, of here. He fucking thinks he has been, but it's actually not true. How about the fact that Steve commented and said that uh <laughs> talked about his mom coming in. Dude, that, <laughs> that was, was so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean I was pretty shocked to see like how many people have guested, like the amount of if you add everybody together, they're like that's a lot of guests. I was gonna ask you actually how many episodes have had guests on. So this is episode one eighty five. Like it must almost be like is it like close to forty percent of the well, shows it, have had that's guests? Where it becomes tricky because sometimes we have two guests, so that No, I meant just easy. episodes in general, with one or three guests. It doesn't matter. As long as there's yeah. an episode with a guest, how many episodes have we had that have had guests? Because it feels like a lot now. It really it does. does. Feel like- Especially in the last like hundred episodes, there's been a lot of guests. Oh yeah, well think about it. We didn't have a guest until like the I think like what like the forties or 50, what was it the sixties? It's kind of funny to say in the last hundred episodes. Like we're pushing two hundred. We haven't even thought of episode two hundred at all we've mildly threw around um, ideas. I don't think any of them have even been considered. So, well, well I already know the episode is going to be evil bong and ginger dead man with Dave Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, dude, I'm not overly that sad about it, you know, because those movies are quite short. They're quite short. Like it's, you think that, you know, how many, how many films? 11, 12 total. Well, I, I, I thought it's there was eight long. evil bongs, but, turns out there's only seven yeah there is seven i actually okay this this really fucking pissed me off so i have the first seven evil bong movies and no i have the first six and i had to order the seventh one and apparently the dvd is actually quite hard because i have all the evil bong movies on dvd and it's hard to find the only place i could find it was at full moon and of course their shipping is ridiculous right i'm not going to order that for and so i was forced to buy the blu-ray which i got for like seven dollars and um but i'm like it's killing my OCD. So I have the first six movies on DVD and then I'm going to watch one on crystal clear Blu-ray. The fuck? <laughs> well, you could just watch them on full moon streaming, I guess, which I, is what I plan. I, I know. I just didn't want to admit that, that I was probably going to watch the high def <laughs> versions on Tubi. <laughs> oh yeah. Tubi. Cause if you go to well, Tubi, Tubi isn't fully high def. I think it's, um, p. Some of the transfers on there look pretty damn good. Like I was watching, uh, I think transfers on there the other day and it looked really good. But the cool no, thing actually, about Tubi is that it actually has a whole full moon category on there. You click on full yeah, moon features do. and it's like their streaming service. <laughs> it literally has every fucking full moon movie. I'm like, this is amazing. So with doing the prep for 1991, I watched the original transfers, which I hadn't seen in years and then watched part two and I loved it. And then I watched part three and four. I got on this huge full moon kick. I've been like wanting to watch full moon movies and fill in the gaps in the collection and shit. So I love early full moon. But like no, JP yeah. even said I was, today, I, I often forget how much be- how much the quality has dipped in Full Moon versus like the early nineties. Like, well, dude, dude, shit, Trancers, Dollman, like those movies just looked set design wise just so much better. Than well, you know what, what it is, now. yeah. You know what it is though too. I think with Dollman and um, uh, I'm not sure about Trancers. I'm not sure where they filmed. Maybe they did, but I know subspecies and stuff is all filmed in Romania and shit. Oh yeah, oh, actually, subspecies for sure. Um. 
yeah, they, they filmed a bunch of the early stuff all in the same place in Romania and shit like that. And um, like the Pit and the Pendulum, which I watched the other night too. And hell um, yeah, the wife came downstairs while I was watching. I said, hey, I said, hey, Aaron, come take a look at this. And I said, where do you think this was filmed? And she's like watching it for a minute. And she's like, is this Romania? And I'm like, yeah, it is actually because she used to live there, right? And I'm like, do you know this place? And she started watching it a little bit. And she's like, yeah, yeah, this is so-and-so village. I'm like, what the fuck? Crazy. Like she knew just by looking at it, it was in Romania. I'm like, that's fucking nuts. So, but anyways my point is the the aesthetic of those early films is just so much better than they do now they just look great but like it's kind of funny you know i've watched 46 movies for 1991 right now and the leaderboard right now is like nothing but full moon movies <laughs> like pit <laughs> the pendulum i absolutely fucking forgot because after derek was talking about it on um on uh, no, no more room in hell no more room in hell the other day and i already had it on deck to watch and i was like you know what i really need to revisit this i haven't watched it in a long time and uh you know, so I popped it in and I was like, shit, dude, I might actually like this more than the Vincent Price Corman film. I'm like, this is fucking mm. crazy. But I, I think the remake, the Stuart Gordon remake is actually, it's like a character. Uh, I just, man, there's so many character actors in that movie that are brilliant. Everyone does brilliant performances. Like, like Oliver Reed's obviously shit face drunk in the movie and shit. It's, it's like amazing, man. Um, Hendrickson's like amazing fucking everyone's so good in that film man jb you got to rewatch it again it's great you've seen it before what? right the pit what, and pendulum was it no I, I i've never seen that one i've seen the corman one mm. but i have it on i have it on back order for i think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised at the production value and the amount of like big name actors that are in this and just everything about it it's acted well it's like it's got really great set design the story is cool it's kind of brutal in parts it's awesome it's a great movie man yeah, hmm. it's more. Yeah, like I said when I reviewed it, it's a more sadistic version of the post story. It is, man. Lance Hendrickson fucking murders his role. He's so good, you know, his side henchman kind of thing, and Jeffrey Combs, and then you got Oliver Reed who shows up as the cardinal. Who's like, like I said, he's oh. obviously shit faced drunk in it. It's just so funny because he's putting on this strange accent and stuff. It's really bizarre. <laughs> it's really really bizarre. The outfit too. It's fucking great. I it is, it. man. It's, it's just, the greatest scene ever. <laughs> it's so great. So. Yeah, and it just like all these elements just kind of rekindled my love for for early full moon and like I rewatching Dollman I was like I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. But Yeah, Dollman's pretty fun. I, I got to finish that one. How they've changed so much, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Cuz I like I was looking at on full moon streaming they had the that new uh Tiger King one on there. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm just like, man, like you, like I I love exploitation in terms of like I appreciate what Charles Band has been able to do and get people to buy his movies for so long and Lloyd Kaufman and stuff like that but even at this point I'm like dude this is just this this is just kind of sad this is the lowest low right now it, it is though man and the thing that pisses me off is that he's putting out movies that are like 55 minutes like that's what pisses me off man it, it just feels like there's no effort put into it, even though I know that they're getting low, like they're even more low budget than they ever were kind of thing. It's fine. But like, try to make a full length feature and like, he's selling these movies like they're full length movies, but they're, they're shorter than a fucking episode of masters of horror. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like fucking Bruno Mattai. Well, ironically enough, Corona zombies is a Bruno Mattai. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, pretty well, yeah, with all the stock, stock footage. footage. Yeah. They That's use right. fucking scenes from hell of the living dead. I forgot. I haven't seen it yet. Now I'm hoping that the Blade Iron Cross actually kind of redeems them a little bit because it seemed like they put a little bit more effort into that one. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh, curious on the Necropolis sequel that Chris Alexander 
expected. That one too. Yeah, the yeah. Deadly Ten, like even Ouija's, I didn't think was horrible. So the Deadly Ten that they were doing seemed to have a little bit more of I th- effort. I think they should just uh, call up Tim Thomerson again and just be like, "Yo, man, you want to start starting some of our movies again?" Because everything he did was kind of cool, right? Because mm-hmm. he was doll man, he was in trancers and all that shit, man. I like Thomerson. Just got one of those yeah. presents on screen that's just kind of it's like Wings Hauser to me. I don't know why I'm drawn yeah. to these guys, well, but I am. Well, he's in one of my favorite vampire movies of all time, Near Dark, which is fucking amazing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, you know, there, there's like people that literally like make a career out of directing full moon movies. Like this guy, John Lechego. Listen to his like filmography here. You got Killjoy three, Killjoy four, Killjoy five, and then a couple of other non full yeah. moon stuff, and then Blade Iron Cross. It, it's these type <laughs> of directors that you know start out making B movies, and you know generally people, a lot of big time directors have started out making these kind of low budget B movies that you know, graduated into great world-class Hollywood directors and stuff. But these are the type of guys that just aren't really that talented and kind of stick in that realm. <laughs> so they stick with full Te- moon forever. Ted Nikolai. <laughs> yeah, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. They David just, Dicato. You know, their movies that they made in 1994 look probably better than the ones they did in, like, 2019. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. It's funny when you get a David no progression because, you know, he's fucking, he uses so many different surnames. Who's that? Dicato? Yeah, the Kachu, that's what I meant, yeah. Dude, you know, he's like, somebody commented he, on one of my videos that I think I was, I can't remember what video it was just recently, and he's like, man, you started laughing at the way I pronounced even Dikachu. I know, I think it's it's not pronounced Dikachu. It's like, I don't know, some other Dikado, word. Yeah. Dikado? Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I'm like, I don't care how it's pronounced. I like Dikachu. It just flows off the tongue well. That's how I'm going to say it from now on. That's how, that's, that's us. We, that's us in general. We pronounce, like, even... Like it's expected out of Jeremy and even me to a certain extent, but even moods p- mispronounces a lot of names and, and stuff like that. But oh yeah, my thing is like I'm hey, bad with names. I, I'm gonna just do it how I think that it should sound. <laughs> like yeah. I don't care. What I mean, it actually, is I'm pretty. You know, I mean, but David Dicaccio sounds right. You know, it's not like Jeremy fucking. You know, David Cunningham or something like that. Like, fuck. I agree. I think it sounds good too. Right? Like he's actually saying something wrong. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yes, sir. So what's, uh, what's going on in the world around you guys? Um, everything's starting to open up around and shit. I don't want to get too heavy into quarantine, but it seems like things are starting to like kind of move and kind of progress back into semi-regular yeah. life. Yeah. Phase one actually starts Monday. Okay. The opening of, I forget what it was. It's opening up first. I think it's like coffee shops and shit like the barber shops and shit like that yeah which is random why would that be phase one i don't know but that isn't that is that the the yellow i think because uh, i was watching it it was like because the, they had the press conference monday and uh yeah it just because they had like fifteen thousand fucking people talking at once and they're pretty much repeating the same shit. I, it, it's weird because I don't even really watch the news because I just try to shut this shit off usually in my head just to move on because I'm just sick of hearing about it. It's yeah, more. for real, man. Yeah, we first phase, we actually got to open this week too, but it's crazy, like, you know, the stipulations and, you know, the the things you got to follow, man. It's just absolutely insane. But That's it's, the thing it's, is, it's like, is it even going to be worth it? 
right away. Like, yeah. I know eventually it'll be worth it to start dining in, and but it, for the time being, like, you know, like little when I go get beer and stuff from like the breweries around here, I'm probably still just gonna get like the takeout or whatever just order mm. to go because yeah. it's like I I see no no reason to rush it for a lot of places because around oh, yeah. here, like, if you want stuff, the place businesses are still open. It's not like everything. Sh- shut down and desolate it's just that you can't dine in so for the time being i'm cool i'm cool with just picking up my stuff and bringing it home which i did a lot anyway i don't i would be picking up at all i'd be picking up my shit and taking it home anyway i usually do too miss dining in like that's something that i could live without the only thing i truly miss is like theaters haircuts theaters well that's why they actually made that like the salons and stuff part of phase one because it was one the one thing that was on everyone's mind like people can do without dining in and and certain things like that but like the haircut situation was just it was it was in dire straits man you know even though my fucking shoulders i need a goddamn haircut even though it theoretically doesn't make a lot of sense you know because like you know it's basically hands-on right but you know the stipulations and, and and all the you know all the things that we got to go through have, have been really good. I mean, we've been open since, you know, Wednesday, so the last couple of days and, you know, everyone's falling. Like, I mean, everyone wears masks, everyone's social distancing. It's like, you know, they're only hair, hair drying on certain things. Like there's a lot of protocol that you got to follow and it's been really good so far. And fuck man, the last two days, like, man, it's good to be back. You know, like the fucking money is flowing because everybody is just dying to get in, and they're t- and then the, the, the cool thing is too, Listen, man. Listen, if if you're the tips I'm are insane, people to buy you a 4K TV, don't say the money is flowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even about the. I just I fucking can't believe. I'm not even gonna say, but the first two days, it's like back that to work. 1080p money's flowing. He, he needs yeah. some 4K money. She's like, it's like people haven't had haircuts in a couple months because the tips were out fucking rages. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> but anyways, but it's just you know, it, it's getting used to. It's just getting used to the whole protocol and and all the safety precautions that you got to do and stuff. But uh, it's been good. You know, it's been three days and no one's, there hasn't been any, you know, customer breakdowns. Everyone's really following the protocol and stuff. We had the, the safety, the health and safety officer come by the pretty much the first day we were open. And she said, she said we were the fifth or sixth salon that she'd been to that day. And she said, by far, we were the most, the best Our pro like we went up and above and beyond everything. And she's like, this is crazy. She's like, this is an example. I'm going to be fucking using. I'm like, good. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Cause you worry about shit like that. Right. So yeah. just shut your ass down. So um, I can tell you right now, me and uh, Carly yesterday went to, um, we were in Walmart doing some shopping and uh, like, <laughs> I was like, dude, there's like, look, that guy, I don't have a mask. That guy, There's like six people in there that didn't have masks. And I'm just like, in Walmart to boot, that's where like all the gross people are. Yeah. It, it's oh, just it's funny. Cause like, like, they won't let you in in my Walmart. Yeah, right. And yeah, even that's the one like that's too. closer into my town, which is usually the more scummy area, they won't let you in without one. They actually count people at the door and stop them and yep. stuff like yeah. that. But it's funny because, well, they're probably honestly, only allowing so many people in too, right? So they have to keep right, the head count, yeah, right? Yeah. That one. But the other one, we went in the we started going in the wrong way and this dude like yelled at us but i'm like there's like literally nobody has masks on here like and you're worried about which that way i'm coming into the door like fuck off dude and like I, I i'm gonna be honest you guys' area sounds a lot better not like i just feel like there's a lack of care in this area like i don't think a lot of people i mean there are some people that do obviously like uh most of us you know this non idiots like you know follow all the rules and and suggestions and guidelines and stuff like that um but 
most of the, like there's a lot of people who are just kind of like not giving a fuck type thing like, unless they're currently dying from it they don't care yeah. right. Until, and then they're dying and then they care you know mm-hmm. well I, I don't know some of the stuff here is uh, a little bit weird like I think that some some people take it a little bit overboard with like just their attitudes about it um and that like the people that are um like there i was in a store the other day like this store is super small right i went to go get gas it's super small it's super congested it's tiny right it's a very small gas station and they have the little markers on the floor and stuff like here's six feet here's six feet here's six feet and uh but the problem is is that whenever you're walking like you're still coming in the two feet to like one foot to like six inches of each other and i like i'm standing there looking down at my phone just like texting moods or something like that like i normally do and the 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 cashier dude was like sir can you step back and i wasn't paying attention he's like sir and i I look up (laughs) and i'm like he's like can you please step back and i look in front of me and there's a woman at the cat i was second in line she was at the cashier thing and i looked down to where the squares were and i'm not exaggerating this is not an exaggeration I was probably like five foot eight inches away from her. I was just slightly off, like four <laughs> inches away from the six foot part. And I was like, I got like, I like started getting pissed at the dude. And I'm like, and I called him out on it. I was like, really, dude? I was like, you got to call me out for like four inches. And uh, then I'm, I'm over in the other section. And I noticed that there's like a group of people in the back, like talking to each other, like mm-hmm. in a little circle. And then I look up and I see that there's new people at the checkout line and there's two girls and they're like three foot apart and they don't even know each other. And I'm like, hey, dude, why don't you call her out? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I was, this is a very, uh, a it's very- annoying. It, it happens all the time. It's just, it is- I feel like some people are, look, I'm, I'm not touching people. I got my mask on. Um, trying to create distance, but let's not get super fucking technical here about four inches, man. Yeah. You guys talk about this being a very fitting episode for what's going on. Right, right. It is. Yeah. So is next week's. Yeah. Or two. Yep. You guys ready to get into it? That actually is kind of strange. I was thinking about that too. Back to back. I've actually watched a ton of, um, virus slash infection slash like quarantine type movies. Um, and I, dude, honestly, like if these movies have taught me anything, I used to think that, that like, oh, if this all happened, we would like respond. But I I notice now that there, if this was like a virus, like something in wreck or like something in the crazies or any of those type of movies, like there's no hope. We would just be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I used to believe that we would be fine, but after seeing how this like super, uh, non-fatal version, you know, mostly non-fatal. Uh, it, it, I, if it was something, yeah, like this, how ill prepared we are. As yeah, as, I used yeah. to think that we had like, we, like that we were smart and had like systems ago. We basically had more yeah. faith in our institutions. Yeah, like, <laughs> I used to think that oh, they wouldn't just go like quarantine the whole building and like you know not let them out and stuff. And I'm like, actually, like they probably would because they have that's like their only hope is to do that because. Yeah. As soon as that gets out, we're aft. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. And like, it's just crazy. Like, I jokingly said, like, in when I was watching Quarantine Terminal Part Two, there's like, why? Yeah, there's it's a so it's so weird. Part Two, Quarantine Two Terminal. Oh, that's not what you said. 
Yeah, what did I say? You said quarantine terminal part two. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know what no! I mean. No. But, but anyways, I, I jokingly missed one. I, I jokingly said it's so weird seeing sanitize hand sanitizer in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have a huge bottle in my car. I got a lot of them. Oh, uh, the, the shit they give us at work smells like pure brewery. It's like fucking gross. I got a fucking thousand masks, literally. <laughs> so much sanitizer. I'm surprised you were able to find them. Well, well they give, they give. it took a while because we had that. We had to have all that shit even to open, right, and stuff. So, but most people have been showing up because you know we like we call a lot of people and stuff. And a lot of people have been showing up with their own, so it's been good. It's been good. So that's cool. Yeah, it's been a little bit easier, but. Yeah. yeah, definitely these next two. Yeah, this show and next week's show is definitely like a 180 from the last two shows, full of rape and ass to mouth. So we're on the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum now. So thank God for that. Yeah, it's, I know. Like when I actually, because I actually watched their show on the crazies when it was this sh- shit was actually starting to happen a lot more. We was getting a little bit more serious and shit. And I did it with Let's Sleep and Corpses Lie and. That show that when I was started that movie, I'm like, why is it all these people just walking around in face masks in the fucking seventies? It's fucking. I was getting so paranoid watching *Let's Leave and Corpses Lie*, like that opening uh, part where everyone's just walking around with face masks on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So the 2014 playoff is approved. Just just throwing that in there real quick, since we talked about it last week. The 2014. Yeah, the playoff bracket mm-hmm. for. Um, the NHL that they've they've the vote passed. So it's all. Why'd you say twenty fourteen? So there's fourteen teams then. Is that what you meant to say? No, tw- twenty four teams. Oh, 20, oh, oh, 24. I thought you said 2014. Yeah, you did say 2014. <laughs> no, I, I said 2014. All the Blackhawks are in it, boys. Yeah. The, the tw- what we the, actually the, brought the that up. Seed. We actually yeah. brought wait, that wait. up too, man. We're like, wait, no, wait. I yeah, said if the, if they approve for 24 teams, it's hilarious because the Chicago Blackhawks are going to make the playoffs because they were 24th overall. <laughs> so the hilarious. Penguins will have a play-in round because we were the uh, That's so random. The fourth seed or something or, or the yeah. sixth, seventh, could you imagine seventh, something like that i don't know what the 25th, 25th place team was but you're like fuck man come on we almost made the playoffs <laughs> right so <laughs> apparently the the team the three there's like three teams from each conference that get a first round buy or something and apparently yeah. they're gonna play during it so that they can keep you know that the, they're in hockey sh- they're in play shape yeah, for sure. Uh, they're going to do like a round robin thing. Well, they're going in dry be- without KY right now, man. Like this is they've been off for a couple months, not skating and shit. It's going to be. Well, like, they're not playing yet. It'll still be a couple more. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like going into playoffs. Like you're going into spring training. So the only difference <laughs> yeah. is, like I said, though, I think that might be fake news, JP. I'm not yeah. seeing it anywhere. It, it really? might. It might come yeah. down to what team adjusts. They were supposed to vote today. Fastest. Well, I'm not seeing it on ESPN or yeah, any of the big websites. I was so. watching Tim and Sid today. I didn't see anything You're, on that either. So that's not when I think about it, but I didn't see the whole program. Be. It could <clears> be. But they are supposed to vote tonight. Yeah. yeah it's not well, we'll know. We'll know tomorrow You're for right. sure then. I think it might be a little fake news. You're right. Jesus, this guy. Fucking, we don't fact check. Who are you? Fucking Michael I, Rappaport? I normally don't. I normally <clears> don't. I normally got pretty good sources, but I think you're right. Stop Donald Trumping it. <clears throat> Well, trumping it. Yep. I'm trumping it, trumping it. Either way, 
I mean, I think something's going to happen. We'll see. Oh, it says they're expected to improve. Hopefully, uh, man. I'm fucking uh, getting antsy for sports, though. I'm not going to 30 lie. minutes ago. Um, that'd, be like, that'd be like a Sam thing to post. Yeah, look at this fucking guy acting like Sam and shit. Come on. You know better than that. You're the one that gives him shit all the time, and here you are acting like Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's got remember, nothing. He's got, that, nothing. Remember, he's got nothing. Just straight that, crickets. Just straight remember crickets. That one, remember that one time Sam posted, wow, fucking Inu Monconi said he hated Quentin Tarantino. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. It was like a fake news article. Well, every time you even post something, I'm always like, where'd you hear that, dude? Come on. Give me the fucking factual post or some shit. Yeah. But <clears throat> everyone's like, who the fuck is Sam? He's a little ginger that looks like Gimli from Lord of the Rings, kind of. Sam, I am. <laughs> okay, man. I guess uh, I guess we should probably move to the salon, right? What do you guys think? Let's get into yeah. some, some RECs, some All records. Right. All right. It, yeah. That's is it called record or rec? What do you think? I always called it rec. I call it rec too, but just wondering what you do. You call it rec. I call it rec. You call the first call rec, rec, rec too. Yeah, I always call it rec because those old school video cameras. I, I call, that's what it shows when you record. Yeah, it stands for record. Mm-hmm. Short. Yeah, thing. yeah. I don't know anyone who. Call, I mean, I think I guess back in the day you would hear people be like, "Come on, it means record." And it's like, duh, we know what it stands for. I, but I just do whatever the fucking song said it did. Wreck it, baby. <laughs> the song that plays at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just call it REC just to be different. So REC, REC. Wait, you really call it REC? Yeah, man. Are you REC-ing? <laughs> yeah. REC forum. So wait, you down with no. REC? So, <laughs> REC three Genesis. So, so wait, are you? Yeah, yeah you're gonna now. Next up is REC three Genesis. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. Let's let, let's uh, let's move this along. Get into these uh, REC films. presentation Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, player. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. All right. So getting into these featured reviews here on episode 185. This is a Patreon pick coming from our homegirl, Zaza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is, of course, the Wreck franchise. And, you know, how we do it here on the 22 Shots. We don't just do the original franchise. We got to include the remakes also. So six films. We go overboard. We do. We always go overboard, man. You know, like a couple weeks back with I Spit on Your Grave doing Savage Vengeance. <clears throat> Never going to bring and that up ever in, again. In a few months with Paranormal Activity doing the literally like I've never heard another 
you know podcasts cover this with the series and that's Tokyo Nights which is uh, the Japanese sequel mm-hmm. yep. which we actually did finally find I found it finally yeah good job hell fucking uh, what's it called uh, you, you guys even added the fucking evil Bong and ginger dead man films together. oh no stoked yes. so stoked yeah. Oh yes. I'm actually excited for that. Dave's gonna kill himself. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, he is, I'll man. Give extra, I'll give an extra ten dollars if you get Mr. Parker. <laughs> he's, Mr. He's gonna have a mental breakdown. Mr. Parker has become the villain of Twenty Two Shots. I, know. I don't know if you guys noticed or not. It's hilarious. But yeah, he he is he is the villain. He's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. All right. So first up here, the original film from 2007, appropriately titled REC or REC or Record, however you want to put it. Uh, I like the stylized version with the brackets next to it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I like that. With the red red dot. Yeah. Implying it's actually recording. That's cool. Uh, Directed by. Which doesn't make sense in the third and fourth movie, but. No, it doesn't at all. Um, yeah, directed by Jamin uh, Bellagrua. I don't know how to pronounce his name. And Paco Plaza, Spanish directors. Um, the Jamin. Do you know how to pronounce it, Derek? Do you know how? Uh, Jam. Is it Jam? How the fuck is this? We, we need Venom. We need Venom. Bellagero. Hold on. Let me get a try here. Oh yeah, you let the Mexican do let it. Let me pull it up. Uh, this is my forte. Wame. Is it? Is, oh, maybe it is Wame. Yeah, that could actually make sense. Wame. Balaguerrero? JP gets that shit Okay, right. but what about Ma- the last name? Balaguerrero? Balaguerrero. Oh, I guess you, you gotta should, roll the tongue. Wame Balaguerrero. How did you guys pronounce it on the sleep time show? I don't know. It probably did the same fumbling around, but... Uh, yep. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah, was so long ago. We weren't you just say Paco Plaza and the other guy. Yeah, mean I, I, I think I think the other guy. I don't know how much he's actually involved. I, don't, I have no idea. But um, I know this guy because he directed The Nameless in 1999, which is a really really great film. Um, he also directed uh, Sleep Tight, which we've actually reviewed on this uh, podcast also, which is another really fantastic film. So this guy's got a pretty interesting uh, filmography. Yeah. yeah, Paco Plaza does too, man. He did Werewolf Hunter for Brian Usna back mm-hmm. in the day. And, uh, you know, we directed Veronica a few years ago. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Um, oh, he did do Veronica, huh? Yeah. 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 No, these guys actually have pretty impressive uh, filmographies. To, so to work together and do these uh, rec films, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool stuff. Anybody seen The Nameless here? No. Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, years ago, yeah. yeah I think it, I. Yeah. It's a good one. And, uh, yeah, and the good. writer of the first two rec movies actually did a. A movie in the states uh, called "The New Daughter" with Kevin Costner. Oh yeah, yeah, "The New Daughter." Interesting. All right, so Pretty quick little synopsis here: A television reporter and cameraman follow emergency workers into a dark apartment building and are quickly locked inside with something terrifying. Whoa! Yeah. Terrifying indeed. Yeah, Spoiler alert! Scary as shit. There will be spoilers in this series. Yeah, I don't even say it anymore because I, I put the intro before. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. I, I, I always do when we spoil. I, yeah, so it'll I the, love, the I intro. Love the spoiler intro. Yeah, the spoiler intro is awesome, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, did, I, I noticed. I think we did it for. I spent. We didn't say anything, but I just, of course, I was going to put that there anyway. So, but I digress. Um, yeah, record from two thousand and seven, man. Uh, 
So he does fucking call it record. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Rec, record, REC. Um, very interesting film. Uh, I honestly, man, I, I think this is this is a good one, man, because oh, yeah. I just love the I love the way this one progresses, man. Okay, basically we got this this reporter. Her name is Angela. She's like she kind of has her own kind of like I'm assuming it's more like a tape uh, like a cable TV show, and she's kind of like a local celebrity. Type deal. Were... I thought it was like public access. Yeah, it's like a public access. It feels like he, it feels like either public access. I or thought it was for the get, news. Like, the evening news when like they have the news reporter go out and like oh what's going on at, at night on the town kind of let's yeah. go find I stuff I assumed that it was like it would probably air at like 5am mm-hmm. and it's called why you were asleep yeah see that I, I thought yeah. that she was like a straight up news reporter too but I think it's like a little bit of a TV like it's a it's a show that she does specifically on shit that you know while you're sleeping right you know why yeah. not cover the night shift on firefighters and see what they're doing while you're sleeping so it's, it's kind of an actually cool premise for an actual real tv show what's yeah, funny I is like it is looking at it through like a 2020 lens it would almost be like a youtube show now the way it's like yeah. oh absolutely absolutely so yeah we get introduced our main character angela in the beginning of the film and she's you know doing her doing her little uh little burp i guess you want to do it at the spiel a little spiel, you know, with her cameraman. She's in the firehouse and she's basically just kind of going through the day to day activities with them. She's interviewing some of the firefighters and stuff about what they do and what they eat and, you know, just general conversations and stuff, kind of put yeah. a show together kind of thing. And then, of course, they get a call. And it's a call to this apartment building where apparently someone's heard some loud screams and stuff. So the firefighters are called there and she goes along because why not, right? She's there already. So. Yeah, they they mentioned along. that seventy percent of their calls are non-fire related. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, that's actually true. Well, I got a good friend that's a fireman, and he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, one hundred percent." Yeah, he's like, the majority of their calls are like, yeah, it's shit like that, and and tons of suicides, man. My, my cat stuck in the tree. Yeah, so they get to see that <laughs> joyful stuff. But, um, so yeah, so she goes on this uh, trip with them. They get into this building, and then of course, this old lady just fucking freaks the fuck out. Starts like going nuts and shit, and then. Shit goes all loud. Hell breaks loose. And then basically all hell breaks loose. And of course, this is like shot found footage and stuff. But um, so, what are your guys' thoughts on this one, Jeremy? Let's start I with you. Yeah. I have a question. So, did the CDC, whoever you know, I'm just gonna call it the CDC because I don't know what it is in Spain. But did the CDC know what was going on in this house before they sent, before they went in? Yeah, or, yeah. Was this like a yeah. setup that yes, they, they set yeah. up. Yeah, because they had that the the one guy that comes in and they talk to each they they went back to the they they set this saw got this apartment well, address spit it out the junior <laughs> no they got the apartment complex from the dog yeah the, the dog yeah i know the that but i don't know no, the, the cdc knew but the fi- i don't think the firemen knew if that's what you're asking like, yeah. they just they just innocently went there yeah, because no. it was a call the firemen don't have any pre-knowledge of what's going on there yeah the cdc they actually do know because of what was related with the dog and what happened at the vet, uh, veterinary place they're just place. a little late but so, yeah, so, I mean, they would have to have known because pretty much when they go in there and shit starts going down, it starts getting locked down right away. And the only yeah. way that would ever happen is if they had any pre-knowledge of something that happened outside of this place well, that that's could like, be linked to there. Why would they send these people in there then if they're just going to fucking well, lock them in? I, I think Wait, it's probably, why would they send you in there? Well, it's the because... fire department. And the, they didn't uh, send the fire department. No, the fire department was on their own volition because well, they got why called. Would, why, why would they let them in if they knew that that they shit They didn't was let them in. They weren't there They yet. weren't there yet. I know that, but yeah. they must have had any idea because fucking five minutes later, their whole fucking... Well, no, no. Well, no what no. happened was the firemen it's get delayed. In like, they're probably finding out about the dog 
after the call had already been made for the, yeah. you know, it, it takes time to get that into yeah. action, you know. So and, and, the firemen get in there, and then once the shit got, starts going down with the, the with the old lady and stuff, that's when they show up outside, and then they realize that the fire department's in there, and there's a bunch of people. That's why they lock the shit down right away. That's why they can't get out right away. Right? Yeah, because the whole thing with the dogs is a whole separate thing. Because they try on. to get out like instantly, and they can't because they're like, "Holy shit, this dog is related to this place, or some shit going down in there." We need to lock it down because it's obviously some type of contagion or infection or something. Yeah, you, like I that. mean, you so could almost almost say that the CDC was maybe on the way to the building at the same time, but mm-hmm. the firemen just got there first. The fact of the matter yeah, is, the firemen got here, there first. Here's yeah. how I timeline it, right? So um, this stuff is going on in that apartment complex. It, it gets released. It gets the dog infected. The dog goes to the vet. The vet's like, what the hell is this? This is kind of weird maybe a day goes by or something they take yeah. they test it some weird shit happens cdc gets alerted by it they start moving action they're you know in the process of tracking where the dog came from and the same night the infection is spreading so somebody gets infected and is acting weird they call the fire department while the cdc is already has this game plan in action to quarantine this place i got you yeah so they get there well, first and as soon as they get there they lock it down and then fuck yeah well i also want to say like the setting that they chose for this movie is fucking fantastic i think when we get into quarantine when we get into quarantine we'll dissect why i think that that film doesn't have the same kind of feel to it because because that movie the the setting's a lot more wide open when this movie it's much more claustrophobic and and tight it's very especially on the bottom floor and the lobby of this fucking apartment it's the walls are super close together so it creates a really chaotic and ca- uh terrifying fucking scene of offense towards the end it, of the movie i think what it might come down to is that the apartment building in spain is probably just a lot smaller yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. it's just probably smaller in stature where the one in obviously in america was um la, just, LA i think in la was just a you know just a bigger and wider one so yeah makes it, yeah. but it makes a big difference though Oh yeah, I understand where you're coming from completely because when you compare the two films, which it's kind of funny because, you know, we're not that far yet, but, uh, you know, the films are very similar. They're almost like shot for shot, kind of scene for scene, but it's amazing when you compare them, the contrast and indifference, like you're right, man, the claustrophobia, the, the atmosphere is so different. It's so different. There's a lot. It's not as dark either. Not as dark. We're obviously going to get to it later, but, um, yeah, I don't dislike all the changes. I think that the, the big difference between um because it is very much the same movie oh, and that was something we leaned heavily on our omen review i think that they're a little bit different and I- i'll explain why then but this yeah. one i think with i think for at the time you know 2007 um let's not forget you know found footage has, has been around since the 80s but it really you know made a huge splash in the 90s but then it went quiet like uh you know the end of the the end of the 90s it really took till about you know 2000 this around this time you know 2005 2006 2007 around there is where it started picking back up and i think this yeah. is one of the films that really made a case for how effective the pov style can be it's a it's a different experience i think a lot of people hated it at the time but i think it's come down a little bit from uh, people hating it because it, it, it's funny because it gives you a different feeling. There's no, uh, you can't replicate the feeling you get of like the characters running through the hallways and scared 
in a in a regular movie like it doesn't elicit the same yeah. fear when it's, oh, it's just so that that one shot when they're running up the staircase towards the end of the movie and all hell is breaking loose in the lobby and the camera like pans down really quick to the lobby and you see all the fucking people going crazy as they're running up the stairs like, that shit is fucking terrifying bro yeah, well, when that they, shit is that shot they look yeah the handheld the realism yeah the handheld realism yeah. when it's done properly it's so effective because i've always said you know with found footage films man there has to be one thing that sells you as a viewer and that's the acting if the acting shitty in a found footage film it just doesn't come off and i think this movie has really really solid acting throughout it i think yeah. everybody pulls off the role so well and it just comes off as believable right I, and and i think that's a big difference between this and quarantine though too man because i think a lot of the acting in that film is really bad like starting with I Jennifer. I think it's really good in quarantine, but oh. I think it's different. It's not. I think this Jen- is more of Oof. like a. There's no charisma to these people. They just seem like regular people. That's the thing, and that, um, that's, that's what works though. because this is reality, right? They're supposed to be normal people. That's exactly, why it works so but well. It, it works. Yeah. It works in the sense if you're making if if it's if you're literally trying to make it look like a, you know, found footage, which film. I which get they it. were trying to do, right? Right, yeah. but to me, I already know it's fake. Like that gimmick doesn't work anymore, so it doesn't really matter to me. Mm. It, like I'll take either or. Like it doesn't add any extra enjoyment to me or or hurt it if it if I know that it's a movie or not. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I never play on that, man. I mean, I understand what they're trying to accomplish. You know, this is a found footage. It's supposed to be. You know, it's fake to us. It's it's reality. It's it's like a realism type thing that they're doing for the story. For the story, right? And you know, I think if you know if. And that's where the acting plays the hugest part. Like I, I usually don't fall back on and, you know, criticize, you know, these indie low budget films for having shitty act or, you know, for shitty because it is what it is. But when it comes to this film where it's supposed to be set in this kind of reality type setting and this narrative and stuff with your acting is off, it just it doesn't come off believable because it's supposed to be believable. And in wreck, I figure it just it just fucking hits you right in the face hard. I mean, the way it's shot too, and obviously, you know, the setting itself really is like a character in itself because it is so claustrophobic and it's so dark and stuff. But the camera work is really good too. It really, honestly, is it captures it captures the characters' emotions and the reactions to certain situations so well in this film. It's fucking fantastic. But I think what also really helps is that there's no downtime in this. You never get those moments of like long dialogues and stuff where it allows the mm-hmm. characters to, you know, basically basically kind of falter at their character in their in their acting and stuff there's no time like that at all it's it everything's kind of captured and balled up really so well in this interviewing film interviewing the little girl i think that's like the only part that has that slowed down this yeah and it but, for, yeah. for me this one the, with the the way that the, the one thing that i think doesn't really work for this film is that i don't really know any of them uh like videl is kind of you know, oh. ha- has a little bit of presence. You get to learn a little bit about her. Like the the other firefighters, all the people in the building, maybe the little girl is the only character we really spend any time with. And I, I always say, like, you don't really need to have likable characters. But I feel like in this one, I don't care that they're dying so much as I do um, in other types of films. Well, I because think it, you don't really spend any time with them to learn who they are I don't, or, or anything about but th- them. But this movie isn't supposed to also... Yeah, do you care that they die? Yeah, it's not about... Because I, I think that's why this movie works so well is because, you know, these are still human lives in there and you understand the severity of what's going on right away because when you have people flying over banisters and shit and hitting the ground right away, you know, like, oh, that's, that's some frantic-ass so shit. Awesome. Yeah, it is. That's mm-hmm. some frantic-ass shit, man. Like, at this point, there's no, there's no 
time to introduce and get to know characters because it's not the vocal it's not the focus point at all and that gets away from the realism that gets and that's exactly that's a good point jeremy it does get away from the realism. it also takes away from the pacing this movie runs 78 minutes it has like no downtime it's like it's straight booyah from the time they get Mm. to that apartment to the it fucking ends it's crazy even like in the third act like a lot of third acts will kind of start out slower and shit but it's so fucking atmospheric and so thrilling you know when they're in that in, in the penthouse at this point and shit and they're just kind of finding you know we're learning shits in the narrative you know about this uh like what's really going on and shit yeah, I, it's, it's so creepy it, it could be fucking slower but it's not it's just so damn well but, done but, i just but, you don't i don't care i never thought once yeah. about ever knowing a character in this i mean theoretically the only character that you ever really follow fully and kind of you know the focus point is angela Really? Yeah. Right. So, but, that's, you, you that, but it's about her. Don't you think that's kind of the point of the breakneck pace and all that? We don't get time. We don't have time to know them because once shit hits the fan, it's like they, there's yeah, no. no I, I like no that stem. about the movie because it's short, and I, I dig that. But whether, but you can always have the that stuff at the beginning, and then the breakneck pace once as soon as they get there. That doesn't change that aspect of it i prefer it the way that it is because it is short mm-hmm. and it and it's fun but i'm saying y- you would still have the same feeling of the of that whole sequence if it started there you know what i mean uh, that's uh, why and I'll, I'll get we'll get to the remake in a little bit but I, I get what you're saying and i i do prefer it this way i think that it's cool um i just think that Whenever you're talking about, um, I, like, I don't, I, I, it's hard to tell these people apart because it's um, foreign as well. You know, it's, it's, it, nobody has like a distinct voice. It all sounds like, well, you know, obviously Spanish. Well, uh, so it, you're it also reading subtitles to though too, right? And stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Well, like, well, only... because it's also dark, you know, it's hard to, it was like, wait, which guy was that the one that was like the, what, what? <laughs> Who's that? It also doesn't help, though, too. I mean, you are reading subtitles and you're also dealing with firemen who are all actually dressed the same. That's like the majority of your characters. And and even the police and the firemen, they don't even really. That's one thing that American Americans in general seem to do a little bit more is make these distinct looking uniforms for different types of officials. And like the police and the firemen are kind of dressed in all like dark. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One of them has red hats on, but it's kind of it's kind of hard to even tell them apart once shit gets going um but yeah i i think that the the most successful aspect of this film is the pacing and the unrelate relenting uh like tension that's happening and you're on the edge of your seat kind of because of how intense it is and somebody said all hell breaks loose like that would have been a great alternate title for this film because it, it does feel like that. It's just like all hell breaks. Us. And then at the very end, we come to like a screeching halt and we do this sort of different type of horror where it's no longer fast paced and it's more suspenseful mm-hmm. and tension of these characters just in this dark ass room, which is, by the way, I think is one of the most effective, scary th- things in horror. That That whole end sequence is terrifying. But I will say... I think that because I had seen Quarantine before this film, which is so maybe I. Me too. So maybe. I and I. What's that? I've, so I, I think I think most people did. Really? And I, I preferred this one to Quarantine. Well, I'm not saying whether I prefer. I'm not saying no, I prefer. I I saw this one. one before Quarantine, but yeah. Um, I'm just saying what's why I like certain things about that, but this one I didn't know 
what the reason was. So whenever I was seeing them go up in, into this room and you start seeing, because it's distinctly different from quarantine, Way which I different. think is a good thing that it's... No! Different. Oh, what? I thought you were going to say that the quarantine was better than... Well, no, I, I think it's just, attached. I just think it's, I think it's good to not do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But this one is so cool because, uh, and they just tease it in this one a little bit, yeah, uh, but they expand upon it on the sequel, but they start teasing that this might be a religious thing, which I just thought was incredible. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, kind of the twist, which is a little, it's kind of interesting how they do it. Cause it's like a twist because you're thinking the whole time this is like some kind of weird infection slash rabies which things is. because, because yeah, well, I mean, that's what they're under the impression, right? Um, because of the whole animal thing too, right? You're automatically yeah. thinking right. rabies and stuff because they, they put that into your mind and you're rolling with that, but then they twist it up in the end of the film and they do it so well because they do it with like visuals and a little bit of audio and stuff and, and, and it's very, yeah, and that's creepy, right? Just the yeah. look of all these things. Like, cause you're thinking like who the hell lives there? Like, this is scary. Yeah. The thing and I like about that though, mm-hmm. exorcism type of demonic possession and what one thing that and, and this goes with the sequel too, but the marrying of the scientific explanation of it passing through you know scientific means and not pure supernatural, yet it's a supernatural base, I think is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, yeah, that fucking ending's fucking. The the one thing I was like, I love actually the little interviews that they do have with like the side characters. Like, so do I. You, you like that you do get a little development with the Caesar character who ends up surviving near the end you know he's like when he, then he goes who ironically enough that actor is in actually Sleep Tight and Veronica he's actually in a bunch of the other directors movies uh, so he's actually a face I did actually recognize on rewatch from all the Paco Plaza and uh, I mean whatever the fuck the other guy's name is the other movies <laughs> Yamin yeah. something well, the girl, you know but uh I like that. Like he goes over the show, like he thinks they're not recording yet. I think it's the fucking Koreans. Yeah, <laughs> but straight I, racism. Yeah, they they even had some racism in her to boot. Yep. Yep. But I love that uh, how they twist it up at the end there. But they still kind of leave it very ambiguous. I think that's really interesting how they did that. Yeah, then, I mean they give they give you just enough information information to make it intriguing and kind of a mystery still. Um, and then, of course, it will set up to the lead-in to the second you, one. But you know, did you know who played the giant girl at the end? No, giant Jerry's girl? mom. No, that's, Jerry that's, Harvey, that's, that's Harvey Badette, who played Mama, and he played the leopard and it. Oh, really? Oh, giant man. girl. Well, that makes what sense. Girl? Well, the, the thing the, at the end the, is the, the creature in the possessed girl. She's not giant. Yeah, she's skinny. She's just fucking thin fucking rail thin frail and fucking yeah I, I i think that that that's the that's the little girl right that's the yes. one that's possessed. Yeah. yeah that's the she's um, possessing everybody right that, yeah well well we find out what well, the thing is possessing everybody that's yeah. inside of her yeah, yeah this this is uh i think that her, that, her body was the host of she was the yeah the main the main host she was the start yeah. Um, she was the Reagan, basically. Hence, which, zero. which is kind of interesting. What in, would have happened if Reagan didn't get exercised? Yeah. It's interesting because in <laughs> film, they even have that note of like being passed on to animals and shit, which they they kind of play out through this too. Yeah, I, I think that the whole ending with her in in the first of all that is was 
damn creepy whenever he stuck his head up in there <laughs> and then she fe- apparently fell down in there at some point we don't see it but uh boy was that creepy man when they're just like and then they like hit stuff and it makes noise and then she's just it's terrifying that is a terrifying scene i love that scene so much um reminded me of grave encounters a little bit actually but uh yeah vision and stuff but (laughs) yeah that whole night vision thing was was uh great loved it is this movie the movie that kind of set off the whole you know, yes. nighttime vision shit, staring into the fucking camera and then getting pulled away type shit. I mean, I was going to say it was a standard bearer at the time. It kind of set the, the, like the blueprint for, cause I know, era. I know it is obviously spoof, but it had been done a million times after. I'm, I'm starting to think that this might've been the film that kind of created that phenomenon. Yeah. I don't, I mean, it is pretty like you, the, the history of found footage is such a little interesting mm-hmm. aspect because you think that it starts with Blair Witch, but it really doesn't. Last broadcast. Right? It, well, well, even and, then, and the, the McLaren or whatever the Jennifer Syndrome movie they just released. McPherson. The, yeah, the AGFA but film. Even before that, of course, you got Campbell Holocaust. But what I'm saying is, everybody considers Blair Witch to be the start. But not only was it not the, the mainstream like, start yeah. film that, it, 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 but it wasn't even that. It not only was it not the first film, but it wasn't even the film that that kicked off found footage no (laughs) well i'm saying it was probably the biggest found footage film it was probably the biggest like known mainstream type film of that type of that subgenre and everything too because when you think about it last broadcast and nobody even knew about that movie until blair witch came out and then Mm -hmm. like man bites dog which was you know years earlier actually not that far earlier like 90 i think he came out something like 93 something like that so long six six years yeah something like six years removed from that and then 89, which the movie just finally got released with some McPherson tapes, which I actually did watch the other night. Um, it's a short watch. It only runs just over 60 minutes. But, you know, from a found footage angle, that movie is fucking like cra- It's just like we're watching here on, on Wreck. It's that type of found footage. And I was like, wow, 1989. Like, it was very much one of its kind. Like, it was might have been like the very first type of film kind of like that. Um it's very interesting. You guys got to check it out, man. Well, I've been wanting got, to see it for we years. We got a bunch of. I have it. I, I picked it. I, it's a, that movie's actually been on our website for years. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think the. I think it's all really cool until the ending is just really fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so check this out. This is the really the birth, man. So I, I have in front of me this list of found footage films, right? So the the first horror one that we know of is Cannibal Holocaust in 1980. Yeah. But there was actually one from 61 called the connection never seen it but it's not technic. it's not a horror film apparently um then they have stuff like guinea pig 2 added uh ufo oh, yeah. abduction yeah. The mcpherson tapes man bites dog in in 93 skip ahead a little bit there's another alien abduction one in 98 of course the last broadcast from 98 the blair witch project in 99 but check that out the blair witch project in 99 and then we had the saint francisville experiment in 2000 from ted nikolai oddly mm-hmm. enough yeah yeah and then check this out really nothing gang tapes august underground th- none of these are really truly you know uh, anything big or anything like that august underground mortem the collingwood story the great american well it depends film. what your version of big is i think those august underground films have a massive cult following well i mean big is in like uh, make waves to where other people start doing like to like what I'm saying is like Pop the Blair Witch didn't yeah that's that's what I meant I mean there's two different type of worlds right yeah yeah um 
zero day. Like, look, nothing here. I'm, I'm the, literally keep going down. Nothing until about 2007. In 2007, you got Welcome to the Jungle, the Pokesi tapes, uh, Long Pigs, uh, Head Case, Exhibit A, Paranormal Activity, The Death of a Ghost Hunter, Live Wreck, and Look. All in 2007. Uh, yeah. And then, and then right after that, Cloverfield, Diary of the Dead, Quarantine, uh, Home Movies. Ironic, District uh, Nine, uh, the uh, ritual. Like there was a ton. Wreck Two. Like there was, it just was a massive wave the, right after. And that. there were some really the big cr- ones that year. So yeah, what, the, what was like the first movie of the year to come out, found footage wise? Because I mean, obviously, Paranormal Activity in America was like the next thing. It was like reinventing yeah. fucking sliced bread for Christ's sake. It was. It set off a shitstorm of just found Shit. footage. And I think this is the problem because in 2007, if you watch paranormal activity and you watch wreck and you watch, you know, even long pig, pigs, which is fantastic, you know, it, you're like, okay, there's a lot of films, but you know, you mentioned earlier that people really kind of hated on found footage. I don't think people started hating on found footage until 2008, nine, when it was like, the oversaturation, oversaturation in the genre, yeah. you know, it's kind of like zombie films a few years ago when it seemed like every week there was one coming out and it's like, oh my God, but now they don't even make zombie films anymore. It's fucked. You know, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but well, I, I think VOD played into it too, because then every person with 20 bucks and a camera was yeah. like, well, that's, <laughs> Let, let's make a found footage. And it just became the yeah. floodgates opened. Th- and that's it, a, it's very, that's the thing. It's like very weird. Found footage came out. Like I was very intrigued with it. Like I didn't like paranormal activity. I just didn't really like the narrative to it. I thought it was kind of whatever, but I, I guess we'll revisit those. But, um, but some of them I thought were really good. Like I liked wreck from the start. Long pigs is really cool and stuff, but like any genre, it's going to have its hits and misses. Right. And, and you know, I don't think people hated on it right at first. I think it was intriguing. I think it was just the abundance and, but there's some men, it's crazy. No, you're right. Definitely. People didn't hate on it at first, because but this year produced some of the best like, ones. This year actually produced some of the most iconic right. and best ones. Like wreck, like long pigs. I think is insanely criminally underrated. Man, it's got that whole kind of man bites dog serial killer aspect to it, where he's being interviewed kind of thing. And you know, it, it's really interesting. You got if, if you've never seen, it, you got to check it out. It's really cool. Ironically enough, two thousand seven, like you said, Pukespi's tapes came out the same year as wreck, and it actually has connection because the director went on to do the remake. Hmm. There's a remake of the Poughkeepsie well, tape? No, Poughkeepsie no, tape. no you, did the remake of, you did Quarantine. quarantine. The guy yeah. who directed the Poughkeepsie okay. tapes. But so, the, did the people actually see that in 2007, this. though? Did people actually see that in 2007? No, it was on MySpace. Yeah. Not really. I, I, I don't um, even remember. Like, I remember when the movie, because it had like this, it seemed like instantly it had this cult following, like, you need to see this fucking thing. And then finally Screen Factory put it, apparently it's not the full cut. I don't even know. Because it was on MySpace. Yeah, I felt yeah, like no one even saw it. Look in the original like pressings, and you know they cleaned yeah. it up, and it looks different than it yeah. did on YouTube and shit. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So if you look at this though, what I what I find the most fascinating about the found footage subgenre is, of course, the Blair Witch ninety nine. But honestly, almost ten years later, before we got another big type of found footage film and a wave, really that made waves in the industry and if you look at it it's so weird because paranormal activity which a lot of people give credit to is is the second the the one that kicked off the wave but you look at the production dates and like paranormal activity wreck uh even poughkeepsie tapes all kind of started production around the same time so it's interesting that that multiple even welcome to the jungle was pretty fun but multiple people's heads was in this space to do a found footage film out of nowhere seemingly yeah but it's kind of interesting it can't be coincidental though it's almost like 
it just well, can't just be like what are the chances the digital cameras but it's also yeah. but it's also the fact that these movies in in style and in narrative like they're very very similar like what are the chances of having not really done this type of genre, subgenre in years and all of a sudden all these films in one year start coming out like i feel like the i don't know man is i don't want to get into conspiracy i feel theory. like jeremy might but, be onto something that maybe like it's weird it had something to do with like cameras like maybe yeah, cameras but do you think really yeah but in 2007 do you, think, do you think a movie like wreck has aged better in hindsight than something like blair witch because when blair witch came out it was it was so new to the mainstream audience that there was the huge viral campaign convincing people that oh this is some real stuff you're watching whereas by the time Rat came out people knew going into this it's it's just a movie to I where I think they both aged fantastically yeah equally great I, I mean agree. I lo- I think okay. Blair Witch got a lot of love at the time but it seemed like over the years and I, I don't I don't mean for us personally like what our views of the movie are I'm just talking about in general, people saw it. It seems like I don't think people the hype stopped on Rich kind of waned. No, I I, ne- I don't think that people s- like look at it now and be like, oh, I used to like that, but I don't now. I think people either liked it or they thought it was people walking around. Well, in the woods. that's actually not true because I've talked about that on the show before. Where you know I you know I dug Blair Witch when it came out because I saw it in the theaters when it came out ninety nine, and you know it still had that it still had that stigma of being like real, even though you know as like a fan. That shit ain't fucking real, but it was it was still really cool to see it, you know, on the big screen and still have that kind of that aura about it that it was real. It was it was an interesting experience that I'll never ever relive because you just can't market shit like that anymore. Paranormal activity, bro. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it was the same. I don't think it was the same. Unique too, because even the internet itself in the late nineties was still just like catching on newer with just mainstream Mm. uh, households. And I think it came out out at the perfect time where even for people that, you know, retroactively or retrospectively don't feel the movie itself is great. But if you watched it back then, like in the theater going into it, thinking like, what the hell is this? I see all this stuff online about it. It, it it created like the perfect kind of uh, avalanche at the time, you know, where it watching it now, you're not going to get that aspect from it. I feel like I went back and forth on this. Like, no, I, I, like I was getting I know, at this man. before. I, I mean, I've ta- I've discussed this before. Me and JP have had these conversations. He's always been a big fan of Blair Witch Project. Going back to what I was saying, you know, when I seen it in '99, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it. And then I went kind of through this this time in the 2000s and stuff where I was. It came on a VHS and watched it again. I was like, okay, well, you know. And then I just kind of went into this lull with it. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, it's okay. You know, and it was one of those films I'd watched, and I was like, I didn't really care for it anymore. I was like, whatever. And then, you know, I just let it sit for a while. You know, I didn't check it out for years and I rewatched it again for something. I don't even remember what the fuck it was. It for. was the show. It was oh, episode uh, that's 88. Right. Yeah, we did it for this show. That's right. And then I was like, fuck. It just kind of like made me realize how much I actually really did like the movie. Right. Yeah, so but I, that's I, not what he asked. That's why uh, it was. He said, do you think people liked it and now don't basically but well, well what i'm saying is i went through waves with it right because there was i i, I just kind of broke it up like i there was a time where i liked it and then i didn't and i re-liked it again i'm not just saying that i know what he's saying that people liked it back in 99 or disliked it and then kind of went vice versa later on down the road well like um, like even let's say even for like a new viewer say like you you show someone blair witch and you show someone wreck in 2020 who's n- never seen either one mm-hmm. do you think with a movie like blair witch versus wreck blair witch was heavily aided by 
the atmosphere and hype created at the time with the viral marketing and the, oh, my God, is this real or is this not? You're never going to get that kind of thing watching well, it as okay. a first time viewer in 2020. So Brett didn't have that burden it, going into it in 2007. No one went into watching, well, I, at least that I know of. No one went into wreck thinking, thinking oh, this real. might yeah, be I, real. I think at this right. point, if you but saw them it's, today, I, I just think if you saw them today, if you showed those movies to somebody that never seen either one, it just comes down to which one they like more. I mean, from yeah. where our respect, right. where, where our perspective is, yeah, we have we know the history of Blair Witch and, and Wreck and things like that. So those things affect your viewings for sure, right? And that's exactly my point. Is yeah. like, was was Blair Witch aided? But that, by the time that it came out where it, okay. you can't replicate that well going back to what i said going months. in waves i mean over the years where i liked it and disliked it and then liked it again and stuff i mean knowing the history and coming from that history and then not liking it and then re-liking it, it wasn't the marketing that made me re-like it i just actually respected the movie for what it was all those years later and mm-hmm. just being i i, I actually I actually kind of put the marketing and all the hype and all the and all the things that went with Blair Witch to the side and just rewatched the movie That's as what a happened to Dave as, as a fucking movie and I actually <laughs> really enjoyed it. I think I think it actually helps sometimes. I think when people can kind of eliminate all the distractions of going into a movie and things like that, I think it really does help with your perception of what you're actually seeing. Cuz sometimes it's very distorted. Yeah. It's very distorted when you have right. outside influences on you and I think that's a major major factor that a lot of people don't even think that it's being considered inside their mentality when they're checking out things it's kind of a okay. weird it's a weird mentality i think man I, but. I agree with everything you just said um but to go back to the thing that mike was asking specifically one of course it aided the excitement for the blair witch and and what people liked it at the time now today your question about what well what you know showing somebody it now Versus showing somebody at Wreck, it literally does come down to personal preference. Yeah. And not only personal preference, but Wreck is an easier digestible film because you're talking about fast pace versus slow pace, right? Mm-hmm. It, of course, the fast pace is going to be more appealing to most people. I think at the end of the day, what it comes down with Blair Witch, marketing aside, you either buy it and like it or you think it's people walking around in the woods i i think that most people see it that way oh yeah we know a bunch of people like that again right it is it is personal preference because if you if you do the contrast you know a fast-paced film like wreck versus a slow burn i mean those are two totally different types of viewers and and uh personalities right you know for film because a lot well, of people can't everybody fuck knows with that the slow third burns. film's better anyway Right, no, oh but I don't gosh. think that it has to do with the marketing not not being able to help the film. I just think that it's in general because the film is slower that more, less people are going to like it, and it doesn't have to do with the well, fact that Wreck didn't have the yeah. the expectation with the marketing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you put the film side by side against you know somebody that's never seen them, and you know I think it, personal taste comes down to like if they have like fast. It's like people that like s- slow moving walking zombies versus the running ones. Right, that's kind of like comparing. Not those. even necessarily that 100 percent too, because I prefer the slow ones. But I think Wreck is just like it's. It, I I don't think it's because it's like fast moving necessarily. But, but slow burn it's movies more enthralling. I always feel like throughout. slow burn movies are an acquired taste, though, for some right. people, because a yeah. lot of people will look at slow burns and be like, "In the first complaint about the movie is like, you know, it was pretty good, but it was really slow." But like. I'm one of those weird seventies slow burns, right? I'm one of those weird viewers that I love. I love slow burn movies as long as they're you know they're 
progressing properly and it's got interesting dialogue and stuff and i love really heavy dialogue movies as long as the dialogue is good you know i know so that sounds kind of strange but you know i mean but i can watch those things all the time where some people just can't fuck with them They're like man this movie is their com- biggest complaint it's too wordy it's too slow i don't like fuck I yeah, actually yeah, love so, movies with, with a lot of dialogue. Me too. With, yeah, all, with, with all the watch... viral campaigning and all the convincing of people might be real, would you say there was more hype going into Blair Witch or more hype there going into no Stab? There was no hype going into Wreck, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, Stab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, Look, there, the people in the, in the Blair history Witch of film, weren't even acting like Stab. Fictional or non-fiction film, <laughs> Stab definitely probably has did, the did most people, hype of did all people, time. Did people show up to Blair Witch running around in flannels and jeans and like, oh, we're excited. We're going to go in the woods. Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. When I seen Blair Witch, man, people were walking to the theater a little bit hesitant. It was a really strange experience, man. People like weren't sure about what they were getting into. Because I think it's a lot of people, too, that the marketing, you know, it, it, it fucking sucked them in and pulled them in. They weren't necessarily like hardcore horror fans and stuff. They weren't really into genre oh, yeah. films. And so like the aura and like just the overall atmosphere with people, it just seemed different. Like, you know, when you're waiting in line to get in the theater, people are like having a good time, eating popcorn, cracking jokes. It seemed a little bit more mundane. Like everyone was just kind of on this lower level. Like, what am I getting myself into? Like, it was a little bit freaky. <laughs> like, what am I going to watch? It's almost- the way the movie was presented and the way it was filmed. I mean, it, they did a good job of like making it actually seem like it could have been something that was like just found on like a VHS tape. Well, you know? well, yeah. Well, they made a whole they made a whole fucking fake documentary about it. See, too, the marketing it really it is, Derek. And like, I mean, the fact that they did that it just hap- It just makes it even more better because that mm-hmm. shit had people believe in. Like, yeah, you exactly. cannot get any better marketing. I mean, the original marketing to actually making a dog. You just can't. Well, yeah, that you'll you never relive. It was a situation where you had people freaked out before they even saw the movie, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. Yeah, that's what so I'm saying, man. Getting yeah. people on edge just to just to go to the theater in the first place. That's like is. I mean, that's the, up there with like the movies from like the 60s and 70s. That like you know the news the news channels would be hyping it up and people would be scared to death before they actually watch one frame of the movie. Absolutely. The only other movie I can think about that had this kind of strange aura and atmosphere about it that had people kind of like questioning why they were at the cinema or why they were going to see this was the ring remake because the, you know, the rumors was, is that, you know, someone had died in the theater and stuff. And it's, you know, the whole narrative with like, you know, watch the videotape and die in seven days kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And like people, it had people on edge because when you hear something on the news, like which we're living through right now, it gets people on edge. You know, when you hear about coronavirus, people dying. So this person went and saw this movie, but you only hear that part about it. They went to the theater and they, they died while watching the ring, but people die in theaters all the fucking time. Right, they go to Meryl Streep movies and have heart attacks and shit, but you don't. That <laughs> doesn't make the Street? news. But it doesn't yeah, make who? The, who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but like I'm I saying, mean, I think that the uh, but it definitely added paranormal to the mar- activity. Marketing. Jeremy was right with the uh, yeah. the uh, marketing. That was really good marketing too. The way they you know yeah. showed right. the shots of the, the theater reacting, looking like a stab premiere and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they, 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 they limited this when Paranormal Activity first came out. They limited the supply of how many because um, I think I was that was not intentional. Theater, they didn't intentionally it limit it. They didn't I don't remember. I don't remember the marketing for Paranormal Activity that well. Well, no, you they had to probably, go to the honestly, website. It probably didn't happen in Canada that much because it was sort of a you had to call your theater and request the movie to get it. 
Yeah, like, that's it, true. I remember that. Yeah, and then, well, and then there would have been it, it was one midnight showing. There, yeah, there, there. I mean, it would have obviously shown in Vancouver because. And then I mean, they, they sent different endings to different theaters to to like have to uh, help right. with word of mouth. Like, that's where a they were like, house oh, like which ending hell? did you get? Which ending did yeah. you get? Uh, unfriended. And then you try the to see it shit. again to see if you could get a different ending. Fucking unfriended two did that shit. It was the clue of its error, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Unfriended, unfriended had. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. You really like that movie, don't you, Jeremy? Unfriended. No, man. but Dark Web had three fucking different endings. That they sent out to different theaters? Yeah. activity was so influential. Didn't that, that movie suck dick, too? Zone on Skype on Dark Web? Home. Yeah. That was all right. Well, which ending did you see? <laughs> the one where the guy got hit by the bike. I haven't seen it. I actually it. <laughs> liked it better than the first one. Wait, hit by the bike or the bus? So I actually haven't seen the movie, so thanks for the spoiler. But maybe I I'll see say, what made the ending here. was like one one time he gets hit by a bus, one time he gets hit by a car, and one time he gets hit by a bike. Oh, so it's the same shit but different. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm no, just saying. No. Oh, fuck. Okay. No, that's, <laughs> but, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Marketing and, and found footage films are interesting because we, we have seen – a couple of different attempts at making like the bay had some interesting marketing mm-hmm. uh with just you know kind of selling it uh and then what was the other one there was a was it megan is missing that had had good uh like word of mouth internet marketing i think that was just it was more reviewers and and you know v- you know video reviewers and shit like that that kind of spread the word on it because i didn't really know much i hadn't heard much about it outside of that type of communities That's but the yeah with the red cover yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yep. But I I only remember the the marketing just through pretty much word of mouth. That's yeah. yeah it wasn't right. like and it wasn't like outside same thing marketing. with August Underground. That that film yeah. like really weaved through the the internet age of of like YouTubers and stuff like that. Megan Missing was one of those movies though. Like when it first popped up on on the YouTube, it was like everybody was saying you have to see this film it's so brutal if you have kids that was the way people marketed it and yeah. sold it to other people it was like if you have kids you have to see this movie and you know i mean is that good i've never seen it me neither it's okay the, the problem is with megan is missing is it has bad acting in it and so it comes off <laughs> as being really shitty in that aspect like and i said like Jeremy, I hate it. that's the thing about yeah, found, i don't even, I like i said bad acting in, in a regular film in a, it, in a it does affect film. found footage found footage it you're, kills you it. hit that on the head it kills yeah. it it kills it because when you're supposed to be watching real shit and it sucks <laughs> acting wise it's god damn that shit's expensive but i will say the ending to Megan is missing might be the most drawn out, tedious, fucking insane thing you ever watch. It goes on for probably anywhere from 12 to 14 minutes of this still shot. Oh my God. It All is right, so fucking brutal to watch. According man. to eBay, the sold prices of Megan is missing is $152, $76, that $51. I paid like $12 DVD. for the DVD brand new on Amazon when it came out. Forty-eight sixty. So I guess it's out of print. Yeah, it was super cheap. Probably twelve bucks yeah. DVD. I don't think it's had another release though. So yeah, hence yeah. the well, weird. There's a lot prices. of films in that sort of 2007 to 11 era that have kind of went out of print and and hasn't had other releases. But yeah. uh, if you look at the amount of found footage films that came out from 2007 to like 2012 it's insane like they really did get well that was the era it was like five four the, yeah exactly four or five it's years the golden of like, age of found footage yeah it seemed like there was 20 30 a year and it was like fuck man like 
And then the great found footage movie. That was yeah, about the time when they started doing those really shitty Bigfoot found footage movies where the whole movie yeah. was just characters walking around and then you get one second glimpse of a Bigfoot at the end. Until <laughs> fucking Exist came out. Yeah. Exist, man. But Might even be legitimately that, one of the best Bigfoot movies of all time. Like, I'm not even joking. And it's a, it, as a found footage, it's great. Yeah, like, Atrocious is a good spin. Atrocious, atrocious is another really good. See, that's the thing with found footage, man. There is some really top tier found footage films. And then there's, I think there's, that's the problem. There's so many misses. Even man. Paranormal Entities, all right. Is that is that a you know joke? Is that a spoof? Uh, it's the Asylum version of Paranormal Activity, but it's it's played serious. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that an asylum film was actually pretty good. That's pretty funny. No, it's it's kind of a lot of people think it's better than Paranormal Activity. Coming next on Twenty Two Shots, we're going to do an asylum show. We're just going to review like thirty asylum films with the oh, awesomest oh, alternate oh, names to obvious films. Hollywood blockbusters. With Dave Parker. <laughs> yeah, with Dave. <laughs> 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 Fuck, he'd probably never want to come back ever again. We can't do that to him. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, the back-to-back shows, right? The fucking evil, evil bong series, and then asylum movies. Oh, dude. We've got to find another rape revenge franchise to piss them off more. <laughs> Is there any other franchises? Fuck, I don't know. I'll just do like. Uh, I mean, there's two I last last house on the left films. Yeah, it's more like, of a OG versus OG remake, remake thing again. But then you guys are stop with those already. Just the original. Original. No, I we would, we I never did the remake. To do a, we it, uh, it's weird how many times we've actually brought up the the remake on the show because I always bring up the microwave scene how how fucking stupid it is, and uh, we've never reviewed really it. Stupid. Never, I don't even. I no, oh, actually, no, I do own it on DVD. No, I do. Yeah, oh, I own it on Blue. How in the fuck did we turn the rec review yeah, into like a, a forty-five? No, minute... that was good stuff though. That was a good tangent. That's an example of a that was a whole a, knowledge segment. That was a good the, tangent. That was a knowledge was a segment tangent. in the middle of the rec review. It wasn't like a personalized <laughs> fucking question about something. But I think. Outside of- but I think you're right, though. I think people, you know, with with found footage is, you know, it has been a love hate relationship. But thinking or looking back on it now that it's really slowed down over the years, I think it, you know, even for the people that did like it, you can even appreciate it more now. Like these movies, like r- films like Wreck, stick the. Fuck I love out. them now because I love it, them. In my opinion, Wreck is honestly one of the top best. Not just one of my favorite, but the best found footage films ever made. This movie oh, yeah. is fantastic from top to I bottom. Agree. I think it, yeah, it does it everything right. Standard. It does everything right. You know, it's got it's got fucking. It, 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 another thing about this movie I really do like is the fact that they don't fuck around because and that's a, a big problem in later found footage films is that they try to get too fancy with the found footage and they put in all these unnecessary, you know, digital glitches and and all these little fake things that are happening that just kind of take away things that you notice. You're like, why the fuck is the camera doing that shit in this situation? Like, it well, shouldn't e- be fucking even up. in the sequel, they take some liberties with that stuff. Yeah, well, this, um, the, the sequel. Rec 2, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, there is some technical aspects of that movie that are definitely a little bit not as good as this one. Like, I think the effects are really good. Like I said, the acting, you know, the camera work is fantastic for what it is. You know, the, the, the kills and the gore and, or for the most part are really good in this movie. And, uh, you know, like Jeremy mentioned the claustrophobic and that's the thing. This movie's actually thrilling and super scary. It captures that claustrophobia and that atmosphere so well that it's, it's just, it's almost terrifying. Like you can feel yourself in that situation being like, fuck this, like, this is not good. This is not good. And then when it comes to the third act and it gets, you know, again, you know, you're in that pitch black situation and you're finding out shit. Dude, 
It's honestly it, fucking freaky to me, and especially what being, they're finding out. I think it's done so well. The narrative switch and that's this kind of twist that's ambiguous. I think they just did everything perfect in this movie. And I like the fact that they did what they did too. And I've heard people say, like, what the fuck? Like, is that what they're alluding to? And I'm like, Yeah, but nah, you know, but I I'm love like, it. but it's that's so a good, but that's man. a good thing. Because yeah, it wasn't I always it, loved it. it wasn't just I this general it. rabies or this this infection, you know, like a lot of zombie movies where why are why are people zombies? There's no explanation to it but this movie yeah because there's no more room in hell because there's no more room in hell <laughs> so the dead will watch and no, you know in no, some I'm zombie movies with you it's something different at a time in yeah. an era where yeah. they've done kind of everything with that sort of narrative and it's just like oh adding this supernatural element to it or a suggested or hinted at yeah, yeah. supernatural element of possession and it makes sense like it doesn't break the narrative of infection either because you can have both and it, it just to me the moment where I started seeing these fucking exorcism or like demonic possession type pictures posted all over the place, it just gave me cold chills. That whole scene in the penthouse, as they call it in in the Barcelona film, yeah. is creepy as all hell. And it's yeah. building up to that. And I like how, you know, it, it's at the top of the building and you just know, you know, when they mention like they they casually drop it in there like, hey, this guy, there's there is one other guy, but he hasn't been. Uh, he comes yeah. like every couple months or something like that. It, you put plants a little seed in the back of your head that maybe that might have something to do with it. Um, and then also you, you have this sort of whenever they have this like frantic pacing and like running up the stairs, it's just fucking terrifying because you think about mm -hmm. it and you're like, there's nowhere to go, you know? And then she has the keys and stuff like that and getting in the door and then you're trapped in there afterwards. Everything about this film just works. You know, you know another thing I like about it too, is that the cameraman in this one isn't really a character. He's more of just like the camera. Like there's a voice there you know yeah. but he's never really on like that's they a don't show him either, that that's yeah, the difference true. between this and quarantine is that in yeah. qu do they show they show his face in this one well, he's dead oh yeah like i meant like you know like in the contrast between this and quarantine and quarantine is like actually like a character like you get yeah. to see him and stuff it's like a totally different mm -hmm. feel but i like that fact man he's just literally this dude with this camera right i love that yeah. it's great man it just kind of adds to it for me yeah it's kind of like that dude in uh movie from last year record of sweet murder the the camera dude that you don't really get to see exactly yeah. it's almost like this creep element right it's like the this dude never shows up character yeah you can hear the voice but you never get to see the face it's fucking cool man i love that shit yeah um anybody have anything else i will say man the the one bitch is talking about like suing and stuff oh man i just want to strangle that bitch is fucking oh. i i love i love when the that's the one other scene that you get with uh the angela character like when she's interviewing the daughter please shut the fuck up i'm trying to interview <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and, and like later earlier in the movie too with the police chief if this guy's fucking boring we'll just cut around him <laughs> i love those little signs of dialogue. I, I think that the um little paranoia between the little group where they're like you know maybe it's your father paraplegic father who's sick or something like that like i like those little aspects too it's it's kind of minor but it's there mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right, yeah let's I, I love there's little cracks in the scenes between the people in the buildings like people turn on each other in these kind of situations like even if it's ever so slightly fingers start getting pointed and like what could possibly be the origin because nobody really knows and i think that's a good aspect too mm -hmm. yeah. 
Well, you want you want something to blame so that you mm-hmm. know. Like, well, you want to be able to identify and explain it. I think that's natural that when a situation like this breaks out, you want to be able to say, "Oh, this is what it is. This is how we solve it." You want yeah. to solve the problem, and yeah. until if you, you know, know what, that, what it if is, if you blame yeah. someone and you think that it's them, then you have isolated the issue, and you could then separate the issue mm-hmm. from yourself. Yeah, yeah makes exactly. sense. All right, let's get into ratings. I will go first, if you guys don't mind. Oh, okay. Do the honors. Okay. So, um, Rec, I've always heard that it's good. I've actually owned it on DVD for years. Whoa, I, it, this is funny fir- when that happens. This is the first watch? Yes. I've never oh, seen it. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it was your first. Holy fuck. Actually, all four of the Recs and Quarantine 2. I know you mentioned that you'd seen Quarantine before this one, but I didn't realize this was actually your first watch. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, always heard that I would like it. I've actually owned Rec One and Two on DVD for probably like six or seven years. I think I got it from a Hastings sale and never watched them and upgraded the Blu-ray. So literally, those two editions in my collection were completely useless and pointless the entire time I've had them. Dude, you know how many um, times I'm watching <laughs> one of Dave's videos and he's like, "Yeah, I own this movie for years. I had it on VHS and DVD, and I finally watched it on Blu-ray 15 years later." <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did pick up the Screen Factory box set, which very good, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty. And uh, I, I will say this, man. I don't think that there's really much wrong with this film at all. I mean, I don't really think that even the thing that I mentioned about the lack of character development. I'm not saying that it's a knock on this film. I'm just saying that I liked it in the other film. I'm not saying that this film is bad because it didn't have it. So even that wasn't a complaint. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just acknowledging it. Uh, and I think that the aspect of this being supernatural really kind of was the big up thing for me because that was the one thing that I think out of everything that really separated it from quarantine for me, um, in terms of like story wise, like, I guess that's the big difference is what, what's the cause is. And I didn't expect it because I didn't know about it so that it really I'm happy that I didn't know about it and it was able to hit me still uh, I think that I, yeah, honestly dude I don't I don't see how this is I mean I know that it's respected and loved but it really is one of the best films of the decade in my opinion uh, the, the 2000s uh, so honestly I'm coming in with a 10 on this one I don't I don't know if that's too high or what but I, I, I loved it I gotta say man I have to say it but my shitter is blown out once again. Can't believe you gave it a ten. I am fucking so taken back by this right now. Applause. It's crazy. Like really? 185 episodes, and it never ceases to amaze me when my shitter can get blown out. I'm like, okay, there it there it goes again. There it goes again. Leather ruined. <laughs> you want me to go next? Unbelievable. Yep. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, this is actually my favorite found footage film of all time. <clears throat> like what JP feels about Blair Witch. I still respect Blair Witch. It's, it's number two for me now. I think this is my second favorite found footage film. I I always love this movie and I love the aspects of the characters. Uh, you do, you know, it's not like they don't have character development. It's just very subtle, which I do like. I like the subtlety of the hostility of the group, which I think works for this film's benefit and the realism of the found footage. And I love how it's shot. And, you know, 
you when you see like little creepy things out of the corner of the camera, you just jump and it's fucking really scary in the fast paceness when they're running. You see like a fucking demon face, which I love the look of the creatures as the films progress a little bit more, especially in the sequel. I love that aspect of the sequel. We'll get into it in a minute, but I fucking love Wreck. It's fucking amazing in my opinion. I I see nothing wrong with it. It's a ten out of ten for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. That's great. 10 out of 10, Derek is talking the truth. Nice. Back again. <laughs> I love it. When, hey, when, it, when it's a film I really love, I, I you know, and I can, it's just, even in like shitty films like Demons or fucking some stuff that might not make sense, if it's, it's not, that's more of a nostalgia to 10, you know what I mean? This one's just, it's just perfect in my opinion. Not even that, it's also Entertainment 10 too. Yeah, I'll do those. Yeah, there's there's really like like this. And that's what I was saying too. the the sub, you know, 90 or 80 minute horror film is such misrepresented in in the horror landscape. Like not like it. it's an actual not just because it's shorter. It's because it helps so much with pacing in a film like this. It really does elevate the experience. This is the type of movie that doesn't need to be longer, though. That's why it's done so perfectly with with the yeah, runtime feel like it doesn't feel like if there needed to be any more than what, what we got no, like what you got it was good like you didn't you don't need the character development stuff because it's not about them well that's it's the about thing. situational we were, we were talking about earlier how once um it ramps up it never stops and it didn't feel like it it, it didn't feel like there was ever any reason for it to slow down to explain anything no. or you know introduce unnecessary characters it it felt like once they got going, we got everything we needed, and it was being thrown at us, and it was that frantic, uh, breakneck kind of pacing Ooh. that just added to the atmosphere. I just thought of something. I, I wanted to bring this up, but I forgot. Do you think that the CDC would actually just send in one guy? Well, I mean, honestly, depending on... Yeah, I mean, I could see them doing it, man. Well, they, they don't know what the severity is, so why risk other people, right? I mean, yeah, they they he kind of has. I feel like that he has a crew doing that. Him. They would pull out one person. I don't know. I, it's tough to say, man. It, well, no, it wasn't really the CDC guy though. In this one, was it? It was the guy. It was like the he was like pretending to be because it was what? like the pre, the priest guy, right? Yeah, no, that's part. That's part two. In this one, he's he comes in. He try, he's doing yeah. That's like in the part in the, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm thinking part two. Textile yeah. <laughs> they're blended together now. <laughs> they do blend together. No, no, it's yeah. a, it's a CDC guy. Yeah. Yeah, in this one, it is a CDC. We'll I, I think what I think Spain, what the whatever Spain CDC guys. What might be is that you know there's there's all those firemen and stuff and police and stuff. So why not send him in there? He's protected, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like they would just send in a team of people. I feel. I don't see. I don't. I don't think uh, the team is needed, though. Well, I mean, the chances of somebody being murdered. They're probably going to see send one guy in to see how bad the situation. Yeah, they, I was going to say, I think got it. They don't know exactly what the situation is. They might think everything's still calm, well, that, so let's just send a guy in there to get a test and come back out. But I think they do know that. I think that's why they only send one person too, because you got to remember once. Once the fire crew gets there and the, and the police get there and shit, I mean, and they show up, they fucking quarantine that place off instantly. So they know something's bad in there. They're not going to send in a team of people. That's why they send yeah. in one because but they, see, they, they know that severity is probably sequel, about, yeah, 
I mean, but they... That's yeah. when they don't hear back from the other guy. When it, when, the when, they they send a team in the sequel when it's worse off. <laughs> well, you I mean, know, at that point... They send a team when it's but I less guess, bad. I, I mean, when things escalate to a point, I mean, sometimes you try to fight it with power, too, right? With numbers, too, so... If it's really bad, why would you send in one person when you can send in ten and probably kind of, you know, start to settle the problem? But who knows? I I think that what when it comes down to it, smart wise, yeah, probably better to send in one. But I just know that organizations typically don't do stuff like that where they like sacrifice one person just in case. You know what I mean? JP's about it, to change his rating to a nine and a half. No, no, no. I, it's not. It's a non. <laughs> it it's just it a on the country too. I guess he's talking himself out of it. <laughs> it well, it might even it, be but, protocol. It might be just protocol to send in one guide, figure figure some shit out. I mean, because I think they do just, send in the U.S. version. They do send two guys in. Ah, it is to be right. Yeah, yeah, because in Spain but, we don't know what their CDC is. Yeah, like. they probably oh, have like it's totally. They probably have like less fucking everything. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Well, whose turn is it? Might as well go with Mike. Huh? All right. Well, so whoa, 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 whoa. no, let's go with Jeremy so we could go twenty-two shots, non-twenty-two shots. Okay. Yeah. All right. Rack. So I love Graven Connors. I love Rack. I haven't decided which one I love more. Probably Rack, to be honest Rack. with you. But I love them both too. But I would go Rack. I have a new appreciation. I didn't realize how scary this movie was. How claustrophobic it was. Uh, I give it a nine and a half out of ten. So, so it doesn't be okay. Well, it's in the Hall of Fame already. Nice. All right, Mike. All right, so. I mean, what's more to be said than what everyone has already said? But uh, I know at one point this was my favorite found footage movie. It might still be. I just have, I have to like sit down and like list them all off. But well, what's a what's it like the top like couple? Just just because I could get your taste. What the hell else would be my top? <laughs> this is like trivia all over again. <laughs> this used to be my favorite found footage film, but then I remembered that. Well, I, I remember it. What I mean is like I. I know for sure when I saw it, when I first saw this, it was definitely better to me than any found footage I had seen. It was like the new standard bearer. Basically, like if you are going to make a found footage movie, uh, you better try to do as good as this because this is just excellent in every way. It's uh, very, it's an easy rewatch because of the pace and it's you know shorter on the shorter end of movies. Um, there's no downtime. I think the story's good. I think the twist with the religious kind of stuff mixed in there is a great touch that we don't get. I, I've heard people discuss before that might have something to do with the uh, country of origin because Catholicism is a bigger part of the country. So adding the well, religious twist, Spanish horror in them. general, right? Very yeah, ex- especially exactly. these guys. Well, of course, of course, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I, I like the whole, I just love the setup where it's just like, you know, an, an overnight kind of TV crew that are just oh, kind of innocently out there and it's a wrong place, wrong time and they get stuck in a situation and once once you realize like they're not getting out of there, like the 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 goal of the outside forces are like, no, you guys are blocked off from the world. Good luck. We doubt you're going to make it and they're on their own in there. I just think it's such great elements where just the paranoia, the claustrophobia, everything works in this movie. I, I really can't find any flaws in it. And uh, I am going to go ahead and say a 10 out of 10. 
the there's definitely an to... argument to make that it's the best found footage film out there you know for me it's still blair witch but i think that there's an argument yeah i think uh, this, I, legitimately I think yeah this was like the general like evolution of the found footage for like the next era um after like kind of the blair witch and the stuff that came out since i think this one it kind of hit you with like holy shit okay this is where we're going now with found footage and it was just a great production yeah um well i pretty much said everything i have to say and uh yeah this has always been one i've loved man uh this has got to be right up there i think my favorite found footage movie is probably got to be cannibal holocaust i mean a lot of people don't consider that to be like a true found footage film but i say fuck you because <laughs> i think it is and i love cannibal holocaust i think it's great um but for like modernized films, this has probably got to be it. I love this, and um, Exist is another one I think is super actually kind of underrated, man. I think that's a great movie, really fucking good shit. Um, but anyways, Wreck. I said what I had to say. Ten out of ten. I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. It's like to me, it's like a, it's just a perfect found footage movie from start to finish. It's just like the pacing is everything. The acting, you know the way it's filmed, it doesn't do anything unnecessary. It doesn't have those stupid old fucking digital glitches and stuff that weren't that prevalent in 2007. I think it happened more say with like even the sequel with this. And, um, people started to really try to kind of elevate the found footage into a, an area that wasn't needed, you know, by putting some of this fake bullshit in there. And I think this oh, one, I hate that crap. It, man. it, just, it just doesn't yeah, do it. Like it keeps everything very authentic. And I think that everything about this movie is authentic. It's creepy. It's scary. It's thrilling. It's just, it's everything claustrophobic. It's fucking amazing. It's awesome. It's got some, it's just got some like off, like Holy shit moments. Like when those fucking bodies go flying off the banisters and shit is crazy. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Like, it hits the ground. Like the sound design on that too is crazy for like a found footage film. Man, it's crazy. Cause like, like you're focusing in on these characters and all of a sudden you can hear the body falling. It's like, Vroom! And it fucking thumps, and you're just like, oh, there's God something damn cool it. about the fact that like, it's, it's not great. in the center of frame either, right? It's like off mm-hmm. to the side. Anything in your like, peripheral which you vision, would get in a real movie, it would just, you know, yeah, dude. Like, when you see shit, there would be like a, a cue or something like, oh, it's something's about to happen. But you had no, if, if it was the first time watched, there's like no indicator that that's about to happen. I love that peripheral shot. You know, it's kind of like you, you know, something's about to, but you're not quite sure. And it's the focus isn't there. And you see that in your perif and it's like, it works so well, man. It's really, really good. So wreck from 2007, uh, comes in at, what is that? A 49 and a half out of 50. Thank you, Jeremy, for fucking that one up. Well, yeah. Uh, still doesn't break the record of scream though, which is like a 70 out of 70 or something like that. 70. What the, what the hell are you talking about? Seven people review. Oh yeah. 96. Yeah, yeah. The not not only ninety six, but also that. the screen franchise. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it across the board it has like seven sevens or seven tens, which is just kind of insane. It has the record for the highest point total. I know that. Fuck. Come on, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, sorry, it's it. sixty. It's sixty out of sixty. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that is uh, wreck. From 2007. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so moving along into 2009 with Wreck 2, also directed by Yamane Balagreo and Paco Plaza. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm, the I think I'm the getting Mexican better. homies. The Mexican homies, yeah. I think I'm getting better, but I don't think I'm uh, perfecting that at all. Um, so quick little synopsis here. In order to ascertain the current situation inside a supposed medical officer and a GEO team step into the quarantine and ill-fated apartment building. Yeah. So thoughts on... Am I going first again? Sure. Oh, the structure pisses me off, bro. Really? I I honestly think this is really interesting how how they start this movie. It starts off so good. It starts off so good, and then halfway through the movie, it fucking pretty much resets, and it changes fucking perspective to these three annoying kids who I don't really care about. I fucking hate it. Jeremy, it's like I can actually 100% agree with you for once. I think that is the stupidest shit in this movie, too, Oh, my God. It has such a good pace, such a good thing going on, and then they fucking shit the bed, and they fucking... uh, That's my biggest complaint with this movie, man. I think the... The way they start this movie off is perfect, man. It literally starts where the first one ends. So essentially, which this is movie, super underrated in it, doing. It's in really sequels. good. I love it. I mean, when you watch uh, these movies back to back, it literally feels like you're watching one huge movie. It's awesome mm-hmm. with yeah. with an intermission. It's it's great, man. And I love that. Um, everything is going really good in this movie until what Jeremy just mentioned, man. All of a sudden, there's this point in the film where you know it's paced really good. You know, everything's pretty frantic in there. It's going, and then all of a sudden, they introduce this kind of like subplot with these kids that are fucking around on this roof, and they ultimately end up making their way inside the building because they follow these officers into there, where they end up getting locked in and stuff. Ultimately, they don't care. Doesn't go anywhere. Well, the thing is, literally, it doesn't go anywhere. What what do you think the reason for that is? Just to add to the body count, or like to add some different um, perspective? I kind of like the one thing I do like about it is that I don't know why they did it because how the stories come back together. I like that. But I, I think yeah. it's just like kind of silly. It doesn't need to have that hitch. It doesn't point, contribute to the plot. It doesn't. Whatsoever. It doesn't have to have that because yeah, that's exactly what happens. You have these kids and these officers and stuff, and then they eventually meet up with you know the core narrative back in. in but maybe that's what it, the, that they were looking for. Who knows? Uh, well, here, here's why. It, let me explain to you why it um, was used, okay, and why it does contribute to the plot because that's false that it doesn't. And the reason that it does is because they wanted to have the guy, the father of the dog people to go in there but they needed a way to show it because it's found footage so that's why they have the kids there um so that's why it was yeah i know why i know why that's happening and and exactly but it just it really does take away it it does it definitely is a lull in the film though like it creates this kind of subplot that just it seems to totally take this kind of left turn and really kind of slows down the pacing hardcore i agree i agree I think they could have done just, something a little bit different to get him because it feels like kind of it kind of cheapens the seriousness and the oh absolutely because uh, they throw the a height of everything that's going on by having these kids right well, yeah it's it because of what they're doing too they're fucking around they're just fucking around with a blow up doll and shit like that and yeah I, I mean I completely <laughs> understand why they put that there but it just it does it adds this kind of comedic level to it that I mean if you want to do something like that just do it more proper. I, I think there's a, a different way of doing it. And, there's and, a smarter way to do it. I don't know it, but and I'm I, sure there is. Just less comical and obviously – and not make it so damn long too. Like it really fucking left turns itself in this film and it, it I feel like it just doesn't recover properly either. But yeah. it slows down big time. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I don't I don't mind it as much as you two probably, but I agree that it it I didn't like it. Yeah, it's a little jarring. It for jarring. When first put ten dollars in the jar cup. <laughs> I was jarring <laughs> on this because it goes on like that whole subplot with the kids and the officer and that dude and stuff. They like it fucking goes. It goes on for a long time in the running time. I'm like before they finally meet up with the other you know the actual core narrative characters and shit and you're like what the fuck man like this is ridiculous i mean it eventually leads them into where they find angela and stuff but whatever i think there's a different way to do that i think it's just a bad move yeah the way the way it starts off it almost feels like it's going to be an aliens to alien because you get the swat team with the machine guns all loading up and getting their guns ready it's like okay are we gonna are we gonna do this thing where they're just gonna come in start blasting away and there's that false sense of security of like okay we're we're loaded up with weaponry we ain't got nothing to worry about and they get in there and in close close quarters sometimes those you know the automatic machine guns and all that stuff is is just uh, like I said, false sense of security. You think you're protected because of it, and mm. once they get in there, it like it almost betrays them that they don't have the same training to uh, handle the close quarters. Because it's, I, I thought it was, I liked the setup. I, I feels like a natural next step. It's like okay, if mm-hmm. if okay, this didn't work. Now we have to send in a team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need, the, we need yeah. to send in the yeah. professionals now to almost like the space marines and aliens. So it's like you're ramping up to action. We're gonna the, get the, more the way that they action. film it with the different cams was a little like hard to swallow. I don't like it. It's video game like. It, I don't like it. It's a little hard to swallow in terms of it. Just doesn't feel as naturalistic as this TV reporter who happened upon this situation. It feels a little forced. It's like the way it's edited, like, though, too, man. Like when they're climbing in and out of things, and the and the camera angles changing at points, and you're like, "Where the fuck am I?" Like you almost feel like you're losing your place in, in, uh, like where they are. It's really. It fun. definitely uh, is harder to follow, but I kind of like that in a way because it 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 makes the. I like the okay. This guy like in game. this room dealing with <laughs> yeah. it does feel like a video game. Yeah. This guy in this room is dealing with this thing, and then the people that are on the other side of the door, we, door we cut to their cameras. I kind of like it. Um, it is is a progression of trying something to elevate different. the film in in a different way and make it stand out a bit. Mm. Um, but it's just harder for me to buy that that these people are suited up with these body cams. Um, for what? What's the reason? And, it and might be it might be use... it might be standard when they go into it, situations like that to have the cameras just for liability. Who knows? I would believe it, it, it could be it could be anything. Liability it could be like you know like how police officers have body cams now just yeah. for all. Yeah, that. but that's a different time. Well, the, or yeah, but this is 2000. But I mean, it's also a different area. Who knows? They could have had fucking yeah. the SWAT team could have had cameras for specific reasons for whatever. You know, who knows? But they they say like keep them on don't stop filming and i'm just like why like why so are they they need like because to me it would feel more like something that they wouldn't want to be filmed uh i don't know i mean it's pretty i mean the curiosity level is pretty high in there i think you'd want to be filming that shit who knows no 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 i mean like the uh like i don't know i i think that someone like me might but like i i feel like the whole quarantine typically in quarantines like you don't want this out into the public you know you don't want this captured on film to to sh- you know create a panic or something so i just find it funny that they would you know who knows maybe, maybe, maybe they were, that was for the church maybe they were live streaming that back to <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe the I swat team was... had a dude in a van and was watching all the footage and be like okay man 
this is what's going on. They're in the fucking, they're in the penthouse here. And there's, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, but I feel like there would be more communication. I think it might've been the, the background of the actual priest character. Spoiler alert. The CDC guy's really a priest. Oh, you don't have to say Why? spoiler alert. We already said that. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. But fucking, you know, he's a priest in the movie. And I think it was just for a record for the church itself. Why? I think he actually requested them all to have cameras. Okay. Whatever. Maybe. I'll buy it, I guess. Um, I like the, uh, this one, obviously, what was hinted at in the first one, they expand upon it a lot. Um, I think that it's great. And I also think that it like kind of hurts the film a little bit. And I think that it's great because it's like cool how he, you know, the, the religious aspect of it actually does work and they can kind of hold them back a little bit by, um, you know, crucifix and pinning it on the door. Narrative wise, I think having the priest, you know, there, there to get a sample from, you know, the actual, you know, original host and thing. I think zero. Yeah. From patient zero, basically, I think was actually kind of the right idea for the narrative because once it's hinted at what, you know, in the first one and stuff, I think this is the approach you probably should take because this is probably what they would do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it kind of made sense to me. So I just don't get why at the end, whenever they kill her, like why they couldn't just still use the blood because the host, because the actual host was inside of her at that moment. Yeah. What's that? So the original host from the first movie, uh-huh. when she's, she's yeah, it wasn't inside. It was actually it had moved on to Angela. Yeah, but they don't they don't know that when whenever well, well that's whenever why the priest they, that's, she shoots her in the head. The the, the, guy, the priest all mad because he can't get the sample. Oh, I see. Like, oh, why couldn't oh, he just? Oh, get when Angela when Angela stuff. blows off the the head of the original host. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Yeah, I was like, but, I yeah, because he's living because he's super pissed because. And see, that's where the film gets screwy for me is because it yeah. and that happens a lot with religious aspect is I'm just like, what is the purpose? Like if the demon can just body hop and stuff like this, what what's the purpose here? Like, it, it, well, it, in, the, in the mythology is that if you can stop it at the source, right, then you stop it kind of thing. So, I mean, that's that's what they're playing off of, right? You have to catch the original. No, no. I'm saying like in well, terms of the point of the demon the devil or whatever mm-hmm. like if it just has the ability to just body hop a la jason goes to hell <laughs> then why is like why 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 well, does it even matter i mean i guess that maybe they knew i don't know it, it, it is very not like, explained because hop a long time ago we'll see in jason and see in jason goes to hell that movie is it's a little bit more supernatural demon-esque in this one they physically show in the end of this movie we get the explanation to how the shit went down in the first film in in the very last scene of this after she blows away the original host same as jason goes to hell yeah and then (laughs) but it's like literally like a physical thing it's like this fucking like worm it's like it's it's, jason goes to hell it's remember jason goes to hell they (laughs) drop the worm Oh yeah, thing. that's right. Yeah, that's why I said. So that. it's like a demon worm. So it's like a demon worm. That's uh, so the end of the first film, when we see Angela get, you know, you know, grabbed and you know pulled away through into the room or whatever, um, fight ensues, kind of thing, and she kind of loses that battle <laughs> a little bit. We get shown that in the end of this film, and and uh, the original host 
puts the demon down her throat in this really kind of grotesque like oddly placed yeah. cg fucking it's scene like a giant mealworm or yeah something. it's really kind of it's awkward to, it's gross it's actually gross but it's like this really poor cg too <laughs> so well but, it's crazy because on, on a first time watch you, you totally don't see that because there's you, nothing to allude to that yeah. from the first one you know what's so funny? it's like what the hell is going on here? you know what's actually funny about yeah. this movie is like i'd seen like i'd owned the dvd for years and I didn't realize how shitty the CG was until I watched it on the Screen Factory Blu-ray. And I didn't how notice every, it this time. Everything was so clear. Oh, dude, the scene where they shoot the fucking baby or the the kid. That scene is re- it's like Dario Gento fucking CG mm. bad man. Whew. Uh, I didn't notice. So worse than the monkeys. The monkeys are well, horrible in this too, but that that shotgun scene to the kid, man, oh, it's really bad. I mean, the after effect is real practical blood on the ground, but like the actual shotgun effect is like straight. It it, it almost feels like late '90s CG. It's weird. I think it's because of tra- it just makes it look worse because it's in dark and they kind of amplified that sample. And I was like, oh, maybe they should have dumbed down that scene a little bit because I don't remember the effects being all that bad watching it in, you know, 720 or what standard fucking uh, DVD whatever. standard. DVD. It just doesn't seem as bad. It doesn't seem as bad at all. Like it really didn't. So. Here's another thing that bothered me. So why? Like, I don't think I think they went too much with this. Like the way that Angela can just mimic the dude's voice. I'm like, OK, so well, that's why a common is this, theme in demon why is the devil though? hiding out in this fucking apartment complex, slowly infecting people when he could take over people's bodies? and change well, They their brought voices? him there, too. They brought the patient zero yeah. to the. Department. I know. I'm saying why if the de- why, why, why would the devil not just do something else but it, like, makes you it question doesn't make how, sense once. it makes you question how they even got patient zero there if that devil could just or that demon could just you know kind of body hop and shit like that right but right like if I he's mean, like like I, get it. I just figure if he can do if he has like this type of level of power to where he could body hop and literally mimic other people's voices at this point then this story feels too small for him uh so i i just think that they went a little bit ahead of themselves with like it should have just stayed with the possession infection angle and not actually show like a the one entity force like controlling the whole thing because then it just feels like this is kind of stupid like he okay he's like trapped in this little bit no he's all powerful at this point yeah it's like a love-hate relationship with it to myself like some like I love it, but then some, when I think more about it, I hate it too. At the same time, you know. I don't I just actually like really. I don't really dislike the narrative all that bad. I actually kind of like the aspect of the, you know, the priest being sent from the Vatican to I go love that to go aspect. get you know the whole, um, the the original demon and stuff, and then how you know you get introduced to the twist with Angela and Shelley. I, I like all that type of stuff because I don't know, like demon type films and religion. I I, I just. I don't think they really I go too it. far with it. I think it actually kind of works in this. I just think the, just the um, the actual construction, the the progression of this narrative is just sloppy. Like what Jeremy brought up right away, I think that's really poorly done. It really kind of takes you out of it and stuff. But I do like what they did with the twist and shit. It, it kind of makes sense to incorporate and bring Angela back into the into the oh, story I'd and love, stuff. I love to, yeah. shows. Back yeah, I think I think that's great. I think that's really good, and well, I think it was well, they well didn't done. Necessarily have to. They could have just had her be dead from the first one. Yeah, of course, was, and, like, and, and that's what the first time. That's what I love about the ambiguity of it too, man. You're like, okay, well, that could either go, she lived or she died, kind of thing. But then in this narrative, it, you know, we're shown that she actually lives, kind of. <laughs> How know? about the creepy ass crawl space scene? Mm-hmm. Like, the, uh, like yeah, the children. That's fucking weird, dude. I love when the fucking dude when they find the body of the uh, the priest from the and, the original oh, film. 
because they hint at it like man this guy's been living up there for fucking months but we haven't seen him and it made me question that too i'm like so this guy has been up there you know he has been there and no one has seen him in months wouldn't you actually investigate that way before just to make sure that he hadn't died in his apartment in nine months they they didn't i don't i don't think they knew that he was up there for months right yeah, they, they they said like they said he comes of, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> I, I just kind of took it as like you know he comes and goes, but they haven't seen him in nine months. Like, wouldn't you just question either way? Maybe not the fact that he might have died. Like some of those boarding houses, dude, they're very, very like you don't fucking as, you know boundaries Ask. and stuff. Yeah. I, know guess. What I, mean? I guess. Yeah, dude could be working weird shifts where he's just there when no one. It's just my curiosity. They kind of keep to themselves a little bit, and some of them, not it, all. Of it's them, always that know. curiosity level. It's like you know, anybody lives in a penthouse, so like you just never see penthouses empty, right? Like there's always somebody coming and going out of those places. I don't. Well, know. Yeah, and you and you can get that by the way they answer the question because they're. It's like they're so sure that someone lives up there, they just don't run into them. But yeah, so it's obviously like ran in or passed but even with that mentality wouldn't you be like we should probably just maybe check on him once in a while like i mean he was coming and going we haven't seen him in months like maybe he did die in there one day and we just it depends how long he's been doing that if he's been doing that for years or something you know i guess you just kind of leave him they they just kind of say he comes and goes but they said they hadn't seen or heard from him no they they said he he comes every couple of months that's what they said okay the other part that I like in this movie is that <clears throat> it's cool to see the other characters from the first film pop back up as, as fucking lunatics. It's like, oh, that's cool. There's the Wait, guy. are these zombies? But he They're obviously like was dead demons. for like eight, demons, nine months yes. at that this point. This is technically a demon film. Yeah. This is demons before. Kind of. It's almost like a demon infection. This is demons too. It's, it's like Spain. a mix. It's no, it's, it's a straight up demon film. Spain. It's a straight up demon yeah. film. It's yeah. funny because you often hear Wreck compared to as like a zombie film, but it's it, or an infected quarantine. <laughs> but it, it really is a demon film. It's, it's a like, demon film. It's just by method of how you get possessed. The, the one aspect I yeah, do but like. it, it is like a demon infection in a sense because you know you do get attacked and you turn into the thing and there's multiple at the same time. So this one demon has like this infectious like possession through infection. It's like it, right possession the demons, through infection. It's like an yeah, it's weird, yeah, but it is technically like stemming from a hip hop album. It's stemming from <laughs> an actual demon. So the, yeah, it's not the, actually a virus. It's a fucking demon. Possession. It's weird. The, the, yeah. the one the one aspect that I actually always liked about the sequel is like the deterioration of the actual demons themselves, the way they look more like when you see their faces they're more demonic looking. Their teeth are more razor sharp. They have like kind of like pointy ears. If you kind of look at some of the characters, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird in that aspect. It, it looks like their body tones are changing too, as they are the, what they are. Yeah, I agree. I think that it, it's really cool. I, I what about the one thing that kind of sucks a little bit is again, I, you can't tell any of these SWAT team dudes apart. Can you guys? Like, did any of them? I didn't know. Who I mean, I they all die. Them. So. Well, but most I'm of them die early. I won't lie. <laughs> I, never, I never even tried to pay attention to separate them because it again, it wasn't about their character well, specifically. Trying to I figure don't, out who the fuck is where. I mean, you it's it's I mean? about like, this one is. <laughs> you know, it's about like you know the main SWAT guy, and then you know fucking you know once they come in contact, the priest, and obviously Angela when she comes in there and stuff. It's like there's a couple characters that you really need to follow, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, essentially, like, the other ones are just they're there for body count pretty much yeah the the one where the guy gets separated and there's like the old the the bigger woman like down the end of the hall and then like the person in the bathroom that's a pretty good scene Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pretty awesome yeah 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 yeah, it's just 
it's a little messy, but I still kind of have fun with this one. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I, think it's, I actually think it's a great movie. Not it's a great lie. sequel, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's. I, I, I like it. You know, it's, I think it, there's a, issues, but I think it's interesting cool. too because you know if you look at um, a lot of people always regard this one as the better rec film. No, like I always remember watching top ten lists. People think Rec Two is better than Rec Dude, One. Honestly, man, so I remember back in the day, you know, people would make yeah, back in the day, like I liked this movie a lot more than what I did now. Yeah, and like you'd see these top ten lists, and people would always have like Rec Two over Rec One, and whatever, and blah blah blah. You see it all the time, and I'm like thinking to myself while I'm watching this, I, I oh. remember really liking this movie too, and I still do like it a lot. I think it just has oh. a lot of flaws. It's got really poor CG. It's got some oh. narrative issues and kind of pacing I things. I missed the CG. I don't remember. Well, like the head explosion, at dude. The, the end, kid's which... head is in the in the monkey. Oh my god, man! Like I don't. I mean, I remember there being CGI. I just don't remember it being like offensive. Even, even yeah. the scene, even even the scenes in the original film with like you know falling off the banister. Like there's one in here too that actually doesn't look as good either. It the effects just aren't as good overall. I'm not saying they're all CG. Like they're CG with practical end results. But mm-hmm. man, when they shoot that kid, though, holy fuck, man, it looks. Don't you remember that scene where they shoot the fucking demonic kid? Yeah, I just don't remember it being. Oh like, man, it's so bad. You got to go back and watch it, dude. It looks so phony. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. It's a funny scene because it's like a fucking kid that totally gets done by a fucking twelve gauge. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, the effects are definitely definitely not as good as the first one and i feel like this one doesn't it doesn't it feels the same as the first film but it doesn't at the same time it's got that broken narrative that really hurts it i think but yeah you know and well, it's, it's, that, it's that give or take is how 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 big do you make a film when the first one was very successful at the smaller scale or smaller scope mm-hmm. the claustrophobia you know and all that and then when you're expanding it it's like it's that fine line between Honest, how much bigger do you want to make it honestly I was kind of in that boat where I actually, before I was a reviewer, thought Rec Two was better than Rec One, but I was probably watching watching videos on repeat then. Fucking Derek, (laughs) you know. And then, but um, but looking at it more like a critical eye, I could see the flaws of it a little bit more. And I do agree. Yeah, it is a little bit messy. But literally, you can actually see the difference. Like I said, you know, you compared watching it on DVD to Blu-ray. Now I'm like, whoa, I'm I'm seeing a lot different shit here. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? So, I don't know. Fex is not as good. I hear you. Ratings? Uh, I guess I go go first. Since, like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I go first in that house because JP went first the first time. I still really enjoy this. I think this is kind of the way you do a sequel to the first, like, wreck, if you're going to do it in a found footage sense still. And, uh, I still enjoy it for what it is. I do agree there's some flaws. It's a little jarring in some points, especially the aspect of adding the kids into the mix. It kind of like, okay, I think it just hurts when you know you add multiple cameras to this type of secluded area in that sense, where it makes it a little less more. It looks more busy than it should be in that sense mm-hmm. too, with more characters and more cameras added to the mix. Uh, I do like it near the end a little bit more because they go back to the original camera, which is a cool treat. They actually have the same camera from the first movie still, and they use it at mm-hmm. the end, which makes it a little bit more compatible. You know, you just follow the characters near the end in the climax, which I do dig uh, some aspects of the climax a lot. And I like the twists. The twists are okay. They're kind of interesting. Uh, 
I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I still really enjoy this film for what it is, but I do agree it's a little bit messier on rewatch and with a more critical eye. Am I up? Is that me? Yep, 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 yep. All right, Rec 2. Like I said, I liked this one a lot more when I originally watched it back in the day. This time around, that middle section, man, really hurts the film for me. Really just takes it and flaps it on its head. So I still enjoy it. I think it's a really good sequel, but I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Mike? All right, so counter-repeating sentiments that have already been said. I think it is a good sequel. I love the fact that they return to the scene or the location of the first one. They continue right off where they left off. I think it's a natural progression as far as, you know, who they bring in to handle the situation, to take care of business, all that. I agree that the middle section kind of gets bogged down a little bit, although I do think it somewhat rebounds you know when we get like the twist with the 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 fake cvc guy who turns out to be the priest um i like where that goes i like when we get we find out what happened with angela that scene with the mealworm or the transfer of that thing is disgusting but i love it um but yeah it's 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 one of those things where you, you compare to the original and i think in every aspect it's a little bit less in, in most of the ways that made the original so good. So uh, I'm going to come in at an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, I do like the narrative of this, man. I really like the fact that they continue this film straight, you know, f- where the first one left off. I think that's a great idea. Um, it does have its problems. We mentioned a couple of times, a little bit of break in the film and stuff, but, and overall I think the effects aren't as great, but I think, the core narrative here i love the fact that this one goes full-blown kind of straight back to the vatican it's got that religious angle and it's dealing with straight demons i love demon films i think it's great um it's in and it's a different kind of narrative too like we we suggested that you know it's it's a demon slash kind of infection type film where you have this you know you have this core demon but can also infect other people and shit i, I love that shit man um it's not shot as well i think that i think this movie can be summed up as one word as in like jarring um you know the kids part is they had this kind of comedic element to it, which i think is just ridiculous it doesn't need to be there um the editing with the swat team cameras is super jarring like i just i don't remember being like that but watching it again i was like man you know you're kind of losing your pace you're losing your spot in in the certain in in the places and stuff and i'm like this is fucking crazy while you're watching this and but Overall, man, I like where it goes. I think it's really cool where it goes and shit. I like the fact that they have Angela back. And there's a lot of great aspects of the film. But there is some kind of questionable effects and things like that. But I'm going to come in at about an 8 out of 10 also on this one. So Nice. All right. For me, man, I, I think this movie kicks ass for the most part. I do agree that if there is one point that I think is a, is like a bad choice, it is those kids. But I didn't feel like it took that long as maybe you guys did maybe it's because it's the first time i've seen it and it, it you know i'm still interested to just see where it was going uh but i think that that was a, a little bit of a misstep i feel like they might have went a little bit too much with the the soul demon slash host slash devil uh power i, I love the vatican 
uh, you know, this is this is 100% demons at this point, and you know we have to stop them and and all that. Love that, uh, dude. When that guy that skeleton fell out of the ceiling, I was like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. He'd been dead crazy. in there for fucking months. That's what I'm <laughs> right. saying too. Yeah. yeah, he he looked like a damn mummy at that point. But uh, overall, man, I, I think it's a very good like one eyed Willie. Yeah, like one eyed Willie. It's kind of funny too it, when the body falls out there. It, it almost looks like that fucking hardcore mummified skeleton is trying to get back up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like he's just laying on the floor, like help me. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. it almost looks like because it focuses on it, you're just waiting for it to fucking move. <laughs> it's kind of weird, man. Uh, I think it's. Ups. I think it's a really good movie. Um, I give it good. an eight point five as well. Like that. Nice. We're linking it up, JP. I like this. Hmm. I might change in a few. Who knows? <laughs> right. Cool. All right. So, yeah, that is Wreck uh, 2. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to bear witness to this holy matrimony, to celebrate a love that is caring, accepting and enduring of all things. For what God has joined together, let no man tear apart. All right, so moving along into 2012 with Wreck 3 Genesis. Yeah. Directed by Paco Plaza by himself. Kind of right. interesting that he just came back to do part three. That was pretty trippy, actually. Yeah, yeah they, they signed a two-film deal, so this was planned as two films. Yeah, I think they I shot them at the same time or close. Yeah. And they were yeah, both the, people were going to do their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other director did four, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, synopsis: A couple's wedding day turns horrific as some of the guests start showing signs of a strange illness. Yep. If you want to talk about bad acting, holy mackerel. Well, that's actually one of the first things you notice about this film. (laughs) Besides, I mean, this is, I mean, you want to talk about the aspect of being jarring in part two. Now, I don't remember ever witnessing or seeing a movie that did this. Yeah. Where the first like 25 minutes of this movie is found footage and then it literally goes cinematic. I fucking Um, love it. Behind the mask does it. I fucking love that aspect of this one. I disagree completely about the. It is over the top. I like it too. You know, in the aspect, I don't think it works. I don't think it works. I don't understand how a transition like that could ever possibly work properly. I felt I didn't even it like to me it felt seamless like I just didn't even realize the, it happened. Video, until are you kidding me? Thinking about the first it. thing I noticed I was like before I realized that it had gone straight cinematic. I was like, who the fuck is holding the camera? I'm like, wait a minute, that's not found there, footage. There's no camera after the camera dies. They show you when the, the found footage yeah. stops and the camera dies. It just didn't feel like I know, but how does me. that happen? Like found footage is supposed to, like it has this real aspect and then it turns cinematic. It, it just seems like it's in two I different see, worlds. I see where you're coming from. It this seems, is, no, this I, is, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just it didn't bother me. <laughs> it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay, I was like, well at least oh, you know where I'm coming is... from. But it bothered me. I was like, man, dude, like, I it, it's just uber jarring, man. It's really really jarring to me to have. You know, you're going into something, you're watching, and all of a sudden it's like, bam, it's something else. I'm like, okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just because you're expecting that found footage movie, and they're like, nope. 
banned. I thought it was well, cool because here's course. why. Because I knew that I knew that um the the sequels dropped the found footage thing, but mm. they still incorporated it to make a transition between the old era of films and the new era of films where they're like, okay, well, and honestly, I think that the more the reason that they dropped it for one was just because at this point it would have been hard to film the whole thing found footage again. There would be no reason to at this wedding. Oh, right? of course, it, of course, it, narrative wise, for sure, it would make no sense because unless unless you followed the dude that had the camera. You know, but again, it's like, what, yeah. why wouldn't he just drop the camera at that point? Like, it makes sense in the first two. It's a major, and that's always yeah. the complaint on the the found footage aspect of films is like, hey, asshole, just drop the camera and run. Yeah, um, yeah for but sure. yeah. you know, so I, I think that it, it kind of works with that sort of. It, it's like a nod to the people that this is where we came from, but this is where we're headed. I just can't wrap my head around yeah. how it happens, though. It's like you but go from this reality. About this movie. Yeah, you go from this reality of, you know, being real and all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're in this like Hollywood setting. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what am I watching? Fucking stay tuned, but really bad. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm so, not a fan of this one. I haven't been a fan of this one. I actually really. don't like the fucking. I just st- don't like it. The setting, I think. So. I, honestly, man, I mean, I will. I'm thankful. The gore is good. The wedding scene isn't as long as like the deer hunter or like the godfather wedding scenes. Um, you know, it, it's pretty short. I guess we get about 20 minutes before the shit fucking hits the fan kind of thing. But before the, before the title card pops up. Yeah. It's like 20, 25 minutes, isn't it? For yeah. the title card. Hit, kicks yeah. In. Did you, did you feel like there was like, yeah. they were building up like, so the whole beginning when like they're at the wedding with the camera and they're filming everyone, the entire, because we're, we're into the third movie in the franchise as they're interviewing everyone at the wedding and talking, all I'm thinking the whole time is like, holy shit all these people are gonna fucking die because <laughs> like you know what wreck is by now by the third one but then really if you think about it the all the carnage and stuff in the actual hotel or wedding hall lobby that it actually happens pretty quick and we're like out of there like where they're trying to escape like relatively why yeah, would you I, ever leave the fucking church if you know that, that's you're safe that's why what, that's what made me leave? think it was a big yeah they're, they're getting that. married in the church they were in the church that was a really fucking nice church by the way that's just retarded because when the shit goes br- and they start running around inside there i'm like wow like the kitchen all those little areas that was some fucking nice shit in there man if you know you're safe inside we're they, well, because they're separated. Yeah, they no, but, wanted to get to his wife, yo. Yeah, yeah but I'm dude. talking about the old people and all the about. kids. Shut up. The old people and all the kids. <laughs> all the other people who have survived. Why would you leave and go on that fucking bus when you know that church is the one place where they can't get in? Or it seems like they can't get in, according mm-hmm. to the old lady. Well, yeah. Seems like. Seems. They killed all of this fucking all died anyway. It's kind of a missed opportunity. I mean, you get to see a little bit of carnage, like when the wedding gets all fucked up and stuff. But you get, the aftermath is is pretty cool. But you don't actually it see a lot like in that scene. They just through it pretty quick. Like there was such potential. This, this movie's all to just act. That's well, the be, yeah, because they yeah because they it's escaped so there? fast out of the they wedding. They moved right? through that. They moved through that wedding lobby or whatever you call it. It's because they follow the characters that are escaping right away, and they miss all the actual carnage and stuff, right? So. Yeah, it yeah, just happens there? as a blip. I said this movie's all third act, pretty much. It's all... all right. Everything <clears throat> that happens after the found footage pod is all third act. It's just fast-paced, and it just... You follow the, you know, the, the husband character's name, and 
the wife character to separate. I, I bought I bought the romance, man. I dug it. I, I, I loved it too. Cool. This is my I, second I favorite they're... of the Rex films. Yeah. Oh, get the fuck God, out of here! I, I, I fucking can't it. stand the God story damn, in this. Dear. I mean, I get it. I get it, man. The wife and the I mean, it's their wedding day. Of course, they want to be together and stuff like that. But it's like. Oh man, I just put. Yeah, I, I can bro. leave romance out the of this shit, man. That bad. I, no I don't I actually like the. I don't like the narrative in this movie. I hate the wedding setting. I hate the love. St- I hate all that shit, man. It drives me nuts. I just don't like it. I like the you wedding no setting. Heart. I like the love story. It is true. I like- I, people have said this to me before. <laughs> like, I really, I'm not into love and love stories and in relationship type horror. And like, I really don't care. I don't believe in. It. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, you know, Warm Bodies is his favorite movie. Honestly, I actually, I actually love romance horror. Dude, I, think I will laugh. I will. Fun. I was I, getting a little bit of a I, Return of the Living Dead three vibe with this. One. I did yeah, laugh. Me too. I did laugh a little bit <laughs> when she fucking revs up that fucking uh, chainsaw and cuts her fucking wedding dress off with it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love the that, that's one of my favorite. It, this almost feels like like kill bill tarantino okay. for somebody that actually owns a chainsaw and knows how to operate one man some of the shit that she's i'm like fuck that she's trying to she's fucking firing up this chainsaw while there's dude, this demon the dead alive it. of the rec series but it's dude awesome. this demon is like obviously overpowering is she's sitting on top of the shit and she's like fighting she's not even fighting it off the demon's just like not getting her and she's like revving up this chainsaw i'm like oh for fuck's sake that's so i dumb. don't want to hear anything anybody complain about chainsaw and horror movies if they like any of the evil no. deads well, I'm just that, saying that's it's true, not even true. about the chainsaw. It's the fact that she was somehow suppressing this demon on the ground. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> it was kind of silly. Yeah, do do you feel do you guys feel like though there's a lack of progression in the actual story? Well, of, well it's all third act. That's what I'm saying. The found you mean the rock. story of rack, like the overall story? Yeah, because yeah, this was know, just a side story. This is like a yeah, parallel. Yeah. This is something yeah. that happened. I, I, think, I was, think that's the major flaw it, it, as as far as it being part of a franchise like i really when this first came out you know i was super hyped for it because i liked the first two a lot and i i think it's grown on me a little bit more over the years like revisiting it but i remember when it first came out i was just very disappointed because i felt like what was the point of this like just to do a side story kind of and that's what it felt like and I still kind of feel like it is just a pure side story, like a parallel. Okay, the, infe- the infection made its way over here, but why? Why how? do we care? Well, but we know how, but but there's still some fun elements to it. And I think you know, I still am not. I don't think of it as highly as the first two, but it has grown on me a little bit. I mean, I still do like aspects of it. Um, but I just I think the flaws in this one are bigger. I just don't understand but, how uh, the infection was there, but like not everywhere else, though. Well, it's because the the uncle the worked at the kennel. Yeah. So the dog, yeah. the the uncle was at the vet clinic. Yeah. The, he got bit he by got the dog. From, yeah, he got bit by the dog and got infected. You started to bandage on him. Place. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I just yeah. I, I get that, but I'm just wondering like why are they purely making a side story in the third one? But like, almost, so you know? so he didn't infect anyone else except for until the time he got to the fucking wet. I guess that's why also when he turned. Well, yeah, because too, so. it takes blood yeah. or saliva to infect you. Yeah. Well, no, he would have been infected at the clinic kind of the, thing, right? They the show the spread of this thing too. That's what the reason, like, because they even like in the fourth one, we'll get to it. They yeah. mentioned like, you know, like they got into the two things that are trying to keep it contained, and that's yeah. why they end up 
making it a wreck on a boat pretty much in part four. What's really cool about these sets of films is the filmmakers actually had more planned out. Even Jeremy had mentioned in the chat, the comic books, but they actually have this story mapped out even further. Um, they, one of the comics was, uh, about, um, the, the prequel to how the dog in the, in the, uh, you know, the, the apartment building. Max. No, the, uh, the fucking veterinary's place. The oh, vet. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, one was going to follow uh, 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 someone being um, on his way to a zoo and infecting all the animals there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. it was, it, like they, yeah. they had this thing planned out. Um, oh, and the second one was the backstory of uh, the uh, Medeiros and how the she was possessed after being raped. So it had a rape yeah, see, I wasn't looking at the story as being like more of a prequel too, because if he was now, when I think about it, you know, if he was at the at the clinic, that was like kind of pre part one. But they talk about it at the end how there was an outbreak and it was happening at the same time. Yeah, you this is happening at the same time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's around the exact same time, but I'm just saying his incident is the clinic incident that was leading into part one kind of thing yeah right right yeah so that's why i was just looking at it differently like okay so why wouldn't they quarantine that off right away but now when i think about it it's because once it gets back to the apartment that's when they fucking fully realize this guy's already obviously long yeah. gone he's already yeah. at his wedding kind of thing but yeah i mean i get yeah that makes sense um again it's and it's I, not even about that now now that i actually really put that in perspective it's just more the actual narrative in this one man i'm just like i can't get into this one man Honestly, the first, like, 25 minutes is just, like, the most tedious shit, too. It's just, like, dude holding the camera, all this fucking pointless shit, people bad acting. It's horrible. Dancing. Well, it's random random wedding videos. It's so not intriguing. It's not even engaging at all. I think they suck. I think the last thing in the world I want to be at is a fucking wedding, to be honest. Sorry, Dylan, if you're listening. I'm actually in his wedding party. (laughs) It's not even that. I don't mind being physically. I don't mind physically being at weddings. They're okay. I've been in lots of wedding parties and stuff, but just watching oh man it's not my thing it's see, not my type see, of movie I didn't, I, I didn't mind that first 20 minutes when they're oh, like i think it's the doing the typical the wedding stuff my problem is when the shit hits the fan it's like glossed through so quickly all the carnage that happens in the fucking main hall like well they don't even it's like it, they, yeah. they have to hurry through that just to get to like the kind of uh husband and wife love story trying to reunite which I don't really have a problem with that. It just feels like it's it's like they missed the opportunity I think to really show us shit going on. It's not as big as you would have liked it to be. I get. I that. think her being pregnant yeah. is the biggest fucking forehead slap. Oh Dude. my god, it's so okay. convenient. Okay. You, you know what's so stupid so about that? Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that? it's so convenient for uh, people getting married to also be pregnant? No, what's convenient? They just like about throw it, it in. No, what's convenient? It's such calm. No, it's okay. No, 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 no. Absolutely no not. Way. No, you're fucking <laughs> wrong on the, the kid. Is both, because she says in dialogue that she finds out that she's pregnant the morning of her wedding. Like that. Is, come on. How fucking convenient, convenient. bullshit is that? that Dude, is I'm just saying shit. it's not that it's not that, that happens to literally nobody. Uh, how long do you think? No so you're saying why you're saying nobody how the fuck do you know that doesn't happen to nobody I'm not saying it, that is such a small little thing dude it's fucking stupid it's just convenient bullshit man it's yeah. lame it's super lame it's a lame it, attempt at throwing it, it sympathy adds, in there that it, she's pregnant it's supposed and shit. to add 
Snakes to, to the It's a lame like, attempt. Fucking, it's a lame it attempt at throwing sympathy at these characters, man. Nobody finds not, out they're pregnant on their wedding day. That's horse shit. That's horse. I don't think my aunt and uncle. So you're that, fucking that, wrong. That could have actually been a trans, no. I'm not. Trans, it, I'm completely uh, fucking. I right. just told you the fucking example. It happened to my aunt and uncle on their wedding day. No way. That is it, horse shit. I don't it, believe it, you for a second, dude. No way. Yeah. It's so never happened way, to anybody. Okay, would, it, would it have mattered if she found out a, a month ago and just was waiting to tell him for their wedding day? I yes. Think that that actually would have been, been a lot more believable. That would have been a lot more believable. I would buy into it. Why the fuck That's what happened? You, you don't tell people. No, you don't fucking. No. She says that she found out the morning of that she was pregnant. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's a translation issue. That's not a translate. That's what she said in the fucking movie, dude. Like, no, it's it's a translation. That's what issue. she said. That's what she in said. In the commentary, they say that she knew for a long time. You're such a liar. Fucking <laughs> shut up. She literally said about? that she found out she was pregnant the day of. Hence, she found out the day of. She probably took a fucking pregnancy test in the morning. I, I didn't. I didn't. I can't remember what she actually said. You're probably I have, right. But I have I don't, written down. I even I, I laughed think it about it. I'm like, ha ha ha. She finds out. Yeah, I was going to say, morning. as story wise, I mean, you could say it's inconsequential, other than the fact that it adds tension and stakes to. Oh my god, I got to save my it, pregnant wife. Yeah, it just, makes it more. It's more about saving the future of their, you know, ch- their child too. Oh, give me a break. Fuck. Give you a break. What? Dude, she's wheeling a fucking chainsaw. She doesn't give a fuck about her kid at this point man she's fighting off fucking demons and shit. It's a little exploitation exactly. too yeah that's what i'm saying it, this film is feels like an exploitation it's film. like the dead alive of the wreck movies it just gets all gory and all out yeah of i mean i will say you well, know, well dead alive movies. is technically a love story too mood so you like that movie <sighs> Derek, don't 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 get me don't bring up fucking things that oh man okay he's gonna hate the effects are good I don't, I, and Jeremy, I don't agree to you at all that you say this movie looks like ass cheeks. This is the most cinematic of the wreck movies. So well, fuck it is because bullshit. it actually is cinematic, though, man. It's the most jarring yeah, I th- fucking I movie, I think too. there's some really good shots in this one. So you could just take any shot from this movie and put it on your wall and just call it art. I just think it's, it's an ass cheeks. I don't like it. Construction yeah, is I mean, garbage. See, I just don't, I, I don't like it at all. I don't like narrative. I thought you I said like... Jeremy always agrees with me. You know, I, I don't know why this is happening. We must be in Jerry Seinfeld Bizarro World that we're agreeing on shit right now. But it, it is weird. Well, this might change later when we get the quarantine. Okay, closed. and seriously, what in the motherfuck is that character? Okay, there's this character in this movie that is at the wedding. Sponge John? They even ask him why he's there. They're like, who are you? They're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the dude that's writing down songs for fucking royalties. And I'm like, that job does not even exist. How do you know? In Wait, Spain, writing right? down songs for royalties? Be- because the yeah. world because ro- world royalties work the same way, Derek. I went to music school. We learned the theory, man. It doesn't work like that. When you are playing music at a fucking wedding, it doesn't even fucking matter. It's like playing music in your own house. But, but also this film is kind of meta too because the guy actually works for the production company the rec films come out of. I know, the, but you don't get ro- you get royalties and sound scan numbers off of fucking radio play and shit like that, not off of fucking weddings. It doesn't matter. Wait, what? He said that? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, I, dude. I catch on to shit <laughs> I like that because saying I, something about like he can't be SpongeBob because no, no, he's no literally, that's a different. Guy. different he's literally oh, at the yeah. wedding writing down songs for to pay royalty to put him into the sound scan system so yeah, these artists can play notes. pay or get royalties and i'm like 
That's fucking horseshit. That doesn't work I, like I, that. I brought up Swans John because I thought that's what Mooj is going to... I thought that was like what Mooj was talking about. See, in radio, it's all logged. Everything that you play is all logged. It goes into a system and the royalties are spread out, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work away. Like, it's like, do I have to pay royalties to fucking Ari the Rugged Man because I was bumping his album earlier today? No. It's the same fucking thing. Bought the music. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because is it something to is do it with like, because it's the not public using it's, them or something? No, it's not know. public either. It's I never even, heard of that. Either. It's not even a public thing either because they're in a fucking they're in a private church. So I don't know. Doesn't don't make know sense. It, it honestly doesn't make any sense. Maybe um, the dude was a wedding crasher and he was just. Uh, well, I didn't really care because that guy died like five seconds. Later oh no, I just thought it was. I just thought it was a funny thing to note because I'd never even heard of <laughs> was anything it like that to be before. a joke. It no. might have been. No, he was. He it had a pen. He had, he had a pen. Totally and pad. didn't seem like he was. He had yeah, a pen. And pad. Like he, he was, was literally serious. writing. So, shit what do you down. think the writers wrote that for? I Did don't they know. just they thought that that's how it worked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just oh man, insert random yeah, the, character yeah. at the wedding, dude. The shit that kills me in this movie, man. It sounds like you're fucking watching like a Spanish James Bond with the fucking score in this movie. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I love the score. No, the yeah, actual like fucking the theme, the theme song in the movie, man, sounds like you're watching like this cinematic fucking James Bond opening with this song. It was like that's what I thought about. It. That's why I liked it. It wasn't. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I thought that was actually pretty comical because it literally just triggered Bond for me. I was like, this is what you would hear if I was watching a fucking James Bond fucking demonic film. <laughs> you know, it's like this song would be the fucking opening theme song. Hilarious, super funny. Damn. But. uh Crazy. Yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, ugh. Ratings? Uh, I don't want to get fucking killed at the end. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> Shops in a haram off. It's fucking great. Whose turn is it? Mine. That's yeah, Jeremy's. Five out of ten. Damn. Oh, damn. Mike? Uh, shoot. Like I said, it's grown on me over the years. Not quite up to par with the first two, in my opinion. I am going to go with a 6.5 out of 10. Damn. Oh, man. This movie was a chore. I'm not going to lie. Like, honestly, dude, I I really just didn't like a lot of things about it. Um, some of the gore is pretty good. There was actually some I probably unintentionally funny moments with the... Yeah, the heel in the eye was fucking brutal. Yeah, the heel in the eye. I'm, the cutting off the dress actually literally made me bur- burst out for real. I was like, that's pretty funny. Um, and I don't know, man. I don't really care for this one. I'm I'm coming in below average, four and a half. I did not care for this. Damn, one. damn moods. Uh, Derek. <laughs> no, it's you, buddy. Oh, it's me. Uh, dude, I I really like this movie. I think it's good. Um, I I really dig the lead actress, and especially when she gets like badass with the chainsaw and stuff. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff, dude. I, like like a badass chick in a wedding dress covered in blood, killing motherfuckers with a chainsaw, and then cutting off her own hand. I, I like it, dude. It's it's cool. Um, and honestly, like the final scene where you know the got the the dude carrying his wife and stuff. I dig that with the the rain. Uh, it's it just it, it's a very good looking movie. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I actually think this movie is really fun. Um, even the early stuff with the you know interviews and stuff was fine, whatever. I don't have many issues with this film. I give it a seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I just find it funny. I'm not even trying to laugh at that, but I'm just like, we're so far fucking apart. It's making me. Oh, laugh. wait, wait till you see what I rated. Good oh, lord. No. I fucking love this movie. My second favorite of the record. I love the cinematic shots. It's dead alive to me. This is what I like about this. It's 
See, I don't really like that alive that much, but okay, you're like really shit. Shit. what? That alive is overrated as fuck. Well, yeah, it's the same thing with the romance. Blair, Blair Witch is overrated. To be honest, but you gave it a nine and a half, so I don't even want to. Hear well, that's that's a rate. That's not based on. Yeah, I agree. Pre- it's overrated, considering what the fuck everybody, how highly it's thought of. I that just literally made no this. sense. Uh, all right. All well, right. I mean, if just I how like the fucking movie talked about. Let Derek talk. Come on. Anyways. I think this is the most cinematic. I love the shots. It's very Italian based, the color tones in it. I, you know, I, I, I don't understand how you guys rate foreign movies with acting. It's just the way it is, you know. Fucking nine out of ten. I fucking love it. <laughs> what, do what do you mean? What do you mean? I said the acting in the first movie was fucking amazing. And I said I it, it was shitty in this one. I can just tell. Acting. Like, How? I said one Jared? was amazing, one was shitty. Like, I mean, there's no other explanation to that. I'm not How, what, going what do you, what do you either do, uh... way. How do you how do you know that it's shit? Like you how can, can you tell, tell the by, difference? You can tell it, when you and... watch enough enough of these movies, man. You can tell by body language and stuff like that. Like it's just the tone, body language and tone is everything. When well, it's a when, more comical movie too. It is a little bit funnier. Again, exactly, and you know, I mean, the things you like are the things I pretty much dislike. I think it's just uber jarring, man. It's like I don't know, man. Yeah. So I, it's it's better than four. It's better than when a stranger calls, for me, anyways. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck was it the priest in this one, too, man? Like, he's, I mean, where they get the title Genesis for this, man, and he's like, the shit starts breaking out, and then he's all of a sudden, like, just quoting scripture talking from the Bible. Him. He's talking about, oh, this is Genesis. But I'm like, how did you come to that conclusion three minutes into this fucking, into the shit? Because the dead are walking the earth. Yeah. He didn't even know what it was, man. It was. It, it uh, could have been. It could have been a rabies outbreak where people were just literally going fucking infectious, viral, crazy, violent shit. He's talking about Genesis and the takeover of the world. Like this is fucking. That was insanely dumb. And and that's actually like pretty much the only moment in the film where they even bring that up. Like have that religious fact of it. Like oh, this is Genesis, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Shut up, man. Like, hey, it's whatever. <laughs> Derek is so fucking mad right now. I'm not mad. You're the one being mad and angry with everyone. You said rabies. How am I mad and angry with everyone? You sound it. Dude, that's not me mad at all, man. That's just my normal tone, dude. Listen to the (sighs) episode if you want to hear Moot's mad. Yeah, I don't get that that mad very often, man. But Jeremy's the one that can really set me off. (laughs) (sighs) Fucking finds out she's pregnant on her wedding day. Fuck, shut up. I mean, I think think nine's a. A, a bit steep, but no, I think his rating Don't is like eight, and then he just wanted I'm to prove a point, and he fuck was like, "Off, Jeremy, with that fucking bullshit." You're right, moods. Jeremy knows how to fucking set somebody up. See, now that sounds mad. That sounds yeah, mad. Uh, <laughs> Don and Ollie would have loved it if it was eight eight headed wreck. Could you imagine Don on this review? He would have been like, "Wreck two effects are the best." No, no, it sounded no. like I just said Rex and effects, didn't it? Don's taste is very anomalous. Yeah, it, just... honestly, I don't even, I can't even begin to understand where he comes from half the time. Anyways, that is Rec Three Genesis from 2012. Hola, Angela. Recuerdas alguna cosa de lo que pasó? No. 
All right, so moving into 2014 with Wreck 4 Apocalypse. Yeah. Ratings? <laughs> Directed by Wame, the dude from the first two. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this one is the same dude who made Sleep Tight. So, so the cool yeah. thing is, we know which one is the better director now. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> it's it's Paco. Yeah, because if you look I at his agree. film Veronica, that, that movie has some cinematic shots too. I think the best film out of all these is probably Sleep Tight, though. Oh yeah, yeah, Sleep Tight's definitely that one is pretty damn good. All right, Rec 4, 2014. An ill-fated television reporter is rescued and sent on a voyage across the ocean. But she is followed by the deadly virus that has plagued her and numerous others. That's a fucking terrible synopsis. Wrecking a boat. Yes, I, right? I'd never seen this one. This was actually a first-time watch for me. Who would have thought Wreck on an airplane would have been better than Wreck on a boat? Not me. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen this movie. I it probably this is the first would. time watched for me too. Actually, this one is the only one I haven't seen. On oh, really? This whole yeah, I hadn't like seen amateurs. I hadn't seen Quarantine too either. But and, which is funny because, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I think if I hadn't known this was set on a boat, I probably would have watched it before. But I had no idea until and like this you, week. And then when, you'd be hugely disappointed. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one, pretty sucks. <laughs> oh, dude, this guy did the Inside remake. I didn't even know that. Oh. Man. Yeah, Paco Plaus is definitely the better director. <laughs> how do yeah, you go yeah. from, How do you get... Like, it's such a weird filmography. I don't really understand what the fuck... Like, it is weird when you look at his other films and you look at this one. Like, Sleep Tight. You go from Sleep Tight to this. Which, I, I honestly, I don't think this film is, like, horrible. But um, I just find it pretty damn boring. Like, it, like... Like I like the beginning shot where you see like a cinematic shot of like the actual like apartment complex, and I kind of like all that shit. But then once they get on the boat, it's just a slog until the CGI monkeys come on, and that's when you win. Like like I was actually texting Carly, like this movie kind of fucking boring, man. And you know she's like, and then I was like, oh shit, a fucking CGI fucking monkey just came on the screen. This is fucking got just better. <laughs> it was the best part of the movie, but it's still terrible. Is, I just man. laugh how they like tried to connect it to Rec Three by having the old lady from the, from the wedding survivor from the wedding. It's like uh, this, this the husband's grand. Yeah, I, I like that aspect. Yeah, I mean it's like it's a quick little. You how know, the hell did she get there? Oh, I understand. A connection they took thing. They brought her there. Yeah. yeah, they brought her there. Um, yeah, but yeah, this is like a direct game. sequel to Part Two, which kind of yeah. connects into Part Three and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I the thing about this movie though, you know, they kind of they go there get Angela and stuff and oh man I understand the whole quarantine thing right there they think that you know if they take this person that's you know the host and stuff and they quarantine it off and it'll have a better chance of kind of it not spreading and shit I mean the core narrative is okay in this I get what they're doing and stuff but man just the execution this movie is fucking terrible and it's It's so not interesting it's so predictable too it's so predictable too when you know right in the first like 20 minutes of the film when you know they have Angela Angela wakes up in the medical part of the boat and they're doing tests on her and they they realize that like she's not infected and they're like how the fuck can this be kind of thing or not and as an audience member you know that she transferred it to someone else and you're like well that's pretty obvious (laughs) but but it's obvious who got transferred into 
Also, at first I thought they were just going to ignore that fact, and I was like, "Yeah, wait, so, it, yeah, yeah. it was it supposed to be like this crazy twist because obviously yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was obvious that it went into the, the one dude guy that rescued her, her, right? Yeah. It was there, there's to- two options: one, she transferred it to someone else, or two, they're ignoring it. Both are annoying. Yeah. So this, yeah. this whole kind of lead up to this twist when the reveal happens of you know who was infected by this demon, I was like, "This is fucking stupid." I'm like, "I knew that right from the start, man. This is retarded." So the the passing of the demon thing oh. is fucking annoying. Anyway, I, I didn't Dude, like. You can't really say that's that annoying concept. because that's what happens in Jason Goes to Hell. You love that movie, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. It's literally <laughs> no, 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 the same no. thing. Uh, hold on, come hold on. on. There's no difference. No, I hate I hate it in this one because <laughs> because it, it's it, not Jason. it doesn't have a point. Yeah. In Jason Goes to Hell, the bodies aren't strong enough. Well, to keep actually, the point Jason's is presence. the point of transferring the demon body or the host is obvious for obvious reasons because they the demon knew that they were coming after her and they were going to test her right away. And obviously, that would have been the end of the demon kind of thing. Plus, so. another thing, I wouldn't have minded but... it if it was in Wreck Nine. Okay, it's in Wreck Two. That's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, <laughs> like. But uh, no, it's uh, this one's really boring in the man. I wanted to like the boat setting, too, because I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, because they didn't really um, execute good with the corridors. Right. Because boats are even more, you know, contained in the hallways and stuff than the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they didn't really utilize the claustrophobia of the boat like they did in the apartment complex, which is a real shame. I think the most isolated kind of claustrophobic moment is when the cook has changed into the or into a demon and stuff, and he's stuck in the fucking veggie room or in the freezer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah like that was all running down the hallway. Which is which is actually a part that I thought was really interesting. So he gets he gets infected and stuff, and obviously the one dude gets infected because he ate some of that food and stuff. But then later on, they said that most of the crew perished from being infected and things like that. And I was like, when the fuck did they eat the food after? Because the food didn't get out after this dude was all infected and shit. Because he wasn't infected when he was cooking. I was like, is that just a flaw in the narrative or what? It was weird. Oh, he cooked a monkey. <laughs> the CG in this movie is fucking awful. No, not even like, the monkeys. Like all the CG is just fucking bad. Right? Because when they fight, like it's this awful. guy turns pretty quick, and they isolate him. They try to isolate him and stuff, and I'm like, the food never got out. The the fucking crew. Never no, it actually, did. It did. It did. It did. It did. Yeah, it, it got did. out because they stop them from a couple of them from eating, but I yeah. think other people ate already. Yeah. Yeah, I got out. They pulled it on the cart. Remember? Okay. The weird thing is, I didn't even realize that he even finished cooking. That was the yeah. fucking thing. I thought it's he got not it. done very. No, it's not like, done very good because I didn't realize he'd even because I thought he got infected. He didn't even finish cooking because the no, guy was alluding to like the fact he was being lazy because he they was being pre-infection too. Like you, you could see him slowly turning. Yeah, a yeah. little bit more. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe it's just the way yeah. it's all edited together because it just seems a little bit clumsy. Because I actually had to think about it. I'm like, well, obviously they did eat it and they got out, but I'm like, how the what? I didn't really get it. How they yeah, got, like, the, like like the, most of the movie, you're following this Guzman character and he's so uninterested and fucking boring. No, dude. he's fucking terrible, man. He's awful, dude. Like the only was... character I really like is the Nick character, who's kind of like infatuated with Angela. He's like a stalker. Like he watched her all the time on her TV show. It's kind of funny that has. He's like, so do you see this? Remember that episode? (laughs) I found him annoying. The coolest part in the movie is that dude when he's like fucking around with the with the computer footage or with the yeah. camera footage, he's watching it and Angela's watching it with him and stuff. And he's like, he reaches over and he's got this chocolate bar dispenser. And he's like, you want a chocolate bar? And like nine chocolate bars fall out of this thing. 
I'm like, what awesome. the fuck? I'm like, this fat fucking big course, he's got like 10 chocolate bars sitting there. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I got to say, man, Angela in this film, she fucking reminds me of Marissa Tomei. The way her fucking face and the way her hair is and shit. I don't know what it was. Obviously, her teeth are a little bit more tusky, I guess. But uh, she kind of reminded me of Marissa Tomei a little bit. Kinda. Kinda does, right? That. It's it's the ponytail. It's just the it's just the structure of her face and stuff. She's not as good looking as Marissa Tomei. Don't get me wrong. Definitely don't be saying that shit. But because she's like one of my favorites in the world, I love her. But, but it's like the, the doctor in this is. <laughs> so I just reminds me. I don't know what he reminds me of. I think she was like, good in this film, though. I thought Angela was actually pretty good. Like. Manella Vescola, whatever. She, I thought she was pretty cool in the film. She's probably the best part. I was. It was cool to see her back in this. For some odd reason, going into this film, I thought it was going to be a different actress playing her. I don't know why. I didn't really look at the cred, or, you know, the specs or the creds or anything on this going into it, and I was like, oh shit, it's the same chick. That would have just been a disaster. Well, yeah, I mean, probably... the movie already sucked, but it was cool to see yeah. her, and she. I thought she did a good job. Like, I thought she was the best part of the film. Like, yeah. just a whole pile of shit characters, bad effects, and just bad usage of a great setting like boat settings are generally really awesome right i mean that's where the next fucking uh, purge movie should have been on a boat right (laughs) it would have been just like this movie yo yeah Yeah. well the purge movies suck anyways so they they also brought back two actors from the first movie too and uh caesar and uh the firefighter oh yeah that's right the beginning yeah yeah totally forgot about that yeah that's right it's pretty fucking awesome. I like that whole beginning sequence. It's probably the best part of the movie for myself. Until like I said, like the boat just feel, the way it's shot. It doesn't feel like it just feels like droughty and it kind of has a muddy feel to like the cinematography of this one. That kind of drugs it down too in that sense. You know, it feels more of a muddy film. Yeah, it so does actually. This one sucks. Well, I've, I've- I feel like if you if you think Rec Three is like a transition to a different style of movie, this is like the fruition of a completely <laughs> one eighty departure from the Rec franchise up to now. I, uh, I just found this one uninteresting. It was a really big disappointment because coming off three, everyone was kind of. I remember at the time, people were interested. It was like, okay, well, the one director did three. Now Paco Paz is coming back to do four. Let's see. If he kind of steers it back to not, what the not first only two wrecks were, and God, no, that, he didn't. You knew that Angela was returning, and it was going to follow that sort of storyline. Yeah, so exactly. I think you think that it's going to be like, oh, okay, like where this is going to be more in line with the first two. But I yeah. think it's, I, I think it's like, it's the I, least, to me, it's, it's the weakest one for sure. It I, is because it feels like just a generic movie with. It's like we had to do enough. We had to put enough in it to say it's connected and it's a wreck movie. But other than that, it's just like God. There's even the demons don't feel the same. Yeah, they feel more like regular zombies in this. Yeah, film. it feels more like what you expect out of a infected slash zombie film. Feels like the Dawn yeah. of the Dead remake zombies. It really right. does. I I remember watching it when it first came out. I just felt so f- deflated after. Like, man, like this is what. Like, why did they even make this? Like, just, deflated. Yeah. Did you use that word because you're on a boat? Yeah. Deflated. And I'm know. very sad because <laughs> on the cover it has Angela with the boat motor, and she doesn't even use it in the movie. Dude, the fucking well, there, there's this ridiculous scene in this film where her and I think was it Guzman, I think. Um, when the fucking CG monkey's going through the vent and they, they chop it up with the motor and shit. But this whole scene is, that scene is like ridiculous CG to the point where 
you know, there's blood and guts flying everywhere, and she doesn't even have one drop of blood on her. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like everything is, uh, even the camera gets covered in blood, but she doesn't have a drop on her, and she's right below it, man. And <laughs> what there, the fuck? And the, the most annoying thing is they they have like a reptilicus moment at the end where you see like the worm after the yeah. shit blows oh up. Oh my god. It's, it's so well, they stole ripped off for Telekiss. <laughs> I, I even said in my notes, I was like, I'd rather watch that movie now. You know, the fucking barrac- the infected demon Barracuda. You know, <laughs> that would like, be amazing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Should have ended with that song. Dun, 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 okay, dun, dun. seriously, how in the fuck are you going to be in the water and have someone throw a fucking motor at you in the water, snag it yeah. in the fucking water? Bring it up. Fuck that. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, it's so water. stupid. That would, you know, how hard that would be to do. Never in a million years. So, dumb. Jeremy, has your uh, opinions on this one changed? I mean, it's gone down a little bit. Oh, since I watched the first time. Yeah, because I remember. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Watching it and giving it a very favorable review. It's way shittier now. Really? What did What did you rate? <laughs> I don't this? think it. Go- it's way shittier. I just think that you realize it's shitty. Now. Well, yeah, I think I you gave it like that. a seven on the show. Seven point no. five. No. Yeah, he gave. What did you give Rec Three? Uh, I don't this remember. Time? This time. Oh, this time. Five. You gave it a, that is six point five too. So, yeah, came down on both of them. Damn. Yeah. But seven point five on this one—that's surprising. Yeah. You realize all the CG, how shitty it is, how the shitty the story is, and. I do remember you watched it when it came out. Yeah, so we actually like, rented it. I remember you rented it. Uh-huh. I remember him talking about it, like how he was excited that it came out finally. It was only available VOD. I hate the yeah. whole, like, when, when the fucking dog hits the fucking self-destruct button. Like, the scenes from there on out are so bad. Like, her, yeah. tra- her trapped in the hole and shit. And I was like, oh, this is fucking, it's just terrible. Just, I was just waiting for 10, 9, 8, 6. What like Alien? Seven? I don't think this movie is a bad like time killer like if you disassociated it with the rec franchise and didn't think about like the fact that it came from like rec one and two and it was just like a Amazon Prime movie that you watched like I don't think that it would be like I don't think that it's like horrible or like that you hate your life from it what's that but it's a rec movie yeah it is a rec movie yeah so problem is hard to disassociate the two because it's part of the front like it's you know i understand your point like if, if you could isolate this movie out and kind of get if rid this of this was just like a shutter movie. original or something and called apocalypse like i don't think that it would be like i wouldn't be mad that i watched it or anything yeah it would probably just be like, okay that was an okay like generic zombie infection I just feel like there was more they could have did with the way that the it seemed like they almost like wanted to go back away from the possession angle like in the religious angle make it like zombie yeah it's like I don't get that yeah and even like the fucking CGI monkey like like I said that was it's terrible but it's the only part that kept me intrigued because it was like oh shit the CGI fucking monkeys attacking people in this movie it's like zombies it's fucking hilarious it's, it's these zombie monkeys on a boat <laughs> are, are we uh, which, ready for ratings which nobody wants to watch zombies either Jesus <laughs> but how a part two <laughs> who's first I don't know uh, first would be me Derek Jeremy Mike yeah, Mike's first uh, um 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of this one at all. Like, <laughs> part three, I could say middle of the road. This one is under middle of the road. I'm <laughs> I'm going with, uh, I guess I'll go with a five out of ten. I mean, the the only saving grace, like JP said, is like if you could if you could try to separate it from the fact that it's Rec Four and just look at it as like a generic kind of zombie infection movie on a boat. I guess you could take you know the gore and say okay there's something there but man as a part especially if they like knowing them going in going okay this is gonna wrap up the wreck franchise like this is what you fucking have. like I, I almost wonder if by the time this they made this the like Paco Paz was just like I just gotta get uh, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't direct this one this is wait yeah he did no Paco Plaza or, no, Paco no Plaza this is the, free, oh, yeah, sorry, the, other guy. the other guy Wame. Wame, I'm I'm almost like if Wame was mentally checked out of Wreck at this point, you're just like, well, mentally challenged. (laughs) (laughs) Now just mentally checked out of doing another Wreck movie, and was like, maybe he was contractually obligated, or they just like let's do something to wrap it up, and they just put that out. I'm just, yeah, I was disappointed then, and I on this rewatch, I was it improved no more. Um, So yeah, I guess I'll just go with five out of ten. This movie sucks. <laughs> Fucking straight up, man. It's it's a it's a boring, terrible narrative. Um, effects are horrible. They they wasted the good fucking setting in the boat, man. Come on. I mean, I think even the transition scenes in this are all CG'd and shit like that too. It looks fucking terrible. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, but um, yeah, man. This is just a bad one. Really, really bad overall. Um. I got pretty much no enjoyment out of this. Uh, it's ridiculous moments, like really motorboat or the motor over the fucking uh, throwing it off the edge of the boat and her cat. That shit just <sighs> come on, man. It's ridiculous. Wow. I got I got like nothing good to say about this film whatsoever. I'm coming in at three and a half. I think it's atrocious. It's it's just a really bad art for no, angel. No, atrocious was better than this. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's a really <laughs> it bad story feels, arc. It feels phoned in, too. A character wow. arc, you know, for Angela and shit like that. I don't know, man. I and But, you know, the worst thing about the whole thing, you know, it, it, I, I feel like she's there just to be there to sell this film a little bit because, right. you know, the twist is obvious, and that's the predictability in this is ridiculous. She didn't it, need it, to be there. It, she doesn't have to. Exactly. It's stupid. She's there to sell it, and <laughs> the movie's so overly predictable and stupid and and i think the editing is really poor in this too man like i said there was parts where i was like questioning what the fuck like even with the food and stuff it's minor but whatever it's bad three and a half out of ten it's just a terrible movie it it is truly an apocalypse for sure (laughs) is it my turn yeah um yeah this one this one is uh very disappointing it's very disappointing i i i feel like the filmmakers were like okay so we did our wedding one like let's get it back all right let's set it on a boat and it'll be awesome if we set it on a boat but then they thought like the rest of the film would just work itself out and didn't realize they still had to make a film and the boat setting wasn't gonna just tell the whole story (laughs) so uh yeah if it's like weird i don't know i was just like it feels like the same people didn't make it i don't know it's just it's strange to me i always find it weird when like there's a huge difference in quality from you know your first and second film or whatever to this one like like what happened like i want to know like what like why did that why did it go this way was it your fault or was it outside sources 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this movie's like horrible either. Uh, not atrocious. Um, definitely not as good as atrocious, <laughs> but I don't think it's good. I definitely don't think this movie's good. Uh, I'm coming in at a slightly passable five and a half. Yeah. Uh, I can't really add any more. Like I said, it's just a fucking slog to get through with this one. And it's just not shot well and it's edited poorly. It's, also, it's an hour and 35 minutes, which is a huge a, note. It's the longest on, one. Dude, your franchise was built on being fast and, and tight, and then you decide to fucking do this. Yeah, even like all the shit that was said about part three, at least that one was only 80 minutes. Right. Uh, you know, fucking this one's like an hour and. So it's almost forty hours. Uh, yeah, it's fucking long. It's like, come on, just at least if you're gonna fucking do this, at least throw fucking more CGI fucking giraffes in there too. Fucking, F- fucking, you know, fucking, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Four point five out of ten. Four point five. Yeah, right. I'm coming in with a. Five out of ten. Damn. I'm the bad guy here. So you completely swapped on which one you thought was better from before. What do you mean? You rated uh, three higher this time, right? Yeah, did. But before you had this one higher, so you swapped on them. Yeah. Alrighty. So that is uh, Wreck. For apocalypse. Ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Angela Vidal. We're in Los Angeles, traveling along with the fire department. Is that so bad? These are the men you'll be shadowing tonight. Wherever they go, you go too. Police are here. I might be a little more serious than we thought. A woman was screaming bloody murder back there. Fire department's about uh, to begin the rescue process. Police say that she lives alone. She's not very social. Okay. All right, so moving into 2008. Actually, we're moving backwards. Because, Whoa, that's the first time we ever did that. Dude, I just totally caught myself. That is the weirdest shit ever. But I think it's kind of appropriate to do this franchise the way we are, considering mm-hmm. the it's first really four films. series of movies. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Right, so we went back in time here to the remake. Uh, Quarantine 2008, uh, which was done, what, a year after the um, the original Spanish film came out. Directed by John Eric Dowdle? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's what his name is. Um, he also directed As Above, uh, So Below, which... Uh, the well, po- that's a good movie. Uh, the, po- te- the Poughkeepsie tapes, which we actually brought up earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, he directed Devil, if you like Devil and shit like that. That's pretty much all I've seen by him. Yeah. Um, he did a, I think he produced uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower too. that movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about it as above, so below. That's a good found footage movie. Yeah, so this guy definitely has a hand in some decent uh, found footage films. So how did he do on Quarantine, which is the remake, the full-on remake to Wreck? Um, now, this is your standard remake to uh, show to American audiences. Let me tell you guys a little story real quick. So I, I was just going to say, a, I don't need a synopsis here so we can just get right into it. It's the, literally the same synopsis as Rex. So if you guys were listening an hour and a half or two hours ago, it's the same exact same. Besides uh, super rabies instead of demonic possession. 
Yes. Uh, so I was at work this past week and I was talking to my boss and I was like, yeah, I've been going through these films uh, called The the Wreck. And I tried to explain. And she's like, Wreck? I was like, yeah, record. And I was like, you know, how, like on a camcorder, I had to explain the whole like <laughs> fucking symbol thing. It was like really awkward to explain. But um, I was like, yeah, they're, they're these pretty cool movies. I, I think I just watched the first two at that point. But I was like, yeah, they're, they're set in an apartment complex. And, you know, there's this whole... Uh, religious angle to it that's pretty cool and i was explaining them and she said they sounded really cool and i was like yeah but they're they're spanish films so you have to read them and she's like i don't know how you're able to pay attention to those movies i can never watch one of those (laughs) and i was like well you could actually check it out because there's an american version that's pretty much the same a little bit different and uh she's like oh i have to do that so a prime example of how this type of thing you know, for film fans like us, it's silly to say that you didn't watch a Spanish version. But I'm, I've always been on board with the bringing it to Americans, not because they're stupid or lazy, but just because general non-film people don't understand or are able to always watch foreign-speaking films. I'm gonna say that, I, which I have, it's amazing I haven't brought up yet. But yeah, people that aren't watching the subtitle versions are stupid and lame. <laughs> and they always watch the remake and versions, I, like the and modern I remake. My main adjective, lazy. All you gotta do is watch the dubs. Stop being fucking no, no, lazy. No. Stop. Don't watch. There is no lazy. dubs for these. No, guys. just stop. Right. for the first film. There is. Stop being I checked, lazy. It wasn't on the Scream Factory. See, I, sure? I see. That's what I, yeah. I I perceive quarantine as just one of those kind of lazy American remakes, like. It's literally pretty much the exact same the film. Same. There's it subtle is. there's subtle differences. I think they changed enough to make it its own thing. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I, I think there's uh, like, I there, think they add a little bit more character development to sort of separate it in terms of like Yeah. Um, unneeded stuff. Exactly. And that's why the running uh, time is so much more elevated <clears throat> in this, which doesn't need that was one of the big pros to the original Spanish rec film was the fact that they didn't do that type of things. I think that's exactly what brings us down. And those are the subtle differences differences in this that they do. And I think it's completely unneeded to me. This is like, you know, it, it's very much on board with like the Omen type remake. You know oh. I mean? It is. Can I tell you my, ma- can I tell you my main un- problem with this movie? Yeah. Go ahead. I know every actor in this fucking movie, so it takes away from the fucking realism of the but situation. Do you ever watch those films and think they're supposed to be real? Like you watch it and like, wow, this is real. This actually happened. Well, I when I see I, when I see the guy from, guy from Dune, Haas. that thing, yeah, the guy from Hostel and the guy from Dune, that thing you do is the fireman. Well, fucking, I, I do so understand you, you where think, Derek you is coming. Hey, it's real. I, I understand where Derek's coming from because I've tried to explain this to you a million times. When you use non you know, recognizable actors in things that are supposed to be, it, it just comes off being a little bit more real when you're using fucking Jennifer Carpenter, you. who is Dexter's sister, especially at this but time at when this time, came out, she was huge. I mean, Dexter was a big show. She was everywhere. What, Everybody what, knew who did, Jennifer Carpenter Dexter come out though. Well, before this, and she was huge. That's why she's starring in this movie. And she only got, she got this because she was on Dexter. Honestly, yeah. dude, she was the fucking Paul Bunyan of fucking Dexter. She's the shit actress on the show. She's the worst actress, man. Like, she's not good in this. Her reactions to shit are horrible. She definitely has. I, I disagree. I think she has good charisma. She feels like 
You know what? The oh, first lady felt like not a reporter. She did feel like a public access person. Jennifer Carpenter actually feels like a reporter. Like she has really? that. I think she. I don't think she does it. Yes, one hundred percent. The the way she's doing this cutie, well, like, like like little it's nod more... at the camera and stuff like that, or like these little little. It's not even those stuff. aspects. It totally comes off as like a cheesy reporter. I think it's more about the fact that like her reactions to things and stuff are just not genuine, dude. It's just bad acting. It's just bad acting. Like, I mean, I could care less if she is coming off as an actual reporter or a TV access fucking host or whatever. It doesn't really matter to me what her character is truly trying to be and what she's not trying to be. It's more about the reactions to the situation that she's in. It's just not good. It's really, really not good. And I think it's so prolonged too. And and the problem is with this film, it's lit completely wrong too. It's, it's too, it's too light. And it's, it's too, it's, it looks more like a movie. It does. It looks more like a fucking cinematic found footage film, which is very off-putting for because it's basically the same yeah. thing you've seen before, and it's hard to separate it when you've already seen this version a lot better. But then again, going back to the acting chops, like I said before, when you start throwing in you know this character development and stuff with bad acting, it really bogs it down, man. Really, really mm-hmm. bogs it down. Again, going back to the 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 running time the original quarantine is paced so well you don't have any of that shit man and like i said when you do have the character interaction stuff for the most part it's really really good i think the acting comes off pretty strong in this it bogs it down it's irritating it's actually taking you out of it and honestly man it's not shot as well either like that's the biggest thing one of the biggest things it just doesn't have that feel and tone the atmosphere the 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 thrills the scares aren't the same and shit when you're it's pretty much the same movie it's just not the same but, but do you say that Imagine going into it and watching it, not knowing about the original. Would you feel right. like that? You can't replicate that that feeling. You can't. You can't uh, say like, okay, well, what if I just? I mean, he's never going to see it that way unless he saw it first. Well, uh, the, the for thing- me, watching it again, you know, I was like, okay, I see the the, the I see the differences actually, which I I, I when yeah. watching Wreck. You know, this time because it's been a while since I saw Quarantine. I was like, this is like the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. But then watching Quarantine, this, you know, after I was like, okay, these are the differences. And for me, I think the acting is really good. I think that the charisma of Jennifer Carpenter is really good. I think the the fun, cutesy little stuff with her and the interactions with the firefighters for a movie set it up better. I think that it, 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 for a found footage film, yes, it, it's it's more documentary feeling and wreck. But I. That's why I like that this one's a little bit different. It's not the same exact thing because then it would be pointless like Omen. But this one has the uh, longer scenes of them interacting and it feels more American, I guess, is what you would say. It feels more Hollywood, I would say. Dude. It feels more like a movie, but exactly. that's okay. But you want to know, but, but you wanna know up, what the up. big is? Let, let me just finish this are. thought. Uh, so, which is okay with me because I don't believe in found footage films anyway. It, it's it, it's okay to have one that's just like Cloverfield or something where it's just a Hollywood big, big budget thing. It doesn't always have to be the most realistic thing for me. And I, I dig I dig all that stuff. I think it is scary. I think that it does work on a lot of aspects. Maybe it helps that I seen it first, but I think that this movie is great as well. Good, Jeremy. I was just going to say what the most Hollywood thing ever is that they gave away the fucking ending in the trailer. Well, that doesn't... It's on the that cover has nothing the to do with the And it's on the cover. Uh, the, the one thing that... Yeah. You know, I gotta a tell the funny, about that. I got to tell the story of the first time I saw this movie. Like, I, you know, when they're getting to the, uh, you know, the apartment complex and you see the landlord and I'm like, 
holy shit, it's the fucking Russian, the Black Slavia dude from Euro Trip. Mm. And when they get more into the fucking uh, apartment, you see like the veterinarian guy. Holy shit, that guy was on Ally McBeal. Oh my god, the fucking the camera guy is fucking Steve Harris from fucking The Wire. Wait a minute, why are you like, watching Ally McBeal? Yeah, and who, I, I, you're just too wealthy of knowledge because I have no idea who any of those people are. At all. Well, well, guy guy Ali McBeal? I thought of the costume shop guy from Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, he's <laughs> that guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Eurotrip. Bill does like, not ring a bill. He's in Eurotrip. He's in Black. I knew Slavia. Jay Hernandez and Jennifer Carpenter. That's the only two people. You, yeah. you didn't know the main dude, the the, the other the the, the the firefighter with the mustache. Oh, yeah. He yeah. looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. And yeah, I don't. Jonathan, look... That's Jonathan Sketch. He's in the Prom Night remake as the killer, and fucking, he's in the shitty Day of the Dead remake too. Not ringing any bells. He's lived high. Like, he's like Tyler's husband. Nope, nothing. That, you never saw that thing you do. He's Man, like, someone quarantined Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this then. When you first that seen knowledge. this, did you not like it? Because you guys said that you saw this one first. I thought and it was okay. Just, I thought it was okay, but... Like I thought I it was said, super scary when I first seen it. I don't remember. Uh, I, don't, well, I seen it after, so I can't really... Yeah, that, I was I was mainly so Mike. What did you, did you not find it scary when you first seen it? Um. Well, no, I had, I'd seen Wreck first, but oh, you'd um, seen Wreck first. Okay, so yeah. just Jeremy and Derek then. Yeah, I mean, it's harder. You like I think it's already been mentioned. It's hard to replicate it when you've already seen Wreck. Yeah, but no, you can't. And I, and that's I just, the thing. I just feel For the me, end result just isn't enough. I mean, yeah, there's subtle differences in this, but it just there's not enough here to separate itself. And take itself out of the same category as like a, a fucking psycho and an omen remake because it's pretty much the same shit, man. It really see, is. I don't, I, I don't and I see Jeff- where you're coming from too with that. I think that because I feel like they, you know, there's a big chunk of the movie that was not done in the other one um, with the stuff in the firehouse and and you know the uh, they show they do it briefly in in wreck with the basketball, mm-hmm. but you know the 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 race and then the even where the dude's like talking about. Uh, you know, I bet you I could bang her by tomorrow and stuff. I thought that was funny. This shit and goes on way I, I too think, long in this, man. It goes on way. You that? don't need any of it. Like, it just goes on too long. Okay, you don't need it. But, it, uh, like, in my opinion, it does not hurt that it's there. It, it's, it's yeah, you don't need it in Wreck, the same movie. But I, I don't think this, you know, it, it is the same movie. I, don't, I, I would hate if it was exactly the same. Uh, like I did in the Omen, and uh, which brings to the major change, right? The uh, changing from the demonic uh, possession thing uh, to the rabies. Now, please, please don't tell me you like it better. Which than. is no, no, just no, suggested in the better. first film. It's only suggested that it's not actually fully yeah. confirmed. The, the right? only reason I I don't like it more. I just liked that it was different because yeah. then it gives <laughs> you at least something else that's changed. Yeah, and why is the guy the still alive? adding the cult aspect to it made it a little bit more creepy being like this terroristic. Cause I was just watching a forensic files episode where this cult basically, uh, you know, did this infected people with salmonella. They went around all the, the restaurants and sprayed all the food with salmonella. And it was like this huge thing. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's like, that it's kind of the same thing, but with fucking zombies, like that's a ridiculous. new strain of, 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 uh, you know, rabies. So you actually and, think uh, Jennifer Carpenter is a good actress? I do. I, I like Jennifer Carpenter. Well, I, I think she's I, cute. I, I think, think she has a bad in this movie. I just I don't like. I prefer the way the characters played in Wreck. But I don't so do I. That's the big difference. I'm not bad. saying that this is better. I'm I just saying that this is okay too. 
Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, it's better than fucking Wreck 3 and 4, so... I was I just happy to I watch. Think, I think it's better than those as well. And I think that it's better than the uh, way better than the Omen. The Omen has no soul at all. This at least feels like it was had a little bit of soul. Yeah, you know, like I said, it just it it does feel like it does have like there was some love put into this one, which I do agree. And I do like kind of like the aspects of it turning into super rabies and shit. It just it just gets kind of weird when that guy just starts walking with a broken leg though. <laughs> like what the oh. fuck? Yeah, like, and, that guy I like the little so- mouse, the little rat coming at the dude, and he's like, "Dude, CGI that rat, rat just came at me." The shitty <laughs> CGI rat that he fucking stomps on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, I guess it's CGI. Well, I guess it's better than uh, scratching I, a guy on the top. I do like the, I like how do you feel about them changing it into like an old hermit dude that looks like Zach at the end. Well, I, I like that they changed it. I just don't think it's better. You know, I, I thought it was a cool. Um, I did like that they change. got like two Del Toro performers to play that role because Javier Baudet played him in the original, and this one is played by Doug Jones, who was like in Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, he's in Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. You know what else this fucking movie does that's like so American? It's just like, again, with the fucking unnecessary fucking digital glitches and shit. I'm like, fucking shut up with that, man. There's time and a place to do that, you know, like when transitions. And, I don't remember them really doing that. Too and much. shutting up. Yeah, th- there was a few that were just like, are you kidding me? They just I, I kind understand of threw- it. There's a few in the original, too. There definitely is some, yeah. but it's when they it's, come in contact with some. Yeah, it's, well, that's that's expected, Which is right? The ones when you, I'm fine with. Yeah, when you have fucking contact or when you're turning off the camera and turning it on and stuff, you're going to have those moments, right? By the way, that's not really an American thing because they do it in they do atrocious. it in fucking atrocious. They, that's just a found footage thing. I just wanted to uh, rip on America for doing shitty remakes. The, the cop in this one kind of annoyed me the way he was acting. He was, it was a lot dude, more. The dude, he was, he was a fucking douche, man. Yeah, he was I hate him. Man. I hate Horrible, him. man. Like, Wait, didn't so he, just... he was like more like a real American cop then? No, this is active. He was like probably the worst actor in the movie for me. Like the way he was just overreacting. You got, please sit down, put that fucking camera down, yo. No, I thought the two black people. All that sounded weird. I'm sorry. Oh my the god, two, <laughs> Jeremy's back foreigners. on the show. Fucking just. Oh my god. Wait, the two black people? Or was that? How's that exist? Uh, well, he uh, could refer to as black people for one people? thing. Isn't that very not PC anymore? You can't say those. He's not going to say those two white people was the appropriate term. He's not going to, he's not going to be like, remember those two white people in the film? (laughs) That's the point. Well, I don't know where they're from. Yeah. I mean, I, you just say them people. Oh, this, this turned really bad. This turned really bad. I just thought their facial expressions were fucking over the top. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, describe the describe the facial yeah. expressions. Right? The the camera guy's black in this one too. Yeah, that's actually another nervous. aspect I don't like about this film is that they make him into a character too. I don't know what it is. It just bugs. Shit. I love that aspect in the first film. See, that but he, that's he, the thing, Moods. I think I I see where you're, but you're directly comparing what you like more in that one versus this one. Of course, because but it's if the you same didn't movie. know, like. If you didn't know that you didn't that have a problem wasn't. when I was doing that with the Omen, when they were literally the same fucking movie, I said no, no. If, if this I movie was so different, I, all I wouldn't even, I wouldn't bring that to the table. If it was a completely type of different, you know, narrative and and setup, it just a film on its own. You know, it's like an American version of Wreck. But in hindsight, this thing is identical with subtle differences. Differences. So 
it's hard not to. You can't separate. No, I, 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 I'm not saying that you can't make comparisons and stuff like that because I, I'm doing it too. I'm just saying, is that a criticism of the film that they have this this cameraman talking? Yeah. What, what well, no, it's a fair thoughts, assessment. It's your... a fair criticism because I'm I'm telling you specifically what I don't like, though. I don't. I think it, what they didn't wreck was actually a good thing, and just showing him and stuff wasn't wasn't a good thing. Well, how would you view this movie in a world where Wreck didn't exist? Just hypothetically, like, would you still think this is a bad movie or just kind of middle of the road? Or nah, it's pretty. If, middle you, of the road. if you had nothing to compare, it honestly, to. dude, it's it's for me. It, I don't think it's that good at all. I think there's there's just like again, you know, my biggest fucking complaint with found footage films, man. Acting, if it's bad, it brings it right down. It's like it's fucking bottom feeding shit to me, man. It's what sells it is acting. You but know. it's the same. Story, I, I've never thought of Jennifer. Carter no, I mean I agree with moods. If you can't get on board with the acting, it's a little bit rough of a watch. But for me, totally. fortunately, like I think the acting is pretty good. Honestly, I thought the acting was, you know, good in all these films. I I, I have a hard time deciphering bad acting in. In, uh, See, I always thought Jennifer Carpenter was the fucking bunion of uh, Dexter, though, man. I just, some of the, some episodes, I'm just like, oh my god, she's so cringeworthy. Sometimes, well, it's her character, though. It's her DC character in that show. Her DC bubbly. It's type. not that I didn't like her character. I I like the fact that she was that foul mouth, fucking you know, tough bitch cop and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's there's moments where it's like when she when she's seen really... naked with you used to see naked Keith Carradine fucking her. <laughs> oh, that that was definitely an interesting moment for sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't know. I, I I can see what you're saying though. Like to me, it, it does, you know, the acting does have a big part of a film for whether it's successful in, in terms of found footage. Because it is hard to, like said, to get into. If that I'm watching like a cinematic story, low budget, then like a slasher. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, and that's my point, right? It's like it's just more forgivable in those t- because you know it's set in this kind of like you know fictional worlds and you're just like okay that's fine you know whatever the acting can be overlooked and kind of thing but when you're setting these things in this like reality type setting and shit and the acting is like coming off like they're fucking acting you know and it's bad and shit it it just doesn't sell it man the idea is thrown out the window for myself and it's hard to fucking recoup from that yeah especially when i see that fucking russian dude like i know this you know tunnel underneath i know the way without the cops in the in the in the you know the forces and oh my god some of the interactions and shit like they start getting each other's face I'm like this is fucking like it's like stop dude this is why this movie's running ninety minutes when it shouldn't be you know it's I don't feel like this movie's too long though man even I mean compa- inter- if you compare it to Wreck sure if you but compare dude, it to Wreck sure but it, I think if you I truly believe if you just watch this film by itself without ever out ever seeing wreck like i don't think you would have felt like you would have made a criticism that the film felt long i just think it feels that way because we know wreck was so short do you think that guy would have been dead? maybe maybe yeah. not but it's hard to tell though it, it's it's yeah, honestly hard to answer that road. properly because but then again you know i mean you know it doesn't really it doesn't really drag like, that much like when we talk about well, the beginning does the beginning long, does right I don't think normally we look at a twenty uh, an hour and twenty nine minute film and we're like, man, that was too long. Unless really nothing happened. Well, no. If the but if the movie was still... an hour and thirty one minutes, you'd be tripping balls. You're like, motherfucker, it was over ninety minutes. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Fuck no. this motherfucker. Um, no, I mean, Wreck uh, Four did feel a little bit long, but I still didn't think it was like overly long. It just felt. Dude, like that movie felt up. like fucking Titanic. <laughs> On yeah. fucking on fucking <laughs> slow mode. It was on. Oh, don't eat, I don't even want to talk about that shit. No, <laughs> that's the only thing that I hate about the King Kong remake is the whole boat. 
fucking hour long boat scene. Dude, it, it's three like three and a half hours or some shit. It's fucked up. I, I, that's what I like about Skull Island because they just get there and skip all the boat shit. Skull like, Island, awesome, dude. Skull it, Island. I watched it in the theater with Dylan. Liked it. Didn't love it. Bought the Blu-ray. Fucking loved it, man. I don't know what it was. I fell right in love with it. I can't wait. I think I was pissed about the John Goodman thing. I was like, they fucking did Johnny bad in this, man. That's the only thing I hate about that movie. I even said it when we reviewed it. But, you know, second watch. I saw it at the drive-in. It was such an awesome drive-in movie. I'm so confused how Peter Jackson, like, cast Jack Black as the lead, though. It just still just seems weird. Who knows? We'll get to it. It does seem weird because Jack Black sucks. You guys want to get into uh, ratings on this one? Yeah. Sure. Um, I guess that's me. Yeah, it's you. You're up first. Please. All right, man. I mean, I've said I've said it bef- pretty much what I have to say about the movie. But you know, for me, I, I just can't justify doing anything else because for me myself, this falls into the exact same boat. <laughs> ah, that was bad. I as I, the it omen just pains me. It pains me because the omen is so fucking shitty, and I just this ah, this just movie crazy. this movie was a goddamn chore for me too man i'm just like right from the top man i mean the first thing you see is jennifer carpenter i mean i don't think she's the worst thing in the world but she's not even great at all not selling this shit for me at all but again it's another absolutely pointless fucking movie because people are lazy stop being fucking lazy watch i that. just disagree with that statement I, I feel like it's insulting it is it is supposed to be insulting and you know, <laughs> i know but the, like i don't think people are lazy just because they're not film fans and they're not into dude, read. It's hard to read the, a movie. The excuse why some people, people can't fu- do it. No, it's some not that can't they can't. Do it. It's you, hard. Tro- or, tro- I just called you Troy. I just called you my kid's name. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> JP, fucking seriously, man. Like it, the biggest excuse why people don't watch them is because they don't want to read them. That's what they say. It's is that not an excuse? Of I don't like lazy? to read my movies, dude. But there's like, a way my to watch. Boss literally said like it's. I can't pay attention yeah, to the movie. No, if I'm but there's a way. It. You can actually even look it up too. There's a way to watch subtitled movies and not miss anything. You don't actually have to read every single. You know, some people like start at line one. Like I was in. You know, you're reading it like that. You're not supposed to, man. Like yeah. I'm sure Jeremy when he was know, in film school did they teach you how to learn just too distracting and it takes people out of the movie. Think about that, right? If but if like bad crack- acting it- takes you out of the movie, maybe reading the film takes other people out of the movie. It doesn't mean they're lazy. But but, but let's put it an example. Would you recommend them watch the Martyrs remake if this was the same conversation? No, because that movie sucks. <laughs> well, it's the same argument though, man. Jeremy, when you were in film school or doing whatever and stuff, did they ever tell you how to watch subtitled movies properly? No, because we're all film fans, so we watch subtitle movies anyway. Right. Oh, but there was never a thing. I, I just remember being in class and, and the, there was like a little thing on it. You know, it's like, okay, this is the proper way to watch these. It was it was actually kind of interesting. I can't remember all the specs on it, but it was pretty cool. Like how you watch I subtitle films you, without mitch, missing shit. I could, I, my first ever one was Ringu, and I could not pay attention to that fucking movie for the life of yeah, me. Yeah, but you don't but, like Asian films anyways, so fucking... Yes, I do. I love Asian films. <laughs> I don't like Japanese oh, ghost stories. Jesus, JP. It's, now he's just lying through his fucking No, it's, it's Asian people he doesn't love. Mm-hmm. He's like, those <laughs> he's Asians like, brought the coronavirus. Oh, he's, like, he's like, fuck that Jap horror. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, you know where this is going, man. Three out of ten. I, I, it's the Three? Same, it's, the, it's the same boat for me, man. It's a pointless fucking movie. I can't stand it. What did it. you give The Omen? Three out of ten. It's the same boat. God damn. Well, at least it's the same boat. I, 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 that was my reasoning. I have my reasons, and I'm sticking you, to okay, them. Okay, let me ask you this. Jennifer Carpenter or... 
what the fuck is that dude's name? Cotton Weary. Which one's the better act? Cotton <laughs> Weary. Oh my god. No way. Oh, he's, that is he's fucking awesome on Ray Donovan. That's yeah, actually it's well in the Omen. He's horrible in the Omen. So oh, if I was to compare him, in that movie. yeah, if I had to compare the Omen, I'd probably go with Jennifer Carpenter in this one for sure. So three point five out of ten, then. So three out of ten. Same thing. <laughs> All right. Fuck um, this movie. Okay. Uh, I actually really like this movie, and in fact, like I've watched this movie a handful of times since I first seen it. I thought it was really scary the first time I seen it. Fucking liar! And I think I, I I thought that it held up too. Like I dig the bonus stuff they added. I prefer the other one, but I still dig this one. It's different. It's 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 having two versions of the story that that I like, and uh, I think that this is much better than Wreck Three and Four. Um, this is. This is a pretty good movie. I think that most people who would see this first would like it. Um, I think that they would think that it was pretty good. Maybe they it wouldn't knock their socks off like Wreck did, but I, I think that the Omen is not that way. Like I feel like people that see the Omen still think that it's not that good. The story is probably decent because they're working with a good story, but I don't think that it's as engaging and capturing. And I do know that there's some fans of this one because I was talking to some people from the page. And and people seem to think that there's a lot of good aspects and a lot of people work. I like how this whole spiel is just trying to prove that I'm being a piece of shit about my rating. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely not. I it see like it too. It's from. awesome. The acting, the acting didn't work for you. I I fully admit it. If that doesn't work, it's going to be a hard sell because I agree with your assessment on found footage films needing good acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I agree. Like if you don't if you don't like the acting, it's I could see why your rating matches up with a three um but i just think the omen sucks so much and i hate that this movie's even in the same conversation as it uh but i give it an eight out of ten what did you just say eight out of ten yes three and an eight god damn it, it's <laughs> i love when the show like, goes on it's a good we get, movie we get further it, and further it, on if, movies if you don't have an issue with the acting it's a good movie it, it really is. It's a good movie. I think a lot of people would agree with me. Damn, there. we were like half a we're like half a whole. Wow, this is like part. a wreck free conversation because I, well, sorry to not agree with you on this one, JP. Uh, I don't think it's a bad you movie. Just apologizing for disagreeing with him, you don't have to. Do well, that. I think because we were so on point the whole time with oh. each other's. Oh great! Yeah. Part, oh part three. Yeah. Part three. Yeah. yeah. You, guys, you guys were sixty nine on part three. <laughs> I, I I still. Don't I? I think this movie's just okay. You know, it's. Nothing. I think you're just okay. <laughs> I, hey, hey, hey! hey. Okay, oh my god, people are gonna fucking trip balls on me on this. I think it's hilarious. You know, I don't mind. It's just, it just like you said, the act. It's just so because I know every actor. I'm sorry. It's just like I like the guy from Eurotrip. I was expecting. I was screaming out lines from Eurotrip. Stop hammer time. When you came on the screen. I was it, fucking... it is a weird um, production decision to go with names for a found footage film. It, it is weird. I'm not going to lie that it's it's a. I, I feel like they were kind of wanted their cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like they wanted to use the names, but also make a found footage film that you know supposedly based on real stuff. Kind of a weird era to pull that with too. Yeah, it's just a little annoying to me. And like even like I was having this conversation with Carly too when I was watching. It. Fucking, she she agreed with me. It's annoying when you have like named actors inside your fucking found footage movie. Kylie doesn't it, disagree with anybody, so 
No, she does. She definitely does. She does. But I've she, always had that problem with big name actors in certain films. Like certain films I don't have a problem with, but it, it's just like found footage and, and certain other ones. I'm just like, oh, dude. And I, because, and I do have a feeling it was the studio thing because this guy directed two of my favorite American found footage movies, S.O. Blue. And I even like the Poughkeepsie tapes. You know, it's maybe some overrated to some people, but I actually really enjoy that. I and mean, it has a realism arc. Yeah, it's good. They it's good. Yeah, I like that aspect about his other movies in that sense of the found footage ones that he's done anyways. Uh, you know, I like it. I, I like. I actually do like Doug Jones as the fucking giant Zach lookalike at the end in the yeah. night visions. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, they should have just got Zach to play this role. That would have been fucking amazing. But anyways. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> but, but anyways. I give it like a 6.5 out of 10. I still think it's people like JP said, I think a lot of people not going into it will enjoy a lot more on first watch. I do agree that, but you know, it was just a little annoying to me. Fair assessment, fair assessment, six and a half out of 10. Uh, that would be Jeremy. Who's next? Yeah. Jeremy. So I also come in, with a six and a half out of ten on this one. Wow, it's awesome, Mike. Uh, I am going to go six out of ten. It's not horrible. It's not great. I'm splitting the wide spectrum of a three versus an eight. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I, like I, it I don't really like most of the changes made, but at this, our actually, let me rephrase. I don't think that. there's I, one. I prefer I prefer the aspects of Rick over what they kind of make subtle changes for in quarantine. But I do like I don't think Jennifer Carpenter is a bad actress. I just prefer the way that the character is in Rick. They're played differently. Especially I, once I, she's I, only fucking yeah, here. She's only it, in this movie because she was on Dexter and popular at the time. Of the movie, I think you know Jennifer Carpenter. The way she plays the character, it becomes more of kind of like a uh, hysterical wreck than Angela did, but that's just a difference in the character. So that's preferences to me. Um, but, you know, I think Quarantine's a lesser movie, obviously, but it's not bad. So I'll give it a six. <laughs> I got fucking COVID just listening to that right there. You guys made Robert, me sick. You guys made me Robert, sick. Before we move on, I I think Robert Hall actually did effects on both of the quarantine movies. Really? The guy who did the late arrest movies. Yeah, we know who he is. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, that was Quarantine from 2008. What's going on? I don't know. Some apartment building in LA. It's good we're flying away. Sir? Sir? You're going to have to stay still, okay? Alright, so moving into 2011 with Quarantine 2 Terminal. Directed oh, by shit. John Pogue? <laughs> I think that's what his name is? I don't know. Fucking horrible. It's a straight to DVD master. Yeah, this guy directed uh, The Quiet Ones from 2014. You guys see that one? I didn't mind that movie. Mm-hmm. It actually wasn't horrible. I, I will admit it wasn't horrible. Um, 
He directed Blood Brother from 2018, and he's also directed yeah. the up-and-coming Deep Blue Sea 3, <laughs> slated for this year. Maybe some high hopes for that one. The movie everybody's waiting for. Yeah, it might man. be better in Deep Sea Blue 2 than oh, fuck. That's the case. That this was guy, English. This guy actually wrote U.S. Mar- uh, US Marshals in 98. Crazy. Oh, he wrote The Skulls, too. Crazy. Not The Skulls 2. The Skulls. Also, I meant to also. say. Also. The Paul yes. Walker movie? Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Okay. So, Quarantine 2 Terminal. A plane is taken over by a mysterious virus. When the plane lands, it is placed under quarantine, naturally. Now a group of survivors must band together to survive the quarantine. So... I have a plan. Yeah, this movie's better than I thought it would be, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. it's better than I thought it would be. I agree, and I, I think the best be. decision was to make it be its own thing and not try to do Wreck 2. Yeah, I thought I, it was gonna be which is normally yeah. what happens. I agree with that. This movie actually was pretty fucking entertaining, to be honest. Dude, can I talk about the one scene that cracked me up that when we find out that super rabies is the cure for Parkinson's disease? <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie, though, has. A fucking amazing, amazing jump scare, like top notch jump scare, that really fucking scared me. Where? Well, where? When they're in the fucking container, and the guy comes through on the top and fucking grab the pilot comes through the top of that container and oh, grabs through the, the dude through the hatch. Yeah, it didn't get. Yeah. No, really, not me. Got me. Got me. Crazy. Didn't get any of you guys. Uh, no, it didn't really get me. No, but I see where he's going. Gonna, yeah, I can see. That. That happened. Well, um, I've seen this one before, so this is a I like, watch. I like that it has continuity. That was a nice little. Yeah, little yeah I was actually, like, I was shocked by bit. that. I was shocked by that actually. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like a subtle for like a movie that definitely went off on its own to add the subtle touches to, to connect to the first one. Um, I remember when this first came out, it was a, a direct to DVD uh, a movie, and I had like very low expectations going into it because i was like okay quarantine a remake of wreck that was in theaters and they're just throwing this sequel on dvd and when i was watching it i just remember being like wow they they actually managed to put together a fun movie out of this and i think the whole uh setting where it starts out on a a plane is like a good nice return to like the claustrophobic uh, setting and and I mean what you know to a lot of people just being on a flight is scary enough and uh, the you fact know, that you know people start getting affected it's like it's it's a great setting you know damn straight if you were 13 years old and you had those goggles you'd be looking at that broad's titties faster than you could say <laughs> titty McGee yeah well why sure. don't you just let us know <laughs> oh thanks yeah uh, I think the this the I think the best part of this one is the the plane aspect i i feel like once they get back down to the ground i was a little bit less interested but the plane part was For really sure. cool man yeah. i think the plane is rivals the boat i think they underutilize the plane i mean because they land that motherfucker pretty quick man yeah, and, I know. you know the shit goes down and then they land it and stuff and they pull up to the wrong gate which was kind of funny I'm not fucking doing this, blah, blah, blah. That was like ground crew shit. I had to deal with that every day, right? They probably, I, they probably figured if it stays on the plane, how long can you really go before everyone's just dead? Well, I don't, I don't blame his reaction for freaking out because like working in an airport for seven years and doing that job, I know exactly what was going on. If a plane pulled up to a wrong, <laughs> you'd be like, what the fuck, dude? M- Moods, That's bad Moods. shit. That's bad shit. Moods, I have yeah. a question for you. When did Flight of the Living Dead come out? 
Um, I don't know. Flight of the Living Dead. Yeah, the zombies on a plane. Jesus Christ. Uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. Because, because I think maybe the, because two thousand seven, two thousand seven. Oh, it's actually. Got some uh, I love Derek's actors. enthusiasm for Flight of the Living Dead versus Jeremy's. Like what? Flight of the Living Dead I actually like wasn't that, that bad. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, wasn't it's not that bad. It's fun. It it's like, got an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, it's got some named actors in it, like the bad guy from Kindergarten Carps in it, and <laughs> Kevin J O'Connor from fucking. Uh, <laughs> The Lords of Illusion. Yeah. Chicago Legend. I don't know about Legend. So about Quarantine 2. Quarantine 2, man. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I do agree that the best parts of the film actually are in the plane. It's kind of gross. Like when that fat dude pukes on the fucking F.A. Oh, oh my God, dude, that's <laughs> disgusting, man. That actually looks and like it's gross, too. When he's leaning back, he's got like this pool of puke like in his fucking neck fat. And I was like, oh, oh God damn it. Stop it. Gross. <laughs> Didn't he kind of look like Chris Pontius, that dude? Yeah, a little bit. Like the guy from yeah, no, little, Preston little Lacey. The, yeah, yeah that's who you're again. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew the guy from Richard Jewell. Um, <laughs> so, listen, a couple of the things that I don't like, though, just to kind of get those out of the way. Um, I don't like how they made that. Like again, with the chain, they have like such a want to make them just zombies. Like, and, and you know, they were in quarantine one, but this like they they don't even feel the same infected. They they just feel like this almost uh like mutated like monster yeah like a monster instead of like people that are infected it it, it, it's annoying uh and then two man the subplot with the the rat dude with the where he says that they're um hamsters or whatever Uh like i wanted to choke the dumb bitch who just like kept like it is ridiculously obvious that he's mustache twirling bad guy like it is painfully obvious it is the script was so horrible in that aspect because yeah dude the moment the kid says i know what gerbils look like and those weren't gerbils like right then and there like okay that we these rats are attacking us like well, yeah they're, they're lab rats this kid says that they were lab rats. Like it is one hundred percent factual, and just the way that he, the dude acts, like it clearly sounds like he's lying. And the dude has no explanation because the kid was like, "Oh, well, gerbils don't have tails like that." And then when everyone looks at the dude, I, I forgot how he tries to explain. Well, he it says the way, the ones like, from. On like that area do or something it's like yeah. what no it's like you just made no he was also playing up. it off like he didn't even really know and i was like what do you mean you don't know you're fucking packing them around like so stupid yeah, yeah. It's fucking that, that was that's where this film shows it's the fact that it's a direct-to video yeah the, the yeah, narrative in that part is really fucking stupid and i'm not even yeah. sure like I, certain airlines have different rules and stuff but i know with like cats and dogs you can bring into into the cabs like that but you know they obviously have to be caged up and shit i'm not sure about rats because obviously that would have went through security and they would have they would have known that they were rats i don't know if you can bring rats onto planes i, I don't never think you can, man. i don't know rat like rats are but they're well I, like like, like i said with certain things species, right? well with the when i worked for WestJet, I'm, I'm positive you couldn't you couldn't bring a lot of certain animals into up into the um up into the uh cabins and shit so uh, with WestJet, you would never have um rats in there so 
that was kind of like throwing me for a little bit of a loop. I'm like, this airline allowed that through? Because they obviously went through security. I mean, they even talk about how this is after 9-11. Security's beefed up and hence why they were on lockdown when the shit was going on and shit, which makes sense. You know, like I said, I've, I know how the airport system works very, very well. That actually would have happened like that. Um, but for the rats being on there, that was kind of bullshit, <laughs> to be honest, I think. So, but I mean, it's just, it's painfully obvious too. like that aspect of the narrative is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. It's supposed to be a mystery, I guess, but I don't know. But yeah, that was dumb. It is, it is kind of stupid, man. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I think it's just a total miss though. You know, I mean, what, what is it? Is it actually turbulence that lets the rats out on the plane? I is that, so, is that what happens? Cause like, I can't well, wait, when does the guy get, I don't remember when the, Fat he dude gets, gets fed no, no, because he, he grabs the cage. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's but it, but it was caused from turbulence. Finger. But it was caused from turbulence, though. Like he. No, he of... was trying to pack the thing into his thing because it was a little bit bigger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. No, I meant how the rats got out. I mean, when they hit the storm, I would assume that caused the thing to open up. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the turbulence, the turbulence caused the rats to get out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also don't buy that this guy was from that apartment complex. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, these bio terrorists have to be somewhere. Why not there? I guess. No, right? but I, to me, it's just like he was like, you know, I was here, and then now I'm leaving at the same time that the. the, well, the court that, that they find out because he wouldn't have known they found out. He's the most amateur as bad. No, he wouldn't have had the ra- he wouldn't have been able to have the rats with him. No, no, no. He wouldn't have been able to like go in there, grab the rats, and and come out. Well, maybe he left before. Like maybe he knew that re- that the shit somebody or some things got infected in the apartment, so he fucking booked the fuck out of there. Because I'm assuming this is well, he had would have had to have if he would have known that it's a parallel storyline. It's a parallel storyline because he it's literally is at the same time. Yeah, he's literally yeah. watching the footage on TV on his laptop, which is another bullshit aspect. Because back when this movie came out in 2011, you wouldn't be able to do that in airlines. You didn't have it was funny. You didn't have that ass. You didn't have that. Now everything is all Wi-Fi and stuff. You can watch it online, but in 2011, you couldn't do that so that was bullshit and they, because earlier in the film they're actually giving a guy shit for talking on his phone which is totally against the law in every airplane yeah. you can't be talking on your phone which is bullshit which they do give him shit for but but he, this guy's watching fucking news footage no see that's garbage too Straight. i think that was before the plane started flying though right no don't no, they were in air because no, she was, the, no, was air. no they were in the air I because she remember. asked him if he, no they were in the air because she asked him if he wanted uh what he wanted to drink and if the if the uh, fas are coming around at that point that means that you're up to altitude and you're and you're flying, dude. I know this industry very well. <laughs> no, I believe you. I just could have sworn that they didn't. They didn't. No, fly. they were up. They were up in the air already. I think that, like that. I thought so. that was before the 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 flight attendants went and put their seatbelts on. No, it was after. So he was he was like all oh, better fucking here than that we're flying away from this shit and stuff. So yeah. <coughs> but um. Yeah. It's fucking great when the Parkinson's who just gets out of nowhere and starts chopping on dudes. Yeah. It's like, really? Super rabies is the cure for Parkinson's? I want some of that shit. What did you guys think of the ending? It was kind of cheesy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cheesy. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of cheesy. Like, she becomes a... No, no, I mean the cat cat ending. 
Oh, that's cheesy as shit. It's like I, I like continued. the fact where they are in fuck because they did emergency landing in Vegas. Yeah, and they're like right outside the uh, Mandalay Bay and shit, and, and the and the yeah. Luxor and stuff. Well, I've I've actually stayed at Mandalay Bay. That's where the the huge shooting happened. Yeah, I was at that hotel like three months before that huge shooting. It's fucking crazy. That'd be amazing if they made fucking quarantine two Vegas three Vegas. Right, <laughs> that's all they set it up to to be in Vegas. I mean, they did fucking Hostel three in Vegas, so why not? In Leprechaun three, part I mean, three in Vegas, ha- which is the best Hostel one. Hostel three makes sense. Yeah, Hostel 3 is not great, though. Unlike no, Leprechaun 3. Not at all. Hostel 3 is not great, but yeah. I do kind of like some of the things they do in it, but that's not yeah. great. I don't know what it is, man, but the, the one chick in this movie, the fucking black chick in this, reminds me of fucking... She reminds me of a young Pam Greer. She's fucking cute, man. What the hell is her name? Yeah. She's very cute. I, she's got she that face cute. to her, and I was like, damn, it. she just reminded me of like, the early, early Pam Greer stuff, man. Like the... I feel like I've seen her in something. I don't know, man, but I she, I, was, I kept I kept, I couldn't stop watching her in the film. I was like, damn, dude, fucking yeah, sexy. She noticeable to me too. Super sexy, man. Liked her voice and everything. She's awesome. She was definitely the highlight of the movie for myself. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like I said, you know, I think I think the great better the, than I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the the actual yeah, airplane I, I, stuff I, is underutilized. When they get to the ground, it gets a little bit slow and sloppy and stuff, and it, it's a little bit not as entertaining i i think it's just not as thrilling too because when you're on a plane i mean being in that situation that scenario is fucking crazy like that's yeah, it's, just it's, scary it's as hard fuck. to go from that claustrophobic setting well, at the beginning and then they get rid of it they're also on a fairly really, quickly i can't remember the name of the planes but when when you have the two seats on one side and the one it's a really small plane which which yeah, is kind of a really small plane it is man yeah. and it's funny that you could access the uh you know the the holes from the inside of the plane like that's very rare to see in those really small planes but is that, that even profitable fucking flying from la to vegas in a plane the size of a pack of chewing gum yeah actually it is yeah those are regional yeah. those are almost like regional planes yeah so the q400 they're really good on fuel and stuff like that right so that's why they use it more for the shorter flights but um yeah i don't know it, it's just it's kind of shocking the movie is actually a little bit better than i thought the ending is yeah. kind of funny <laughs> whatever it is what it is i'd actually like to see i i would watch the third one if they set it in vegas you know I did something with that I, i'd definitely check that out fuck whatever yeah ratings I have yeah i'm good no ideas for is it back to me again uh might, i guess so yes. might be. all right uh yeah i thought this was much better than i expected uh, I honestly had I thought it was going to be horrible just because that era of when it came out like direct to video sequels I mean the cover is garbage uh, I thought the plane was gimmicky and it was going to be super low budget looking it actually looks you know semi decent it actually looks really authentic too like you know even her putting in the uh, like the food trays and shit like that that was all authentic like with the mm-hmm. with the foot locks and the way it was and shit like everything how it was all set up and stuff like it looked like they filmed inside a real fucking plane it was crazy yeah, yeah. which is good um which is probably why they had to stop filming in a plane <laughs> because probably, they probably. probably wasted their whole budget getting <laughs> that, that. Little bit um i noticed that there's no like score in this one and uh this does this this one this one dropped the found footage right am i tripping no yeah. it, it's cinematic yeah cinematic. okay yeah, which we I don't think we mentioned, but yeah, uh, but it still didn't have a score, which is interesting, right? Because it's like that you don't have a score in a found footage because it's like why would you? But yeah. again, you can't have a score in found footage because it's like 
somebody edited this shit together. Why couldn't they just throw music into it too? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Um, but either way, uh, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily like great or anything. Like it's surprising, but I still think it's like just not that good. Uh, I do think it's actually better than Rec 4, though. So I will come in at a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, JP. It's up there for me. It's super fun. It's a fun little sequel. And, uh, you know, it has a little more high, high, cheesy effects in it. You know, it's funny shit. You know, like when that, like I said, when that fucking dude just gets up, I'm like, Super Rabies, cure for any disease. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. I give, I'm also at a six out of ten. I have fun with it. <laughs> Crazy. My right, next. Now they approved the NHL 24 team. Just it's approved now. Not six. Six out of ten for, for me too. Wow, this is strange. Triple six is. Mike. Uh, let's go with quadruple sixes. It's uh, this movie's much better than I expected. I mean, I, I was a little worried revisiting it, like with the with that uh, initial, like pleasant surprised effect wear off watching it a second time. And for the most part, I kind of maintained what I thought of it the first time. It's it's much better than expected. Not great, but it was still fun. I, they managed to make a fun movie or a fun sequel, and really. I think its strength is it did its own thing. That's probably the best decision they could have made. So yeah, six out of ten. Yeah, that's that's pretty strange actually. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this movie. I think the the motives behind you know the these biochemical terrorists and shit of like ridding people for the sake of like <laughs> population control is like a ridiculous narrative. But at the same time, isn't every James Bond movie similar to that? You know, I can't really hate on it, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm also at a 6 out of 10, oddly enough. I think it's entertaining enough to definitely... I'd actually watch this again. I actually had fun with it, so... Yeah. Chris. That was fucking... That was kind of weird that we ended up all on the same page in the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was okay, man. I think there was that really cheesy kind of like x-ray fight scene and shit where they were at the x-ray machine or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah, I felt on? like the whole uh, night vision-y thing was a way to like make it kind of feel found footage-y. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like x-ray night vision. It was weird, man. It just looked odd. It was very strange. It was but... like Predator Heat Seeker. <laughs> I, I forgot to mend, actually. I wanted to fucking strangle that kid, though. He was just irritating to me, man. It's that general yeah. piece of shit. Like I, I can do this shit myself, and the FA response is great. She's like, "Oh, great, less work for me." <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just a little uh, it's sassy. Great, re- great reaction. So. Uh, fucking funny. Uh, yeah, fun. But show guys. Yeah, man, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. That was the wreck franchise. Um, yeah, I actually had a lot. I had fun watching these, even though I didn't like half of them apparently. <laughs> But I didn't really think that I hated them that much. I didn't really hate anything. I just didn't think they were great. But, uh, no, it was still fun to do, man. It was fun to, you know, two of these movies were first-time watches, part four and, uh, you know, the fucking sequel, 
quarantine, quarantine two. two. So Terminal. I mean, it, you know, it was it was interesting. You know, I don't go into Terminal a lot of these things two. without having first time watches. <laughs> it's weird. It's actually strange for me. But uh, I'm, I was happy. You know, I was forced to watch these and shit. So, but and now that we did watch them, tomorrow they will announce Rec Five and Quarantine Three. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And actually, now the fact like I never picked up Rec Two because I hated the quarantine so much after I bought the DVD. Now I actually have to go and buy part two somehow because i actually liked it so. yeah i don't own it either i actually went to go buy it for the show and it was randomly the only like movie out of stock even quarantine one was in stock still <laughs> nice nice well i guess that's gonna do it man i want to thank all my guests jeremy thank you for coming on this show <laughs> oh you're most welcome it's my uh, 118th appearance is that, is that I was actually, actually about to count them all like I did with everybody else just to add to the joke because usually when I do a joke I will go as like hard and is expect- <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah. 118th appearance so yeah so it was <laughs> a 60 really some of quarantine that chair there's no bounds 67 what no, no you limits. oh 67 episodes you haven't been on okay that makes but sense. there was I couldn't remember. It was like hard to remember which ones he didn't do in like the like when he would just disappear for certain shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember which ones they were, especially when like the past like like you know eighty five episodes. Like I just could not remember which ones he was on and wasn't. So I stopped counting. Is that hundred and eighteen including the ones where you never watch the featured reviews? Do you count those ones Probably. as being on the show? And I was debating with that, too. I was like, was he really there? <laughs> he was. He was like, yeah, I agree with that. You know? Yeah, I agree with uh, Doctor and the Devil. So yeah, what's JF3 era bringing to the table? I don't know. Same old shit? No, that would be JF2. Oh, God, let's drop the shitty Jerry jokes then. Don't bring the same nah, shit. Nah, I got to bring the Jerry jokes. He's a homo. <laughs> what did i do i'm a fucking catalyst man ah shit all right well anyways um derek thank you for your 21st appearance on the show that is absolutely insane that's a lot of appearances hey man like i said in the post if without the show i wouldn't even be doing what i'm doing now you know yeah man yeah i hear that man and mike what was mike was ninth or tenth I think so, yeah. Man, he's been on a lot. And and a lot of those appearances have been just in like the last eight months. <laughs> really, it's crazy. Yeah, and it seems like uh, it's, they're kind of like racking up. Like all once I start, it's like, oh, every other week or every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Just, well, you, co- you covered some ground for, you know, making your debut on episode one, like 60 something. It was the Dawn of the Dead. It was the Dead series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're making appearance like I was making on Fresh Cuts there for a while. Yeah, this is actually my first franchise show with you guys. I, I did the Hatchet trilogy. Yeah, that was first the last franchise. of the Derek era, actually. That was episode 99, right? Yeah. I actually, it was I remember. Exploitation to, 90, not, to uh, Hatchet trilogy. Yeah. I always remember. I can remember most of the episodes we did in that, too. It's weird. Oh, I liked a lot of those episodes, man. And fucking. I wish we'd do an Ausploitation part two, man, because I could watch Ausploitation films all the fucking time. Well, once I get a little more sick time and vacation time, I'll Patreon that shit with you guys and I'm bring it to you. There's a lot of those over uh, under. Hell yeah. Over 
over what is the fucking word i'm like tired or something basically we haven't done a lot of things that we need to like uh irish volume two as well as a first french we haven't done any french exploitation too you know what we haven't we haven't done a exploitation one I know, and show. you want to know why? Is because I always just like feel like Canadian and American films just go hand to hand. That I you, don't really separate you, them that much. You, you know what you guys should do? You, I, I think have a French Canadian. No, I was thinking maybe <laughs> get a, like another Canadian podcast around with you guys. It's a little secret. Heather. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, we want to do something with Heather. We'll have her on. Hell yeah. Along with Heather before on Fresh Cuts. We need to figure out who our guest for Paranormal is going to be because I feel like we need somebody who. It's going to be on my side because you and Jeremy are going to suck these movies off. I don't know. I haven't seen any of them, bro. Yeah, I I couldn't remember if. Like. Honestly, really? I I thought that you'd seen most of the films. I thought you actually liked the Paranormal. The first one and the fifth one. Okay. And I've only seen the first two. But I don't know if I I'll even like the sequels. But I feel like I just feel like we need somebody that knows more about them than us, since none of us are really. Yeah, I haven't seen all of them either. But maybe, I like maybe I, Mike. I'm I mean, you, so I'm so green on these movies. It's ridiculous. Like I've seen the first one, I think one time, and I never I couldn't even move on. Like it's it's absolutely insane. I feel I'm like so you, green. you'll probably at least respect it more. I like a lot of the sequels more than the run. That might happen to moods. Did you I think, think so. I was going to come in? I, I, I hear that too. I hear the sequels are better. I think even Carly, she Carly just ran through these uh, on her own, just on yeah, her own time. I think someone said like yeah. the third one is really good. I, like, I like the third one. Out of yeah. the first three, I like the third one. I didn't like Ghost Dimension. I like Marked Ones. I heard Marked Ones is really solid. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of like a side story, but it still ties into yeah, the main storyline. Yeah, and I had no hope for it after stupid because didn't it come out? Was it after before Ghost Dimension it, or after? Yeah, it was, it was, it was between before. Four, it was before between uh, part four and Ghost Dimension. Okay, yeah, because four sucked, but then marked ones was like a great rebound. I actually don't hate four that much. Uh, I think it's kind of generic, but. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get into it. We'll save that for another discussion. Yeah, yeah and I have I haven't seen that Tokyo one. I I've just seen like highlights of it on. I kind of want to see that one. You might have to. I'm interested. Like I am interested to watch it. Since you guys are gonna do spoilers on these, uh, you might have to let me see that before you talk about it. All right, yeah. are you guys ready what? to break out your top ten um, found footage films? Something new at the end of the show? I'm just joking. Yeah, uh, I could go <laughs> Blair Witch, Wreck. Um. Yeah, that's about Cannibal Holocaust up there. <laughs> Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters Grave is a good one. The Bay. The Bay. You guys um, watch uh, the Taking of Deborah Logan? What do you guys think yeah, about that, that one? That one's pretty good. I, I have like it. That. I like that one a bunch. That, that one's hard to find. I think The too. Bay is pretty entertaining. I think that was I love one. The Conspiracy. The Conspiracy is actually pretty fun. Um, yeah. I personally, man, for like that kind of technology found footage shit, man, I, I really like the den. I thought the den was really good, man. That's pretty yeah, good. I heard exploding okay. heads just did the den and did they blow it, Derek? I'm sure you probably I didn't it. I didn't listen to that one actually yet. See yeah, I, between... I, I somebody made a big post saying like that that their deep dive on it was like amazing or something. So Nori the they Curse probably... was excellent, man. VHS that's, a, that's a great movie. Yeah, I love that one too. I actually like all that guy's found, like the record of sweet murder. Yeah, he's done some good shit, man. Um Safe Haven. 
from VHS too. I, I mean, I like. I, I think the amateur nights bet the best segment in all the VHSs. Uh, I like that. It's it's between that one and Safe Haven. Those are my two favorites for sure out of that series. Yeah, the, the last two segments in VHS two are fucking phenomenal, man. I love those two. Jason Eisner, Dark Side of the Ring. He, I. What? He's directing Dark Side of the Ring. Really? Yeah, talk- uh, yeah, he's directed. Week. He's directed all of them. Oh, he's oh, the creep. director on the creep. It creep is great. Creep probably is in my top ten now. I like creep and creep too. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, there. Jason Eisner is the yeah that fucking it. what was it the party alien party or some shit that he did. Man, that shit was creepy as fuck, man. Yeah, I agree. I like that too. It's really good. Um, I like Cloverfield a lot. Yeah, Cloverfield's pretty good for we a did, big we, budget. Troll Hunter. We did mention uh, As Blood So Below. That, that's another really good one, too. Oh, yeah, Troll Hunter. Troll love. Hunter is awesome, man. I love that film. It's, it's so fun. It is great, man. The first time watching that, I was so blown away because I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, holy. <laughs> Do you remember, like, man? They made the effects look that good in a lower budget movie like that. I was just going to say The Sacrament, man. I haven't seen it, I think, since 2013. I think that made like our top 10 list that year, which is crazy. It was my number one. Really? I, I would like actually to, to see how it would like kind of match up on the year now. You know, I know that I, there's other films that I've seen that would be better now, but yeah, um, yeah. it was... Yeah, my number one of 2014. Crazy. Crazy. I haven't seen it since either. Yeah, that's funny. I really... Uh, yeah, I like a lot of the mockumentary-style found footage movies, too. Like, like the, Mungo. Like Mungo. Yeah, I really yeah, I really like Lake Mungo. Uh, the Tunnel. You should do Lake Mungo Dude, for their here. The Tunnel is, like, one of my fucking favorite. I love it. The Tunnel's just structured so well. It just works so well, man. It's great, man. Um, the only fucking M. Sh- Night Shyamalan ding dong film, The Visit. I love that shit. That was a good movie. It's alright. Footage. It is. Yeah. Dude, I was gonna say The Visit, and I couldn't remember if it was found footage or not. I was like, I want to say it was, but then I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's it actually works pretty well. You can't remember if something's found footage because I didn't remember either. It's literally like the only movie I like by him. It's crazy. What? That, Wait, that is Sixth crazy. Sense or Unbreakable or Sixth Sense? What? I'm not a fan of Sixth Sense, man. I saw that shit in the. Th- I was like, ugh. I've seen it a couple times. I'm just. I can't fuck. You only really once you know the ending, it's like. Mm. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the first time seeing it. It shouldn't. I mean. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm actually more of an Unbreakable fan, to be honest. We actually yeah. saw Sixth Sense. The when we were supposed to see the Blair Witch uh, for the first time, it was sold out because of all that hype, and uh, we ended up seeing. So you're sense. so you're not a short little fan moods. No, <laughs> get it. He M Night Shyamalan wrote those movies, the short little movies. No, really. You didn't know yeah, that? Yeah, Stuart Little. No. How would I know that? That's how he made the Sixth Sense. I was off the the success of the first movie. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably possibly get the fuck out of here. And we should end the show after the show. Yeah. Yeah. End, end the show after the show. Yeah. We'll stick around. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go live on YouTube and do a fucking. No, I'm just joking. Um. But yeah, man. So 
that's it, man. Thank you guys for coming back on. I enjoyed, you know, rewatching some of these and first time watching some of these films and shit. Always glad to have you guys back on. You're welcome back anytime y'all wants. So, Derek, do some Patreoning and come back on an Aussie 2 show. Yeah. No, you don't have to oh, Patreon. Yeah. You don't have to pay to come on the show. It's ridiculous. You can, you're always He's welcome. Down. You can, you can come on whenever you want, man. Just let me I'll know. have some one of the listeners Patreon that shit and I'll come back on. Yeah, fuck it, man. I just I get on these kicks, man. Like a little while ago, I, I watched like a shitload of exploitation films again. I just wanted to keep going. Like I, I fucking even watch Stone again. You know, it's like I, I love exploitation films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear yeah, you. Yeah. So I just I can't stop when I start. And I'm there's like, so many out there. Too. Oh, there so really many, is. There's so many good ones. Like, I just fucking love them, dude. Like, uh Anyways, um, is Jeremy taking us out of here, or is he not available at the moment? I'm right here. Okay, well, take us out of here. I'm not going to leave early. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 185. Everybody who has reached out to me over the past two and a half months and wished me well, I love you all. I know I sound like a fag, but I really do. Anyway, if you want to follow the man Moods himself, you can do so at youtube.com slash mood 616 So as you can follow JP on his channel, youtube.com slash doubleshotj. Follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash nesroar22. You can follow the other two schmucks wherever they are at. Leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. Leave us any questions at the 22shotsmoodsandhorror at gmail.com. It's the 22shotsmoodsandhorror at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com, search bar, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. And as always, please support the Patreon to get the sand sucked out of my vagina. Patreon.com slash 22shotspodcast. Please buy a 22 Shots of Moods and Horror t-shirt. No one has bought any in a long time, and we really appreciate it, so please buy one. And as always, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22 Shots Podcast. That should do it, everybody, for episode 185 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with the Crazies show, OG versus Remake. Oh, shit. So stay tuned for that. I will be back then, and I shall talk to you guys when we get over there. So see you guys soon. Goodbye. Featuring a first-time guest. Deuces. Oh, yeah, we are. Ladies. Peace.